We're live, Pinkular already, episode 326. We were going to have an amazing guest, really, not, not goofing, uh, perhaps a guest we are more excited about than any other in the history of the show, but... They were unable to make it, and you know, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't work out. So in the future, yeah, know, we'll see. I, I, be I, great. I, I don't want to go all Hodor and like make sure they no. never come in the future. Optimism. Nah, Optimism. This, this is a guest you know. we actually want, maybe even more than, uh, more than Hodor. So uh, <laughs> for sure, more than Hodor. <laughs> Hodor. Hodor. If, if Hodor's out there right now, lately, like, like, no, no. It, How did I you deliver that line? Yeah. <laughs> what was your motivation? Yeah, Hodor is a bitch, and this guy slays bitches wildly. <laughs> but um, totally different. Kyle? I, uh, I I honestly like the shows where it's just the three of us. Uh, but hopefully we get uh, we get that guy in here sometime soon. So be on the lookout for a very very cool guest sometime in the coming weeks. Several advertisements tonight. We've got Smart Mouth coming back to us. Audible, Dollar Shave Club, Movement Watches, Nature Box, CISO, Creature Quest, and a, uh, a brand new one, Soylent. So uh, we'll talk about all those later on in the show, of course, and there are links in the description if you want to get a head start on that. But yeah, been a fun news week. I, I, it, can, it, can we bring back a little Trump talk? Like, can, is it too let's, early? Let's like, not like, lead like, would... with it, though. I'm happy okay. to indulge right. in Trump right. talk, but, but I would rather lead with almost, you know what? Fappening 3. Let's lead with that. Oh, uh, what is that? Uh... Who, who's uh, naked now? I, I, I can't, okay, all right. I, I, for a second, I thought you didn't know what the fappening was, which would no, I know like, that uh, like uh, Hunger you're Games an internet girl got naked. Can I lay this out there? Sure. Yeah. All right. So, um, about uh, it, it's it, it, the earliest origins of the most recent uh, leaks were on 4chan, as far as I, I can tell, and uh, I feel like we're almost bad guys by, 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 by talking about this. But, but basically, what's happened? It seems I'm told uh, there's there's photos of there's lots of photos of Emma Watson. Um, like in her in swimsuits, like like a hundred of them, and and like in swimsuits and in various like dresses. Um, it seemed like she was just her her assistants taking photos of her in like every outfit she owns, so that maybe she can, I don't know, like like maybe when you've got hundreds and hundreds of outfits, you don't even remember them all. And it's nice. To are have they embarrassing photos, or are they just they are, look at me? And I my have clothes. them. Do you want to see them? Like I, I no no, we shouldn't do that. Um, really, let's not do that. Yeah, I don't think I, I, I want to cover I don't even this. Like talking about this. Wait, this have... was you were all about the last time this was a thing though. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. He was definitely pro fappening in the first go yeah, round. What I'm not pro is like now everybody's like, growing a moral compass all of a sudden. Yeah, like, what the it, fucking? You know, you're a rape squad killer, bitch. Don't you forget uh, where you came from. Oh, I, just, I just don't like disseminating the information uh, myself. Like it doesn't seem like it's that wide right now. But but yeah, the facts are that there's like a hundred or so photos of her in like dresses and swimsuits and stuff. And then there's like maybe six or eight photos of her in the bathtub with no face showing. But of course the uh, the the Sherlock's of the internet have found every mole and every piece of jewelry and and the <laughs> shape of her chin and like done some biometric examination and sure enough yeah it's her but is that for real or is yeah, it made up yeah I no, don't no, know I'm is. bad at this but we we talked about this before like I I am the worst guy to like see a neck down nude and say yep that's definitely a man I can see faces and not be sure 100 percent sure like I, clearly these two people look similar but are they um, yeah, it, so it's it's definitely her, shirt. and uh, and there's By the also two, two freckles, really, right? The, the two freckles um, like here like, in her shoulder, the shape of her chin, like like everything about it. It's definitely her. Um, and then and then the fact that the publicist came out and was like, oh yeah, some photos were taken, but they're not nudes. Just so we're clear, there were no nudes taken. Like her immediate her publicist out. Can you there, imagine so. needing that much like sleuthing and build up just to masturbate? 
Like, you have to be the guy who storms the beach and finds <laughs> boring pictures when there's so you much to be pushed, had. You've, you've pushed it too far at that point. But uh, let me finish. So there's, there's, there's two videos of her uh, in, also in the tub sort of panning her body with the camera that are each like, I don't know, 10 seconds long or something like that. And then the one that, that like I first saw is uh, Amanda Siegfried, who Woody probably is much more familiar with than he normally would be because she is the daughter in True Love. I, his look of confusion means maybe he's not, but the blonde daughter in True Love <laughs> is uh, was the first celebrity to leak, and, uh, and and like she was all over Reddit, and like they didn't know if it was a leak yet, so they were allowing the picture to stay up, and it's like her in a, one of those dresses that you can kind of pull to the middle, and the boobs are exposed. Oh, she's and, uh, rumored to have a sex tape. Anyway, I don't know about that, but there's uh, <laughs> Who does so there's, so? there's four. Let me finish. I got all the information here. I promise. You're like uh, there's a that no what actually no. is is that there's four pictures of her with the actor justin long who's been in die hard and, uh, and a bunch of other films um like like sucking his dick in a couple of them um and then like them naked together hugging and then them in a, in front of a uh, mirror like vir virtually naked um and then let's see what else was there i think that maybe that encompasses it but but no no videos of, of any I of any of any sexy time I made a mistake. Misha, Misha Barton is the one that's supposed to have a sex tape out in the last two days or something. I don't know huh. Misha Barton. Ah, that's uh, a shame because she's just out of she. She had like a nervous breakdown just a few <clears throat> weeks back. So this is really going to send her over the edge. That sucks. Poor Misha. See, yeah, now she, I feel she was bad. in the show The OC back in the day. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I feel but, bad from the beginning. Like, like, like you know, as all of this stuff was provided to me via Reddit. Like I didn't, I didn't delve through the internet or go right. to 4chan, go to any like weird websites. This was all like imager <laughs> links on our all, you know. And it's just like reading through the comments, trying to figure out what was up. Yeah, I haven't. I, to me, the aside from Emma Watson, I got the name. Uh, the rest of them haven't really been that A-list. It was like, oh yeah, the the daughter of someone, like a, a secondary character on a HBO show or. Um, I didn't even know, what was her name again? Misha Barton? This is not a person that I know. I just heard celebrity sex tape. And I haven't seen any pictures of Misha Barton um, or, or, or seen her, seen anything about I her. I don't they, know who Misha Barton is. Misha it's, Barton was in this show called The O.C. about when I was in high school, it came out, when I was like 16. And it's all these uh, like rich kids in Orange County and them hanging out and their so drama. The, Since then, she's done a bunch of movies. The existence uh, of this sex tape is confirmed by Misha Barton and her lawyers. And she's suing to get it off the internet which usually doesn't work that well, but it seems to be working so <laughs> far. Um, so that's, that's where that is. Like, it is a thing. I haven't seen it. Um, I don't want to see it. <clears throat> oh, no, I would hate to see that. Please don't send me any links. Um, uh, heard that it's a Emma, sunny episode. Oh, my God. Right. Which website? There's exactly. So many. One yeah. of those horrible ex-girlfriend websites. Oh, but there are so many. Which one? Which <laughs> one did you post them to? <laughs> so I saw the um, – I've seen all the – Emma Watson ones, except supposedly there's a less confirmed one where she has a dildo, and I haven't seen no, that. That's not. A thing. No. <laughs> oh uh, no, no, I'm, I'm telling you, that I, has been discredited. Is are that you correct? saying it's discredited or what? Are you saying I made it up because that's not? It's the case. just not. It's why I think it's made up. Uh, if, I, if you link me, I got to see this because I've been really on top. I can't of this show thing. you the picture. I haven't seen the picture. We were you were totally against this, and now you're asking him to link you so to you've it. You've heard a picture. Oh, no, well, I can look at it. I just don't want to disseminate others looking. I would never say, hey, go to this creepy website over here where they're keeping the pictures so that I, nobody's supposed to have. I saw this, like, dump of uh, – it was on Reddit, you know. It was, it was the Emma Watson subreddit. I forget what it was. And uh, there was a dump of all her stuff. 
and the comments were just filled with like, where's the one with this? Where's the one with the red dildo? Where's the one with the red? Like everyone, it seems to have seen this one except me. That's like um, how memes start, though. It's just some asshole wrote, like, where's the one with the giant purple two-headed dong? And then someone's like, ha, 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 where's the one with the giant... No, uh, they were all uh, asking red, for the same picture. Dong. No, no, that's not it. They were all asking for the same picture, and it seemed like they had all seen it, but I haven't. Um, so I don't, I don't know. And that one seems to have been less proven than the others. Like, as you know, the, the, the detectives, they find a freckle here and a freckle here, and they confirm it, and a <laughs> necklace, and, and they're like, here's the necklace she wore to the bathtub. This is some time. Do you think that, like, when they found, like, another girl <laughs> naked in the tub, and they found that their little constellation pattern didn't match up between the moles and freckles, that they just went back to square one, <laughs> or do you think they had, like, a uh, defeat masturbation? I, I want to talk about these Emma Watson. The they're not that sexy. So she's already oh, been topless. She did a, a photo shoot or something where she was topless. And she's in a bathtub where she's totally naked, but she's on her back and her legs are crossed. And if there's some way to be modest and naked, she is. And so uh, she's done a nude photo shoot, and those are just out there. Well, and now these a are topless photo shoot. Topless she's done a, a topless photo shoot. So Emma Watson's boobs are not new to this world. And now there's a video of her in a bathtub, but she's not doing anything naughty in the bathtub. She, she's, I guess, I guess she did, that she's filming it's cleaning herself yeah but like she's just kind of relaxing i guess taking a video probably for someone she cares about and uh it's not i mean she's bottomless but her legs are crossed and everything and there's nothing i mean there's nothing hanging out right, right. Like, there's no I, dangling yeah there, there's no arby's effect right I, she's she's not you know jilling or anything like that she's just kind of that would that video would have exploded. Yes. If that, yeah. if that, like I, I saw the bathroom shot and thought, well, this isn't that much more the bathtub shot and thought this isn't that much more revealing than like a shot if she wore a bikini bottom, you know, because because they're like that great by happenstance, just browsing the Internet. I'll come across it eventually. Yeah. And like, yeah. If, and if yeah. it's worth seeing, then other porn will rise to the top. That's what's so great about capitalism. So you know, just <laughs> all of that flow. Into <laughs> what I wanted to say was this. So I have thought everyone has their own version of who 10 is, right? Who, who, the, who the, the prettiest girl on earth is. And for a long time, Emma Watson was my like version of perfection. For someone else, it might be Kim Kardashian. It might be whatever. But I always thought Emma Watson had the, a certain class and look and style and jawline. I'll just say it. And, uh, <laughs> and thought this... You are huge on jaw lines. Right? Oddly so. And uh, um, like this is, the, this is the most beautiful woman on earth at the moment, right? Like that, that was my line of thinking with her. Once you like see the goods, it, it was almost sexier beforehand. Like not to say that she's not beautiful or whatever, but... This is the worst conversation no, no, ever. No, no, no. I don't let know why it, Kyle's so, Kyle's so frigid so all of a sudden. What you're saying. <laughs> Once you see the goods, it's like she's just a regular person almost. Like, like the uh, not to say that she's not beautiful or anything, but it normalizes everything. Everybody and, looks better in clothes, like most right? of the time. Like when you you can take a pretty overweight <clears> guy <throat> and put a fitted suit on him, 
And you can look at that guy and be like, that guy's actually pretty good looking. Like, look at that. He's got broad shoulders. It tapers down at the waist. Even mm -hmm. if he's a big fat fuck at the end of the, I mean, obviously there's a critical mass where it's like, you're not hiding shit. And under that yeah. Door. Sorry, Chris but, Christie. But you can be, yeah, Chris Christie's not fooling anyone, but you can be like Donald Trump has passed in the past, probably five, 10 years, the fat threshold of where it doesn't, it doesn't go above board anymore. Cause if you watch the old apprentice, him, you're like, that's clearly a heavy man, but how heavy is he? He's because he's got old man. Like old man neck, often you 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 give them more credence with it. Like if you see like a young person with a giant double jowl like that, mm. you're like they're really heavy. But an old person, you're like, well, that could just be age and skin stretching. But uh, yeah, he's now bona fide fat, and that that suit effect is wearing off. Point being is that of course when you see her in her little wizard outfit or whatever it was, that you're like, oh, what what's beneath she wasn't those? Uh, <laughs> Did I tell you that a friend of mine in uh, middle school or uh, when those movies were coming out, who had a huge crush on Hermione, and he got. A Hermione cutout that was like life-size Hermione for his birthday when we were all like 14 and I guess she was like 14 too or whatever and so it was mm -hmm. totally normal and then I went back to his room like five four years later five years later and it was like dude why the fuck is that thing still in here like that's now just uh, that's a, great. A, a, a child and he was like dude I know it looks so creepy honestly I just haven't gotten around to throwing it out and I was like I don't trust you it's made of cardboard it's it would be so quick. Throwing those out like I will be like, oh, just throwing away George Washington and Donald Trump. Like everybody look at me. <laughs> but yeah, don't mind that. But uh, yeah, I, I yeah, kind of understand I, I, what you mean. I feel yeah. anytime this happens, you feel bad for the person I, I, because obviously it is violating. I feel that way. It's not just about her, but like uh, all the time when there's these celebrity leaks and such, I, I swear like a bit of the mystique. Is, rubs off a little bit. It's not bad. I, I don't know. Like it, in, in some aspects, it's almost cooler that they're real life people. But um, you know, yeah, you, you see her and you're like, oh, look at that. She's just a regular beautiful woman. You know, like I, I've said the thing a hundred times. Like, oh, you could walk through the middle of your you know local good sized college campus and find ten women that good looking. But for me. Emma Watson, it was like, no, you won't, find, you won't find any of her. Well, I meant just walk through the quad, right, at any given time, not, not pull the whole campus. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but at any given time, there's 10 people as hot as Jennifer Lawrence in the quad. But in my head, Emma Watson, no, 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 that's a, that's a one in 10,000. And then you see her naked and you're like, ah, oh, actually, regular hot person. Oh, yeah, there, there are hundreds of girls more attractive than Emma Watson at every large college campus in this country. And I would wager Fuck in France and England Fuck and Germany too. Like there are, like it's just, just because you get that pedestal effect like you're talking about where, and it's not just uh, uh, like putting a woman there. It's you put like male celebrities or male athlete figures there too. Like have you ever really liked an athlete and been like, man, I can't no. wait to look at this interview and see what like their secret is to be in graded hockey or whatever. And you listen to it and you're like, oh man, this guy's just really fucking athletic. And all those times that I thought that he was like, ah, you think that I'm going left, but I'm really going to go right after faking left twice. <laughs> You've fallen for my ruse. It's like, what was your thought process there? I just tried to move. Fiesta is possible. Uh, all, the time. all of a sudden, he starts giving an uh, he starts giving an interview like Bobby Boucher and the Water Boys. That first <laughs> they put the ball in the hands of the quarterback, and then I start tackling the quarterback unless <laughs> he puts the ball into someone else's hands, and then I start tackling them. And yes, then, and thank then, you. Now to our next point. 
don't smoke crack. Yeah. <laughs> and see, and it would shatter your opinion of that person. Or if you were watching, like, yeah. like you know, who would do it for me is Chris Pratt because Chris Pratt seems to be a genuinely good guy. I don't watch a lot of celebrity interviews, but all the times I've seen him on radio shows or whatever, it seems like he's a good guy. But if he just came out there in an interview and said some, like, crazy shit, like, you know what? South African apartheid, was it that bad? Can we is would it be that bad to go back or like said something you're like, oh, oh, no, the whole time it was the it was Star Lord that I liked, not you and Andy that I liked, not you. Like that does happen a lot with celebrities, though, where you finally listen to him talk and you're just like, oh, it was the character I liked that not you. Oh, you're awful. Like I, I Chris Pratt would would crush because he's one of the, like there are many actors i root for right you know but chris pratt he could come out and star in some movie i don't give a hoot about but i'll hope it does well because i want good things for chris pratt yeah who are some other like famous people like i I know exactly what you're saying where you almost feel like you're on the same team as some famous people where when you see them do well not team because you're not getting anything out of it but you're like yeah good yeah that doesn't affect me at all, and I may have to even see that, but good for you. Is there anybody like that for you guys that every time, other than Chris Pratt, obviously? Yeah. Every time I like, uh, I like, uh, I like Charlie Day from uh, It's Always Sunny when I saw him in the uh, in the Pacific Rim movie, and then he's in this new movie called like Teacher Fight or something like that. Like, I like seeing him do well. And uh, John Krasinski from The Office, who played Jim, uh, mm. he did that 13 Hours Michael Bay movie last year about Benghazi that did really well and made a bunch of money. And then I just read that he's like writing, producing, maybe acting in like this this whole new film that he. So it seems like he's got he's he's got some uh, I don't know the ability to do what he wants now. So I like I like seeing those people do well. Anybody who I, who was in like a TV show that maybe didn't get the the run it should have gotten. Also, like I, I think the guy's ma- name is maybe Nathan Fillon mm-hmm. or something like that. He was in. Um, oh, oh, Nathan for you. Serenity. It was the but it Serenity. wasn't yeah, called Serenity. Think it was called. Yeah, the movie was Serenity, and the TV show was Firefly. Um, Is that eyebrows? And, uh, and, and so whenever I see him and something, and Scott, Scott Bakula also, you know, whenever I see, I don't know, there's a bunch of guys who were in, like, those, the, the sci-fi stuff when, from the 90s and the 80s that, like, I really dig, like, like, like that shit, that I, I like to see them do well. The guy who played, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but he played, like, Kyle Reese in, uh, in the first Terminator movie, and he was the guy who gets burnt with the acid in the Aliens movie. He was always, like... Um, I think he played Ringo in uh, Tombstone. He was he, he he was the one who was always picking on Doc Holliday, calling him Lunger and stuff. And they have the shootout at the end. Like that guy never. I've really... never seen Terminator or Aliens. You I fucking probably... asshole! Oh, that's fucking. Should... Are you serious? Yeah, I haven't oh. seen Terminator before. All right, so I, is Terminator, it good? You... Look, look, Terminator is excellent. All right, but 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 <laughs> you could skip Terminator. <laughs> you could skip both ter- Terminator One and Two are both excellent, excellent movies. But you could just throw those out because Alien and Aliens, which is what they call the sequel, are mm. so goddamn good. You've got Ridley Scott making the first one, and it's like a horror film in space with Sigourney Weaver in one of her early performances, like killing it. Uh, like like the uh, there, you can feel the tension. Like like in the movie, all the other actresses hate her because she's the star and this new actress, and they're like established. British actresses and and so like there's a scene where they need to sa- slap Sigourney. She actually slaps the piss out of her like oh, what a bitch. the way into the movie. <laughs> Second movie, uh, like James Cameron goes to Paramount or whoever and like he's he's like I got something for you. He writes Alien on the board and then he writes an S on the end and he draws two lines through the S for a dollar sign. He goes ah. Eh? 
And you're like, yes, yes, that. So, so he takes over and he makes Terminator 2, but this time instead of a horror film, it's an action movie with all these pumped up testosterone guys going to fight the aliens. So you get a completely different movie but about the same thing. Which do you prefer? I, I would argue that they're both space horror movies. I, I, well, the second one doesn't taste... No, well, well, everyone else would disagree with you. The, the first one is, a, is considered a, horror, like a space horror film. The second one is considered like a, 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 a sci-fi action film. Hmm. Um, it, it's it, there. It's 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 very different if you if you watch them both. Um, I'm not usually scared of action like films, and I was a, I was a kid when I watched it, and it was just oh, kid. terrifying kid. to me. Yeah, but like yeah. Rambo is an action film, and it's not scary. Or it's bit. not scary because you don't fear for Rambo, right? That's, that's <laughs> what the Soviets catch. They don't impregnate you with a fucking uh, organism that's going to burst out of your chest, right? They just cut you a little with their knife and try to get you to renounce film, democracy. You know, Commando <laughs> or Rocky or well, whatever. But when I watched Aliens, like I'm. Hiding under my blanket as a kid. So is good. This, so is Alien a movie that, and I, I only know of Alien and Terminator from references people make. So is Alien a horror movie that I, w- I could watch tonight no, after this I, or something I, I and, um, and like it? Or would it be something where yes. I'm watching it going like, I see how this was good in 79. Like, no. and, but no, okay. and it, 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 if you up. look at like IMDb ratings, it's Rotten Tomato ratings. Both movies, the the original and the sequel, are way way up there at like I'm gonna guess like at least like like high eights, but probably like nine point one, nine point three, somewhere up there. Like they're both super high rated films. Um, they hold up well, um, and uh, the special effects hold up well. Everything because it's a lot of practical effects. Um, the, you know, there's actual guys in alien suits running around covered in like uh, lubricant. Like astro gel, like gooping off of them. It's uh, it's all real. There's no CGI. There's there's CGI for the spacecraft, I suppose, unless they're so, using. So you would prioritize well, Alien and Aliens over Terminator for sure. Yes, and that and and saying that, you got to keep in mind, my grandmother was a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, and like I was watching like Terminator and Terminator Two, like as a five year old or whatever. I, I probably wasn't old enough for Terminator Two quite yet. It came out like ninety one or ninety two. But uh, but but that, like I watched that shit as a kid, and she was like a huge Arnold fan, and like uh, and Terminator Two special effects still hold up today. Uh, Terminator One uh, is not as good as skip Terminator Two. You could skip that one entirely and just go into <laughs> Terminator Two. That, that that's definitely my advice. Because those are just two movies that are referenced so much at this point. I'm tired of pretending. <laughs> I'm tired of going. Oh, total. Uh, yeah, that character in that situation. My God, you know, I remember. Now that I think about it, I never really have. The first Terminator is much more of a horror film uh, uh, than the second one is. The second one is much more of an action thing because in the second one, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy. Uh, you know, he's a he, he's a he's a he's the same version of a machine, but he's been programmed to be good. So he gets to lead, you know, he gets to be the big action lead. So it's more of an action movie. And you're, you're often not that afraid for the characters unless the things get really dicey. But in the first one, it's a human being. It's that, uh, that Kyle Reese guy that, that I was talking about was also in, the, in Aliens. And it's just him versus fucking Schwarzenegger. And the whole time you're like, oh, shit, is Schwarzenegger here? Well, we're fucked. We're fucked because he's just like just slow walking, punching through windshields, just a never – Never ceasing killing like robots. A smart zombie with muscles. I don't know. Yeah, it's like Night of the Living Dead, but you shoot him in the head and he just gets right back up. This, uh, yeah. I think, I, I know the reason I just never was interested in it is now that I'm thinking about it, the only one of those movies I've ever seen was I saw Alien vs. Predator in theaters when I was like 14 or 15. Oh, That's like, that was pretty like probably good, 14. I and it, I was watching it and I was like, God, this is maybe. And I was like, this is not good. 
I don't like this. Like, I don't want either one of these sides to win, but I know whatever one does win, I'm going to be like, that is bullshit. That alien it has that mouth thing. That's bullshit. The Predator could have just jumped up and flew away and taken him down, like, with a rifle from a helicopter-style attack or whatever. Yeah. Like, Did you see the one? There's a couple of them. Did you see the one where they go into the ice pyramid in, in, like, Antarctica or something like that? That might have been the one, first one. It, that one's okay whenever they go, like, into the ice pyramid and, the, and you learn the that I there's saw. this whole, like, backstory where the Predators had been... Uh, like ruling over mankind during like the Aztec times, and like uh, they were uh, sacrificing the humans to create the uh, the uh, the xenomorphs so that they they could then hunt them, and then they just like destroyed that whole society with a big nuclear weapon. They created, uh, they killed people to summon things that they could. Then so the let way go it and works. Hunt? So so the way the metamorphosis of the xenomorph alien things work that they have like the mouths inside the mouths. Um, an egg hatches, and this thing called a face uh, hugger sloofs out of it and wraps around your face it looks like some sort of deep sea creature with like I've legs. Those, like, yeah. yeah that's impregnating you with an egg that egg's gonna hatch out and uh or, or with, a, with a little parasite and, and that's the chest burster that thing stays inside of you for a couple of days and then all of a sudden it bursts out of your chest and uh and you know it runs away and it grows in the course of like a, a few days into a big like seven foot tall killing machine it's funny now that you mention it. Huh. I don't really understand how the life cycle works, right? Because they grow from eggs into monsters. The monsters implant themselves to people, and then they grow into monsters. What are the people for exactly? We've already proven that the usually egg- parasite. Like if you can <laughs> be a host to a like a parasite won't come like a, a ringworm or a tapeworm or something would not jump into you, Kyle, and start eating. And oh, you know what? I'm feeling full. I'm out of here. And then you leave, and you're like, oh, I've been inconvenienced. Like, like, no, it's not, it's not going to leave once it's there. Like, a parasite would stay, suck all the energy till you're a husk, and then come out. Like, it happens everywhere else in all of nature, well, right? I, it wouldn't eat half your spleen and then dart. I could be wrong go, about this, but I... But there are parasites so the that xenomorphs, just gestate. So the xenomorphs are a biological weapon. So the xenomorphs are a biological weapon created by the engineers. Um, and, and that ship that was found on the, the original planet is a bomber it would drop those eggs and and they're they're meant to to, to eradicate humanoids you know so these are artificial creatures that are now biological basically the they're biologically engineered creatures yeah okay. and they've got this black now i could be a little bit wrong about the you know the got, got my chicken ahead of the egg or something in this case because there's the uh the most recent movie where they go back to the planet oh, i can't think of the fucking name but um, but they they go to the planet and the, there's the black ooze that creates the xenomorphs. There's a lot of movies you need to watch. But yeah, just watch Alien and Aliens. You'll like it a lot. Do you guys want a new topic? Yeah. I, I don't know if this is a good I'll topic or anywhere. not. But I've been excited about it for quite some time. All right. <laughs> like, no, I'll feel bad. Like four <laughs> days. It might flop as a topic. We don't do these. But <clears throat> there's kind of a is he an asshole like vibe to this thing. So I got this from... I am very smart. Are you guys familiar with it at all? Yes. Uh, typically what happens mm-hmm. is someone will say something and, and really inflate their own intelligence or whatever. So <coughs> Taylor, I, I, I'm at our time talking. And re- Can you read this to everybody? Yeah. Uh, so it's starting. It's in like a group chat text. It says, if I shoot you in the head and tell you to dodge five minutes after, it's not better late than never. The next response is, well, it's not a matter of life and death in this case, so your point is invalid here. Response from the original guy, don't argue with me. I'm infinitely more intelligent than you. You're wrong. The next guy, how do you measure your intelligence? The other guy, can you both stop? Okay. And then that's it. 
So clearly, uh, the I'm infinitely more intelligent than you nonsense. Like, that guy's a dick, all right? L let's set that aside. He's a candidate for am I very smart. What I want to know is how do we feel about Victor? <laughs> right? <laughs> Victor is Victor my... is the one who said, can you both stop? And he did. Right. You know what? I'm against him already because yeah. I hate those like there hand are, uh, me, Can I lay it out? I, there are yeah, people no who say Victor is the only smart one here. Victor is the guy, you know, he's the only guy with a brain. He's saying, can you both stop, etc." And then there are people like me and, and maybe Taylor too who say, fuck Victor. Fuck Victor, you fucking cunt. You need to be liked by everybody. You can't take a side. You somehow elevate your own position above everyone else if, if two adults disagree on anything then you need to be like no you both stop you're both wrong dude sydney's a cunt sydney thinks that he's infinitely smarter than the other person and victor rather than saying like hey that's a little odd no both of you are bad as if they were like equally wrong or whatever kyle where do you stand on this victor issue with the can you both stop I, I, to be honest, I'm very anti-group text message. Um, knowing you has has made me take this stance. Um, <laughs> I would like. I've been so, in this so, corner for a long time. We are welcome. I would thumb down Victor's yeah. post here. <laughs> Open arms. Yeah, <laughs> in I, the non-group chat corner. <laughs> I don't know. I if you guys were saying something as stupid as this, I might say something like that too, because I, it would immediately about it would immediately head down some weird rabbit hole with you both like providing credentials or something. <laughs> like what comes next, right? Like like you like text messaging pictures of degrees and like and like Taylor sending some college transcripts. Like, like, like you just, and, and, you know, transpose it onto these guys and, and put myself in Victor's shoes. I'm like, fucking stop. Like, like I, and who, who knows where Victor is? Maybe he's like in the, like, like, like trying to text somebody else and these notifications keep popping up with this horse shit. God knows what madness these two were talking about just prior to this. Yeah. Who knows? I doubt it was highbrow. <laughs> I doubt yeah, it was highbrow like, too. Way, I'm yeah. okay with the both of you stop because it's a group text. And it is annoying as shit when you're trying to organize something in a group text and be like, hey, we're going to meet here at this time. And it's like there and everybody can just open their text and see what the plan is. And then 60 more people come in and go, oh, I saw this cool movie. Oh, this is a real neat thing. Oh, that's great. Oh, you're a fucking asshole. Oh, I hate you, too. Fuck you. Oh, dislike, like, smiley face, frowny face, all that. It's like, God damn it. Like, just stop. If you want to text someone, just text them. But we're trying to organize something here. So for that reason, I'm not upset by it. But I don't like those hand emojis, and I especially hate those hand emojis where people don't have a point, and to make their non-point seem impactful, they clap between every word on Twitter with those clapping emojis as though they're just like some gospel singer in a Southern Baptist church just preaching the truth as they're clapping intermittently. Like, Do you believe in the Lord? And the yeah. music's like, dun-dun! <laughs> yeah, like, so I, I, I haven't so seen this Black church in it. I, 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 what I, what I don't like is when people type anything and capitalize every word. If we're going to go towards text offenses, uh, I, I find every single word capitalized to be the most difficult to read. I, I take all caps above capitalizing <laughs> every word in the whole thing you say. I feel very threatened when I read all caps, like I'm being accosted. You know, <laughs> uh, you know though, like, see, it might be my exposure. Uh, my father and some other people who weren't good at typing, but when they were first getting into computers. They would just do all caps. It was like an office standard before that was a ridiculous standard. Like, yeah, yeah. when we do 1040s here, the names and addresses, because it's not a lot of text. Uh, when is it a bad... They're let, in let, pure caps. I, I, I kind of like this idea. So when would that be a problem, though? Like, like of course, like, if you're trying to... I, 
When would that be an issue? Like, I feel like, like it faded into looking outdated. Um, you know, like all caps back in like, I'll make it up, 1997 or something. Like people were uh, whatever. But in 2017, you, it, it looks Do you want to know a perfect reason of why it's a bad idea? Pull up a Google Street View or just a street view of a busy storefront area in Russia. They don't have lowercase. Everything is screaming at you. It could be a baby's R us, and it looks so aggressive <laughs> because there is no differentiation in letter size. Like obviously, it's because we were raised in English, where we have normal-looking letters that don't look they like they emulated some cave scrawling with their bullshit. Like, have you seen some of those letters? It's like I they like made Cyrillic. a U, it looks and cool. then they were like, uh, "This is too close to the English one. We won't give them the satisfaction." Put a little squiggle at the end. Have you worked <laughs> with Russians? Have you worked with any Russians? Uh. I've worked with two. I don't recall if he's Russian. They seemed very comfortable with conflict, right? Just like every meeting, like they're they're yelling at you when they're not even mad at you. Just like, you know, I think we should be doing this. And you're like, God, I'm fine with that. You know, like, should I be Seems fighting? Like you ran into two jerks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what both it's those Russian, Russian guys thing, are saying man. to each other. Can you believe that Woody guy? I got to scream at him to get him to understand yeah. anything. <laughs> yes, I scream at him too. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Woody's be... like, can you believe those Russians? What assholes. Right. <laughs> it's I, I... cool to be Igor for two weeks. I've said my name is Ivan. I've been to hell many times. You know? Uh, <laughs> I... I... <laughs> I, dude, leave a comment if you've worked with many Russians or interacted with many Russians, or maybe there's like a part of Russia. Maybe they're like, ah, oh, yeah, Woody works with Georgians or something. I don't know. But um, uh, yeah, the, the, the Russian guys I worked with, and, and it wasn't me. Like, I remember other like, coworkers were like, you know, I forget his name. It wasn't simple like Ivan, or it was like Dravosky or something. And, uh, um, but yeah, this, this woman I was talking she's like, yeah, he yells at me all the time. And I'm like, yeah. To me, though, it's not yelling anymore. Like, it's, it's just like someone who types in all caps and doesn't know better. You know, it's just yeah. that, that, that's his talking style. His caps is broken. He's, he can't help it. Just <laughs> yeah. know that. Right, right. I bet like, if we learn Russian, we go over there and they're like, these Americans, why are they whispering all the goddamn time? Like, that's not how Russians make me yell. You might know someone who drops F-bombs, maybe me, in like every sentence they have. And they're not that impactful, right? You know, if it's people like, from Boston, yeah, yeah. right. Or, or, but if you know someone who rarely ever curses and they drop it, it's like, whoa, you need to settle down, right? People from Charlotte, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how the Russians were with yelling for me, right? They were like people who use the f bomb in every sentence. It's just like, yeah, that's that's normal language for him, you know. When the Sopranos said, you know, oh, this fucking car needs fuel, you weren't like, oh my god, he's about to blow his stack. Like no, I that's remember, like learning that whole concept as a kid because <coughs> it surprised both of you. But like the main reason I ever got in trouble in school ever was being a smartass and Get talking out. too much. I know, <laughs> shocking. But I remember sitting in like a fourth grade classroom and I would always be like I was way too talkative. And my teacher called on a kid who never raised his hand. Philip in the back never raised his hand. And when he raised his hand to say something and give his opinion on whatever stupid bullshit it was about the pilgrims or something, everybody got quiet. And she was like, see, if you don't speak often, people will listen because they care about what you have to say. 
And I was like, wow, that's not going to impact my behavior whatsoever, but that's good to file away until I'm older, you know, because no one, right. I could speak as slowly and tactfully as I wish, but they're going to be like, all right, just grab your second milk. I give in. You didn't bring the one milk chip. You just take two. Jesus Christ, I don't have time for this. I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home mom who volunteered today. You know? <laughs> but, uh, How did you guys the lunch checkout work at your school? What do you say, chip. a lunch chip? Yeah, so they basically, you could get a one or a two, meaning like you get a single smaller lunch or the same shit for lunch but it's slightly larger portions i'm picturing up is this like a poker chip a poker chip yep it'd be like a red poker chip or a blue poker chip and so who assigned lunch, the poker is, chips this and is where a, did you purchase them this is grade school and so it was like your parents could sign up for the hot lunch thing and they'd be like all right you, you get a two or you're only in second grade so you just get a one or you're a growing boy whatever and so then before lunch they'd line you all up and you have your line leader and your line vanguard or i don't know whoever's in the rear of your line and then the she line goes caboose. the teacher, a line caboose, and they give you, they go, all right, Taylor, you're a two today, and they give me my blue chip. I'm like, ah, fuck yeah, because as a kid, it was a surprise every day. You had no idea what your plan was. Like, and so you get it, and then they go to the next kid. You get a red one. It was like getting roses in The Bachelor. Like, people were distraught if they were, if it was hot dog day or pizza day, and they got a, a red one and expecting a blue one. Like, there a lot of trades and, and, and bartering in our, our mm. lunchroom. But, yeah, then you go through the line, give them your chip, and then they give you two pieces of pizza for a blue one or one for a red one. One, and then you'd get the rest of your shit and, and go. It was either blue or red or some color. Or this had is bizarre to me. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, do you just pay I, with money? I, yeah, no, right? Like, okay, so in my yeah. school, like, like from, from, from elementary school all the way through high school, uh, you just put in the last four digits of your social security number into a keypad uh, at the end of the um, like lunch line, and that was it. No, we weren't even that sophisticated. Every day, your mom would give you cold hard cash, and then you would exchange that for food. You could do that. <laughs> I have this much money. What can I get? Yeah. Uh, a bag of chips and three carrots. Oh, it's going to be a rough afternoon. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Or it would be like, all right, all right. I have no other source of income. So if I can make it through school on just like a thing of milk, then I'll earn a dollar fifteen today. And, mm -hmm. you know, you do that a couple of times and, and now you're in the money. And I, let get... me say that, that poker chip thing only went up to like fifth grade. I think, and then after that, when you're in high school and middle school and whatever, you use money to purchase things. But even then, like, actually, yeah, I pretty much bought lunch every day because it only costs like four seventy five to get a decent lunch, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great though. Not a dollar twenty five. Dollar twenty five. That's oh, were there really yeah. good lunches? A dollar twenty five is what like fries cost. I'm with Kyle. I, look, yeah. they, those lunches were shit. Okay, they were very bad. I, I still remember many of them. I remember that square, rec that rectangular slice of pizza. I remember that 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 corn with the water in it, that, that corn soup yeah. they gave us, basically. I remember those tater tots that were always baked, never fried. Chicken um, nuggets. It, it, the, the, and steak nuggets, if you were unlucky. Um, those were we disgusting. Those. It looked like a chicken nugget, but it was dark meat on the inside. It looked, it could have been anything. You know what we did have? <laughs> we like, I guess, you know, when, um, like the student runs for class president and they say they're going to get all these things done. Yeah. Apparently a class president before my class got there implemented a salad bar and like you could fill the bowl up as much as you wanted. So it would be like, like you'd have a regular size bowl but it could be a good like 18 inches of salad if you can balance that shit like to yeah. your day. And um, I, I, you know, it had like, it had like real chicken, you know, that where you could like see grain, like it wasn't just chicken paste. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and they had like white meat chicken and it 
bacon and like it was a decent salad bar. And every so often I'd be like, you know, I'm going to do that instead. It almost felt like a jailbreak from the processed mass produced food that most people were getting. How but does a class president implement any fucking thing? Like, like I want to know that because like whenever, right? like, I remember that came up a couple times and, and everybody was like, who fucking wants to do that? Isn't it just an extra, like a couple afternoons a month that you don't get to do what you want and yeah. like nothing comes of it. Yeah, pretty much. Also, we get an extra photo in the yearbook, and then some vain cocksucker decided he wanted that and just did it. But like, it wasn't like you sat down at the like you were like a, a legislator or something, and you were like, "All right, we'll open this session. We've got the the, the you know the superintendents from all from all the surrounding areas, and Kyle, class president from Franklin County. All right." What would you like to change, Kyle? Like, that was never going to happen. You had no, no say-so in anything. Zero percent It was change. much like, like the it, U.S. government, except that instead of the president being able to veto stuff if you didn't have two-thirds, he could veto stuff under any circumstance. And, and that's how it works. The, the president can do the, nothing the, the principal, the school, though. The principal is oh, the, the president. In, I, I didn't explain it very well. But, yeah, the principal is the, the top guy. And, the principal uh, is the the dictator. He is yes. the Saddam Hussein of the Iraq that is right. your school. Ah. And Everyone he puts else a has... meaningless figurehead who he knows will be beheaded at least like six, seven days before they make it to him. So it's kind of like a buffer zone. And that's what the, the or school president was for. Uh, Sunni. Shiite. Do, do you know anything about Sunnis and Shiites? Uh, I just it, yeah, I we know retaining information recently. I really? just went through like the difference between the Sunnis and the uh, the Shiites. Um, I think it goes back to after Muhammad died, there were two different trains of thought. Um, and like half the Muslims thought that they should go with this one guy and half of them thought they should go a different direction. And that was the split. And it literally goes back to like Muhammad's death. And I think that like I don't remember whether it's the Sunnis or, Sunnis or the Shias, but but those went with like, Muhammad's friend, who has a name, like like you always like 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 it's like yeah. it sounds like a modern exactly. name. It, was Eric. Oh, I, it is a modern name. The guy, the other guy's name is the uh, um, the current leader of ISIS is named for that guy, yeah. Eric um, Richardson. That all... yeah. No, no. <laughs> I'm like get out. No way his name's <laughs> Eric. <laughs> no, yes, Eric that was Richardson, head of ISIS. He's like. <laughs> Now, yeah. do you know, this is Eric and Alan. Alan's a <laughs> COO. You know, I'm I'm worse than Kyle. Like, cause it, I'll develop expertise on like Sunni and Shiite, and it lasts for like 15 minutes. I've done this several times. Do you know which one of them is a better ally to America at the moment? Either well, of them? None of them? I'm well, on their Wikipedia page. Because I you're right. Some... As soon as I close this out, I'll forget. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. No, I don't know. Um, I, I don't remember. There definitely is one, of course, right? But but in the end, like I, you know, it's just the enemy. The enemy of my enemy uh, is what's going to come. Which one is the to. good one? You know, it always seems like yeah, the yeah. Kurds is it, are the is good it like one? Koreans, where there's a good one and a bad one, or anything? I don't think it's quite that clear cut or I, anything. I think the Kurds always seem to be on our side because they need help the most. Like they're the smallest minority, and and you know, they they always seem to be pro U.S. Kyle's giving me a look like I'm wrong, so I'm, I'm not. Sure. I might be out of date. Well, I, I, I'm I trying. Right. I'm, like, I'm analyzing what you said in my brain and, tr and trying to make sense of it. I, I'm trying to like think if I know if the Kurds are, uh, are are named for the region in Kurdistan that they live in, or because of the religious beliefs. Like, are there Sunni and Shia Kurds? 
you know, was was my thought process. I think we're pretty yeah, ignorant I, about I think, the whole thing. It's pretty hard I think to talk. We, I think are, we are pretty true. fucking ignorant about this. <laughs> that, like, no one it will bring. We're totally ignorant about this. But I mean, we're finding articles. We're trying. We're trying. But uh, so Sunnis greatly outnumber Shiites by nine 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 to one globally. So. Sunnis are the much, much, much bigger group. Says that the style of prayer differs. Shiites and Sunnis pray differently. Sunnis cross their arms while Shiites keep their arms by their sides. Uh, Sunnis observe a five daily prayer sessions. Shiites condense the five prayers into three sessions. So I guess you do like one and a third so prayer. Like, like one and a. Sunnis, these are things. Sunnis that have I stars apart thars, and Shiites do not. <laughs> this is like uh, you know the uh, the Doctor Seuss book Butterside Up versus Butterside Down, and there's yeah. like those those two towns where people are just like, furious, you know, uprising against one another, where they're like scolding and beating their their children, like don't you be talking to that. Butter side up, boy, one more time, I swear to fucking God. And But she has to go over the wall and talk. That's what it seems like, a very minor difference. But maybe God really cares where your hands are when you're, when you're praying in, uh, in front, to the side. But if he's really that strict about hand placement, I think he'd be very upset by you prorating your five prayers into three sessions that day, right? Like if maybe. he told you five. I don't, God be, really likes praise. Right, I, I feel like if, if one group plays three, like tells God he's awesome three times a day, and the other group says it five times a day, God's totally gonna be pro five times a day. Based on what I know of God, he really <laughs> likes being told he's awesome. Uh, here's another. Here's an interesting one that's small. That's a bigger difference. So Shiites, <laughs> which is the smaller group, are governed by more hierarchical structures, following living religious leaders. But Sunnis, which is the large group, uh, typically follows scholarly texts penned by past religious leaders. So that would be. Uh, yeah, maybe one of them. One of them they followed the imams, and one of them followed like clerics or something like that. They, there was a couple of distinctions. They, I, I think, are, which yeah. one is the? I the guess the more prevalent one would be the one that Iran is, because because I also remember them talking about that the Iranians were all of one kind, and Iranians I think that all Sunni then. I think wasn't Saddam Hussein that um, a, a Shiite? Was was that the deal? I I I have no idea. He's dead now. Yeah. Uh, Reverence of Imam Ali and his family. Shiites continue to observe what they consider to be Imam Ali and his descendants' persecution and revere his family, making annual pilgr pilgrimages to shrines to the Imam and his 11 descendants. All right, so Ali, I think, is, uh, was Muhammad's buddy, and uh, he's also the guy that the current leader of ISIS is named for. Ah, I think it's like something Ali Al Baghdadi or something. I, that's probably wrong. That sounds but, right. But, Al Baghdadi, definitely. That sounds. I mean, if I Google that, I'll find something. Yeah, he's I the mean, one I who's holding Derek that. Richardson. So it sounds yeah, fine to me. Richardson. <laughs> <Derek> Richardson. <laughs> he founded the Sunni. It's the like Sunni get out, really? The 800 AG. <laughs> if Eric Richardson is a leader in any religion, it is Mormon. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're correct. That guy is in Salt Lake City right now, <laughs> making decisions for you know. <laughs> So watching Big Love has gotten me interested in LDS, and what? so I start doing my research. Of course, I start looking. Huh? How far are you? Are you I'm into? Oh, I'm um, like season me. five. I'm in the oh, final season, okay. like three episodes into it. Um, but watching that's gotten me a little bit interested in LDS uh, and Mormons and and their whole thing and what they're about and the whole and especially like the secret. So they, there are Mormon churches that anyone can go into. We could walk it right into one. But then there are Mormon temples, mm, and that's not the special. same thing. And, and the temples are magnificent. I live they, next they, to one in Apex. They're on the level of like a Catholic uh, cathedral or something. They're outrageous. They're, 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 they're really uh, ornate and beautiful. Um, and apparently the inside is as well. 
Um, and there's all these like hidden camera videos of like what it looks like on the inside and stuff like that. And I don't know the particulars of the the religion, but I think there's a, a, a ritual where they like reach through the veil, which is literally like reaching through like some like sheer curtains and like shaking hands with a priest or something like that. And it's supposed to be the hand of God. They're they're pretty kooky too. Um, I think that honestly, my honest opinion is that they're as much of a cult as Scientology is because. You know, the the whole thing is that the angel Moroni led Joseph Smith to some golden tablets buried in upstate New York like a couple hundred years ago or something. And then he yeah. read those golden tablets while they're inside of a hat to another guy who transcribed the Book of Mormon for us. I, I, I don't know. I see them like easily one echelon below Scientology because uh, Joseph Smith didn't have a driver's license. He's not like you can't find uh Footage of him struggling to find, you know, the towels section of Walmart and having there to ask him. Like, of him. there are photos of him, but are there? There are photos of them, and he died. He was, uh, he was, they, they, he was beaten to death by a mob, I believe. Yes, I think uh, some good old Missouri boys took care of that. Sure did. Uh, there used to be a lot of them here because they were like Jefferson City area. That's where the Garden of Eden is, and the yep. Missourians here at the time were not uh, playing their game. And so, uh, but it actually went both ways. There was a Mormon war between Mormons and native, not native, but people in Missouri at the time who were living there. And Mormons like raided a couple of villages and like killed people to steal supplies. And then the people who were living in, at that time, I guess it was only Missouri, would fought back, drove them all the way to Utah. So they didn't even stop in Colorado. They foresaw, they they smelled that that future skunk smell, and they knew it was immoral. And so they kept going to Utah and mm. and made their beer weak and shitty and expensive. And but <laughs> this, they're super nice to everybody around them. So you second, if you've ever, all Mormons are pretty cool. The second Sorry. link I sent is the Mormon temple right by my house. I couldn't go in it or anything. But if you guys have ever seen me like make a video where I walk to the post office. This was across the street, and this is the same distance as the post office. Yeah, so that actually is a pretty, pretty nice temple for oh, random like ones. I mean, I, I know the, probably like the Raleigh one or like the Atlanta one is really magnificent, but this is just random like apex. I, I think that there's like one temple that's like the temple. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like, like this is like the City. White House of Mormon temples or whatever. And mm -hmm. I, I could be wrong, but I think this photo I just linked is it. Like, like if it's not, like what's bigger than this? Jesus Christ! Uh, Although now that I'm looking, there are bigger ones. They're huge. They, that they is seem a first class temple, though. They, they've got bigger ones. They're outrageous. I'm, I'm, this I'm one has link four you spires. To the Salt Lake City one. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. The big one. It's, it looks uh, like what you'd buy a young girl for, like a, a playhouse. Except it's obviously <laughs> wow. It, yeah, it looks like one of those 3D puzzles you would you would spend three hours on and then fucking quit and throw away. If you <laughs> like saw a bunch of ants stopping around this area. It would take you a second. We're like, oh, that's not that's not Isengard because it's very, very uh, it's, it's epic. That's what Gilead epic. is nowhere near here. So yeah, <laughs> it's really nice. It's really nice. That is very very smell nice. salt water. My next house. My, oh my god! Can you imagine cleaning that? Yeah, it's <laughs> there with your like five hundred bottles of Lysol scrubbing the palisades of hundreds of years of shit. Because you're the kind of person that would. You're like, I'm not gonna live in this beautiful castle and not make sure everybody's seen all the parts of the beautiful castle. I'm gonna take off from the roof, Jackie. You know, <laughs> it's got one of those window washer trolleys out on outside. <laughs> just, it takes all day just to clean the windows. All day, once. every day. Can I have a. I have a big love question for you. You said that you were curious about my take on morality within the framework of 
um, big love. But I think at sure. the time I was so early in the show, like what were you referring to? Was it the, the fourth? I, Oh, you know, what I, I think maybe what I said was that, that bill does some things that I think are morally questionable mm-hmm. and, and that you, you eventually see that. Um, I think it's his premarital sex um, that, that that he has with the fourth. I think that that's inappropriate. Yeah, it's a really tricky th- like it does so for me, like the marriage is is the union, right? That that bond between the the He also the is very parties. manipulative of Don. The uh the flat-topped buzz-cutted gentleman. You think Oh, see I I'm multitasking oftentimes when I watch it. I think I might be missing some of the details that you pick up. But um I, I remember at one point one of his wives was like, "Look, our husband's dating life is none of our business. And I don't know, somehow that burned in my head. Like, wait, what? Like, yeah, it's meant to, it's meant to strike you. Like, what the fuck did she just say? Yeah. That's like one of those checkboxes that I guess maybe you just have to uh, grit your teeth and check I, when you're getting into that lifestyle. But, so when, when he brings know. her in as a wife, they all decide, right? They all vote them in. Um, and uh, my understanding is sometimes when people get involved in polygamy, this is the woman, they almost like the other wives as much or more than the husband. Like the, the real attraction is this like team or the community. lifestyle, right? You know, yeah. like, like these sister wives and I are going to form a, a tight knit little village and we're going to raise these kids as a big it, family. Yeah, that's it, it seems to be as much about the, the wife husband relationship as it is about the, the, the greater whole that she's joining. Yeah, definitely. So. Right. Yeah, and, and in the case of big love, it's like a, it's not a great, great hole. It's, it's, you know, two or three wives or three or four wives and the guy, right? I'm not, so it's not like the town they're joining. It's, it's, it's this little team with three houses and connected yards. And, um, but it was weird to me that in the dating process, the existing wives, like the, the culture seems to be, you keep your nose out of it. You know, does he ever bring all the wives into one bedroom? No. And sleep with all of them at once? Never. No, that would be, they would all be like, oh, are you crazy? Oh, that's disgusting. Like, like that's, of course, where all of our minds go to. Right. But, but that's, like, not a thing. Then this entire thing is a non-starter for me. I don't, right. no. Like, well, what, what's the point? Well, the, Start your I own tell you. Ah, I want even more, way more responsibility than I can handle. And, like, a... 50th of the power because now I'm delegating it through oh, he's huge got so swaths much more power. of people I'm making. See, now that's the thing. The husband leads this, this, said this they little vote. train. They vote, but the husband has veto power. Ah, um, they, so it's like, a, a symbol, symbolist. And then, symbol you know, the husband can always just be like, all right, now, dad gummit, we're going to get straight on this one way or another. Now you need to get, you need to think about this, Margene. You think about it and we're going to get, we're going to set this straight. And then it'll just, it'll just. That's get right. Fixed, and right? what he's saying is, Margene, you need to change your mind. And yeah. and she'll be like, all right, well, so long as my protest was registered. There's <laughs> one part where, like, Marjean in particular, she doesn't care. Like, he, he's like, all right, he, he, he wants to do this gambling company, and he's worried that wife number one, his bottom bitch, is going to be anti-gambling because they are super hardcore LDS. And uh, and so he goes to Marjean, wife number three, the pretty cute one, first, and he's like, Marjean, honey, I got this company, and this, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a real nest egg for us. It's going to get us financial security. The only thing is... It involves gambling, and some people don't 
don't like that very much. And she's like, what do you think about it? And he, he's, he's like, well, actually, I want to know what you thought about it. She's like, oh, I don't care, Bill. You just tell me what I should think. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'd like it if you were on board. And she's like, well, I am. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to need you to help the others get in line on this. Like, like you plant the seeds, Marjean. And it's like, ah, oh, okay. How much politicking you would have to do? So much. Oh, he God. does it. A lot, that so was a lot of the it. show. This guy, like... In some ways, he's he's a flawed guy. But in some ways, oh my God, what an amazing achiever! He's a great husband on some scorecards. I mean, depending how you measure him. But man, like he he really seems to have a lot of like love and affection for this gigantic family. As a breadwinner, he's a you know, home run hitter, and uh, he just got a couple of what did he do business wise that you thought was crookedish? Hmm. So he's a he doesn't always give all the information to his business partners the the Utes the, no they're not the Utes the uh, whatever those Indians are that he's dealing with um, he has I don't want to spoil anything for you because I don't know where you are but there's some stuff that gets in the in the way of his business and getting the gambling licenses and stuff and it's his fault not theirs they think it's because of a dispute they have with another tribe uh, called mm-hmm. the Utes but in reality it's some of Bill's bullshit that he's doing behind the scenes that he shouldn't be doing anyway. That has come back to bite him, and it's slowing things down. He he doesn't come forward with that information to his Indian business partners. He lets them go on thinking that they are the cause for this hiccup. Um, I mean, I guess maybe we all probably do the same thing when our right. families are on the and, and we also have the uh, – Bill has the thought, and we would probably have the thought, like, I'm going to fix this. Like, like I have like, – like, this is in – we're business partners. It's in both of our best interests for me to get this roadblock out of the way. I don't want to, like, come forward with some information uh, that, that makes me look shitty, so – it, that's not that bad, I guess. Um, I don't like how he treats Don. I feel like he manipulates Don. And as you get to into like season four, mm-hmm. um, you'll see him be kind of shitty to Don, I think. And uh, I don't know. I, I think the whole thing is kind of fucked. I don't like that they seem to t- turn a real blind eye to what goes on in that compound and Roman with that like 15-year-old girl and all that. Um, despite the fact that she's a sociopath and and is probably the most evil character in the show, she's like I'd be an fine interesting if... character. I'm glad. Yeah. She, so there's a girl named Rhonda. She's about 15. Um, she's a great actress. She's a great singer. She's really smart, but she's a pathological liar, sociopath, like evil person. And uh, in spite of the fact that she's 15. She seems to wield a big hammer a lot. Like she'll be talking to the press. She's getting herself rescued by some other like group of adults. And then, you know, but like there's a cop that is her new stepdad. And and with that cop, she's able to like leverage his power. And she just always seems to be a formidable opponent for fellow teen or grown up alike. And um, it's it's fun to watch her do her thing. Yeah. It's a it's a good show. If anybody's got HBO, you know, it's it's his big love. And and I and I've been watching it, of course, because Bill Paxton died a couple weeks ago. Felt real bad about that. Like Bill Paxton, he's in Aliens. Uh, he's got a big. He's the mm. one. He's game over, bro. It's Dude. game over. That, uh, I have a new topic. I think we should do an ad reader too, and then. All right, take it. us away, Kyle. <laughs> Tell everyone a bit about Smart Mouth here. This episode of PK is being brought to you by Smart Mouth. See here. Oh, you got a little, you got a little, uh, little smart mouth over there yourself. Oh, you should do, do a little demonstration while I read this. 
This episode of PKA is being brought to you by Smart Now. Bad breath is an embarrassing no, problem faced by the majority of people on a daily basis. It's caused by naturally occurring oral bacteria, consuming protein particles, and releasing foul-smelling volatile sulfur compounds. Masking the smell with gum or minty juice-style mouthwashes can actually make your breath worse, since it provides a, a new food source for the oral bacteria to produce sulfur gases. To solve a real problem, you need real science. That's why every bottle of Smart Mouth actually contains two different liquids, a green zinc uh, activator and a clear oxidizer. The oxidizer instantly eliminates the existing bad breath, while the activator releases billions of zinc ions that naturally bond to the bacteria in your mouth. The, uh, the bonded zinc ions prevent bacteria from eating protein and producing sulfur gas, keeping bad breath from coming back for 12 hours. Go to SmartMouth.com and read about the science and how it's able to deliver such an incredible result. Visit SmartMouth.com by clicking the link in the description or use coupon code PAINKILLER for free shipping. Once again, that's SmartMouth.com code uh, PAINKILLER. For free shipping, or pick it up at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Target, Amazon, or your favorite store. Yeah, you can get it anywhere, and I can't recommend it enough. You guys know I use this product every day, twice a day, and if you're out there trying to get laid, trying to proliferate your social life, you know, get out there, make new tendrils of connection, you can work out, you can dress nice, you can do all the things that you're supposed to do, but if you smell like an asshole or a cigarette or an onion or garlic or any of that stuff, nobody wants to be around you. Like, everybody has been in a situation where you think someone's, like, super attractive and then you get too close, you know what I mean? And you're like, oh, oh, that, that's, that's pretty rough. So just knock this out. That's something you don't have to worry about. So yeah, it's uh, it's different than any mouthwash I've ever used because enough. of uh, I guess the zinc ion part of it. But it's you know scope or listerine or something like burns the crap out of your mouth, dries your mouth out, makes the bad breath worse apparently from reading yeah. this, and uh, it just it's just masking the smell. That's the thing. Yeah, people like you're supposed to believe that like mintiness is what a fresh breath smells like, but like no, like uh, if your breath is good, you shouldn't be tasting anything. You shouldn't be like, man, those wings were great, or oh man, this gum is, this juicy fruit is still good. Like no, you want it to be neutral. Like you don't want your breath to smell like anything really. You want it to not smell like garbage or be covered like Lysoling a bad fart. It just doesn't work. There this episode go. of Painkiller, Painkiller Already <laughs> is also being brought to you by Audible. Audible is a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Audible's content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Are you still a fan of reading off your Kindle, but reading while driving to work is uh, just too bumpy for you? No problem. WhisperSync for Voice lets you switch back and forth between reading the book on your Kindle or Kindle app and listening, on, listening to the audiobook without ever losing your place or missing a word. Works with your iPhone, Android, and Kindle Fire. Committing to a new workout regimen? Increase your reps while you free your mind. You, you can't make more time, but you can make the most of it. Thanks to Audible. They're offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial right now. So... Turn your workout into something more over at audible.com slash PKA. Head over and browse the unmatched, select, unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash PKA. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash PKA. And uh, get started today with Audible. We recommend you check out The Revenant, a novel of revenge by author Michael Punk and uh, narrated by Holter Graham. I also like The Martian a lot. Uh, I'm like... 30, 30 or 40% through the Martian. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I, I don't know it's if this good. is part of the pitch they want us to say, but um, if you use Amazon a lot and you're an Audible guy, they're, they're somehow they're related. So we get like free books 
sometimes. And it's kind of cool. Like, it's a nice way to do it. Like, it, I think what it is is sometimes we'll say, like, ah, give us the slower shipping. And you get credits towards, like, digital downloads and stuff. Yeah. And um, I just got another free book recently. I I forget what I got. It's from the author of Crush It. It's like a business book. And I'm going to listen to it next week on the way to Florida. So, uh, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. We're happy with our art. We're, we're genuine customers and we still keep it. It's been over a year. So that's the thing. New topic. That's awesome. Yeah. Sure. All right. I've got lots of bullshit conspiracy theories to talk about too. Because I've been doing <laughs> an Alex Jones level of research, which is to mean cursory at best. <laughs> do you want to do mine or yours? <laughs> yeah, we can do yours. All right. We can save mine. So let me just double check that all this stuff is PG 13. It is. Oh, we're going to get to PG 13. Yeah. We're, we're going big time. This is Claire Baby Legs. Do you guys know who this is? Was she on our show for You're a, a good long, long cop, time Baby ago? Legs. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you might remember Basher. Basher is the guy that was mostly falsely accused of being a pedo by Keemstar for like a year. He did that meltdown video where he was going to kill himself afterwards, but Claire actually stopped him. You guys don't know this drama? Mm, vaguely. I, I, think I remember hearing something about it, but... So I it think doesn't, the, the okay. truth behind the Basher thing is like he was 18 and he was dating a 15-year-old, but he was in a state that had especially restrictive laws. And um, he actually got, I'm, I'm going to call it a misdemeanor. I'm not sure what it was, but he had his police thing done on him. And uh, a psychologist looked and said, this guy's not a pedo. They were developmental peers or whatever. He was just in a state where like 18 and 15 was a no-go. And... Um, Keemstar reported it and got a lot of the facts wrong, changed him to be like 28 years old and her to 13. And um, uh, it nearly drove him to kill himself. Well, this is his girlfriend. And uh, I don't know what's true. She this is the young, the 14 No, no, this is a later, I'm sorry. This oh. is a, uh, his girlfriend at the time of the drama, not of the police report. Uh, that that okay. girl is no longer in his life. So um, she has just recently become a what's a nice way to say cam whore. a cam model okay all right cam model yeah. um if we yeah. say what it is in different words we can pretend it's not the same thing yes a cam model and um she, like it's it's kind what's of a cam whore have to like get paid by cameras to fuck them or something like like i'm not sure if cam whore is quite accurate either i mean she's a cam model that's true those are some moving goal posts that it's hard to nail down so we'll say model. yeah she's not we'll fucking anybody are... for money per se although she did list herself as a sugar baby which is you know someone who's uh, the uh you know on the other end of a sugar daddy type relationship I, let me see if i can hunt down her like token levels like how much it pays how much you have to pay to get her to do different token stuff. levels what does that mean so you you I pay can't see that tokens? On their pro um Let's see i've never okay. used a site like this yeah you change dollars to tokens and then you pay them to do things oh my and, god and so it's just like if you buy gems in some freemium game where they try and fool you into thinking that three coins is enough to look at tits but it's actually it's like 30 bucks or something yeah pretty much and and the girls set their own like prices for things and their own menu of course so like you know if you're cons if you're very conservative you might be like oh i'll flash my boobs for you know five dollars but then there might be a girl who's like oh i'll turn on all of these crazy contraptions and like dress up as diva from uh overwatch for 150 credits you know maybe there's <laughs> the, 
you know, and that's yeah, the thing. They have to buy an outfit, you know, you have to make, well, they've got that. Oh, that's the thing. Well, this girl is into that. You can see that that's one of her attributes. She's into cosplay. And, and I think that's the thing that a lot of guys are into is like seeing like, not just a girl get naked, but a girl dressed up as Laura Croft, get naked or a girl dressed up as a, an anime character get naked or something like that. You know, Misty from Pokemon is like taking off those suspenders and, 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 you know, maybe there's more into that. If I were a billionaire, I would go to these sites and I would pay huge sums to make them do things that were not in the least sexual. Like if you go to PetSmart and you buy a snake feeder, a mouse, and then you bring that back and you eat it in front of me, I'll give you 10,000 tokens. <laughs> and they'll be like, that's ridiculous. I just dance around with my clothes off. I'm like, that's fine. You know, if you don't want your 20,000 tokens for eating a rat in front of me, that's now, fine. How is this more fucked than going to that uh, that Fiverr website and making those poor Indian No, children? no, I, this, is, I, this is just as fucked. I can't as that. find it. She has a list of stuff that she'll do, right? And um, I, I don't, like... Uh, ever watch live stream girls? Like I, I've mentioned that on the show before. It seems more like cheating than just oh, regu- just so you, regular okay, videos. So, so since you're a bit uninitiated, <coughs> just to be clear, the way it works is you can go to my free cams, and if she's broadcasting, you can just tune in and watch with like the hundreds or tens of thousands potentially who might also be watching uh, mm-hmm. this live broadcast for free. But then for free. And so here's the the difference though that like and those people can pitch in money to get this to happen or that to happen, but more often than not, you pitch in money so that you get a private show when it's just you and her. So you pay like a hundred tokens and you and her go into your own private chat where where it's just the two of you and you get to like actually decide what she does. So and she does it based on what I'm reading on Reddit. <laughs> I don't know if private shows are an option with her. They they all seem to talk. They might be, but um, she has these goals, and apparently her goals are much more expensive than her peers. Like all the other cam girls are mad at her because she's making so much money because she walked into it kind of famous, and uh, um, but like yeah, for like whatever four thousand dollars, she'll spank her own hiney, and um, uh, I think I saw her give a blowjob to a rubber dildo. Like it was on uh, it was on Reddit, and yeah. um, that's the the naughtiest thing that the I've ROI seen so far. on these investments is, uh, is horrible. Yeah. These, these are, like if you're they, paying or, four grand, it's terrible. But if you chip in a buck with 4,000 other people, then you might feel like it was a bargain. Oh, everybody froze for me. Yeah. Oh, Kyle's here. I'm, I'm here. Okay. I for a moment. I, you guys, are we still recording and all good? And we're, everything is fine. I think my internet yeah. connection stopped for one second. Oh, okay. Oh, um, yeah, this is this is pretty interesting. Is she like yeah. open about this? Is she advertising this on her Twitter and such? I don't know about her Twitter, but I'm she has thousands of people watching. This is a conscious okay, cool. decision she's made. It's not like I'm this Good. is not yeah, fat and, and it's a smart decision. I bet she's making <clears> a ton of money and 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 from what you've said, she's it's pretty pretty vanilla, right? That, like like, like I, I mean Well, I did just go to Streamers Gone Wild and it says Claire Baby Legs Hitachi Come. Now that's just yeah, the title. Go. I don't know. I mean, but it, she's well, definitely I not know she, what it's going to have. I know exactly what that video is. You might be disappointed. You don't know, but uh, I. Well, what do you think? It. What would you think if you had a notch level of money? He's always having trouble finding fun stuff to do. Notch, if you're out there, try this one. Go to these really crowded cam girl websites while they're doing their shit, and there's a ton (laughs) of people watching, and bid a huge amount for her to do a Laura Ingalls Wilder cosplay while reading the Bible in a bonnet. And just watches people drop off, and it'll have to be like a reality show for her of choosing whether to appease this deranged, Minecraftian <coughs> billionaire or 
to keep her current loyal beaten off base because I guarantee those 10,000 guys who are masturbating aren't going to wait for you to get out of your Laura Ingalls Wilder face. They're going to go find <laughs> another girl on there. So, so I, uh, get I, back I, to really me, not tweet me. I watched the, yeah, she's definitely pretty enough to do this. I watched the um, Hitachi girls like I just flipped through and saw a couple different points. It looks like she's wearing the lingerie version of a one-piece bathing suit and she doesn't take it off. And, and she Hitachis herself uh, over her clothes. And uh, I, I imagine it'd be way sexier if the audio was on. I only see two photos on this whole page. Uh, I'm, a, yeah, that's I'm a, the streamer's going wild. They're, they're, yeah, he's on a subreddit where they've uh, <clears throat> saved some of her content. Yeah, they're, uh, but on, but they're on apparently portal, very you... big fans of her. And she is off to a blazing start as a cam model. But I'm... T- I, I think, based on having watched her and Basher over the last, like, two years, three years, I f- worry that she's emotionally fragile. And, right, no. It doesn't seem like this is the behavior of an emotionally fragile person. Really? Because, <laughs> do you remember um, Anthony Cumia brought up that girl? and he's like, this no, I was is being a- sarcastic. It oh. totally, it totally is. <laughs> oh, it my totally bad. Yeah. Uh, he's like, look at this anorexic girl on YouTube. She is dying in front of us. And everyone's watching it happen. Right, and that girl was yeah. way too thin. Like, I, I appreciate a thin girl, and that girl was unhealthy. You know, that girl was. I like him a little anorexic. <laughs> I don't see this <laughs> but, at all in the same league as that. I like would not be shocked at all if three years from now, she really had. Um, uh, I'm trying to say it nicely. Like, like she had to get her mental health back in condition. I, I think. Well, that's, I hope not. Like. You would think that, like, so I is this like, so I mean, obviously so don't is know that shit guy still with her now? Is know. that the case? I think, but I don't know. Okay. Well, in any case, uh, I, I doesn't look like I, I think she's she's being she's a real great. businesswoman over there and making th- tens of thousands of dollars off the fact that she's very very attractive. And I really like the uh, the one where she's dressed up as Princess Leia. She's she's really pretty. She's got nice eyes. She's got a nice body. She's just, it's, yeah. yeah, if she's if she's working in a way that all the other cam girls are like, oh, this this bitch fucker. It's probably because she had better ideas and is working a better business model than they were. No, it's and no, it's not. It's it, no, it it totally what it is is because she's brought in an established audience. They're mad at her because she's like the what's that? Yeah, yeah. She 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 brought people with her to yeah. this thing. She, you know, she, it, it millions. It would be and, like it would I bet a like, hundred million people have seen her on YouTube, like off of Basher's channel. Sure. If Woody went, it, uh, let's say that there was like mm-hmm. some hotshot paramotors who like all shot video of what they do and they were paramotor U- YouTubers who were all in the same airport and all of a sudden Woody joins that crew. All of a sudden they're all blown out of wa- the water and they fucking hate Woody's guts because they're like, this guy fucking like cut his teeth on Call of Duty and Battlefield and I've been taken to the sky since 94. You know, I've been shooting since standard death oh. and I had a... A big box camera, like like flying with one hand, you know, they'd be mad. And so, so it's just sour grapes, basically. It's sour grapes. I yeah, think it's, it's straight like... up envy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's got to be it. Because if she's doing the same thing as them, just way better and way more successful, and way more expensive. Then of course, right? These other would, girls yeah, are slapping more... their own hiney for five bucks. Meanwhile, she's yeah. like, it takes a grand to get me to, to yeah. get out of this chair. Oh, it's it's gonna be that she much. Knows. I'd like to know how much it is, but there's no way it's. <laughs> it can't be that much. I, I what I did, I just like randomly clicked through there. She shows her vagina one time. Uh, I, I saw her vagina there. Only one time? Um, 
Well, she that's what I'm saying. Her, her it's 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 really kind of vanilla. Like she seemed to like masturbate through clothes and she shows like a peak of this or like like slaps her butt. Like a lot of these shows are no, really hard. It's gotta to be way more wild than that. I it doesn't have to be. Um a lot of these shows, like not hers, but like on that website or like really it's my free cams are really hardcore, you know. It's you know, lots who is retweeting all of these? Don't you have family that follow your Twitter account or friends or something? Like this yeah, I guess friends wouldn't matter, but that's why you're tweeting it, so they can all see. <laughs> Don't you love your family? Yeah. Hey, you Uncle Billy, look at, my, look at this. Yeah, look at this man. I, I really wish I could find it. There was a thread where they were all discussing her business model. They were saying that she needed to lower her prices for weekdays. These people seem to be real experts on how to be a successful <laughs> cam whore. And uh, they're like, man, she's running like weekend prices on a Thursday night. What the hell? You know, the, people are going to keep coming to her streams if the most they get is a hiney spank. You know, for on Thursday nights, you got to make it like possible to achieve these goals. And like, it all seemed to make sense to me, but I don't, I don't know. these. That makes sense. But also, you couldn't have killed Eddard Stark in episode two. <laughs> like you, you need some buildup. She's playing the long game right here, where eventually this will get stale and old, and she'll notice people aren't quite watching because the internet is bananas, and I've become banal. And she will be like, "Okay, well, coming up next week, it's asshole of uh, Ash Wednesday or whatever the fuck uh, day she decides <laughs> to break it out. A Ass Wednesday is what it is. And <laughs> then she does that. She gets a ton more money, and then that eventually dies down. And then she's got you know lesbian uh, lint. Yeah, and then on uh, the fourteenth, she gets she gets V Day, you know, and she and you finally see that or whatever, like the next carrot she has dangling in front of you, like that's what she's probably doing, and that's the smart move because if she just throws it all out there now, people aren't gonna, they're not gonna pay. There are a yeah, couple of ways. Get more money, you if it turns girl. out that all she does is like, well, obviously she's not. She's broke out the Hitachi and 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 more. But uh, if she didn't ever please her customer base, then. Like you said, you can't kill Eddard Stark in episode two, but you do got to kill him by episode 10. Otherwise, yes. there's no show. But, Bethy, when you, they killed Eddard, <coughs> the show didn't end. There was a new, you know, shrouded mystery to uncover or a new person Ooh. to kill. Are you like, saying by you know, season three, Basher will make his appearance on this? By like... season three, <laughs> we'll be getting full rear. <laughs> I, I don't know yet. I don't, I don't know what she's actually done, but... Like I, that's, I don't know. I think she, she's playing this really smart. Well, we just gave her a lot of advertisements. So head on over there and, and pay, yeah. uh, what's her name, Baby Legs, uh, Clara Baby Legs, uh, some money to see her spank herself. She's, she's very attractive. Like, Dude, I've watched weeks ago. so many online personalities. Like, like, they get money, and then regular jobs are just death to them. And uh, I wonder if that's the path that she's on, right? It, it, like... You know, it, it Scarce said that he was on that path. I think we watched X Jaws take that ride. I don't know where X Jaws is today. Um, All women are on that ride, dude. Like, like every hot woman in the world is on that ride. They're like, I, I don't even know what it'd be like to work a regular job when I have all of this. Like, like I don't she, know why the world is so friendly. It's easy to see. If she's at step B right now, I know what step E and F are. Like, like, like she's gonna lock this thing down. Like, like she's she's leveraging how attractive and personable and yeah. and all of those things that she is. And, and that's gonna, that's gonna, she's gonna be able to ride that for the rest of her life. All she's got to do is like marry in the next, you know, ten to fourteen years, you know, and yeah. everything's okay. It's like in uh, Rick and Morty when 
uh, the mom says, uh, you know, oh, you know, he can't, Morty can't do bad in school. He's not a hot girl. He can't just bail on his life and set up shop at somebody else's. Someone else's. And, like, you know, Rick That's obviously so laughs because it's funny. And it's true in a way. Yeah. In, in in all the ways that are, are true. That girl, and, and this is nothing, I'm not shitting on her because I, I admire her and, and, and how attractive she is and how she's like comfortable with leveraging Nobody's that and making this. tens of thousands of dollars. But but if she so wished, I'm sure that she could find some guy out there who'd be like, yeah, move here, fucking set up shop here. You'll have this, you'll have that, you'll have this, you'll have that. And and, and, and you won't have to worry about anything. Like, like it's, oh, it's an option that she has. There's not a guy out there. There are millions who would offer that, but most of which would be very creepy and yeah, probably not, not have a lot of money. There, you're getting offered a lot of mother's basements, a lot of lifetime supply of Mountain Dew Code Red. Hammocks. Yeah. Okay, Code like, Red, like, a say. lot of hammocks, a lot of futons, <laughs> a lot of like windows <laughs> with like duct taped trash bags on them. Cardboard right, there's a windows. lot of offers out there, but we gotta <laughs> we gotta get through all of that and find like the you know the 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 guy the millionaire the tech millionaire who's who's established himself and uh, isn't too bad looking who who wants I don't know Princess Leia to come live with him See, on one hand she's killing it she's wildly successful like Kyle said she's a a new businesswoman who's really doing well by herself on the other I I still maintain that her her mental sanity. I, I feel like this eats away at it you know like would you apply the same rationale to a man who was doing this. Not as much, you know, not, not as much. I know double standard, I hear you, but I just feel in the same way that like when that 17-year-old <laughs> dude hits the, the teacher, not hits the teacher, has sex with the teacher, um, you know, it, it, he probably doesn't walk away totally damaged. He just remembers he slayed pussy in high school, right? Where you, you flip that and maybe the girl does feel like she was taken maybe, advantage of. But I don't not think Maybe, but does. not all. I, I like certainly I'm not saying that, that I would ever fuck someone <clears throat> Or anything like that, any of that illegal stuff. But mm -hmm. but I don't think that the, I think that a lot of those fourteen year old girls who are like willingly fucking their teachers are just you know you could be a dirty whore and fourteen years old like like, remember, like like eighteen uh, year old dirty whores were fourteen year old dirty dirty whores like 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 she didn't she didn't just like that's just true. turn that's eighteen a, that's and all of a sudden become a whore like like Arya Aspen was on the show. People don't know Arya Aspen was a porn star, like a legit one. She's on Pornhub, etc. And um, she described some of the scenes that she did and how it really kind of like she, this isn't a quote, but hurt her soul. And she's like, I thought that, you know, I just did the scene and I would separate myself from the physical act I did a bit ago. But she's like, I, I wasn't separate from it. You know, I'd finish it. I'd go to my car and I would cry. And uh, it was that's how I remember it anyway. And it's like, oh, what a bummer. Like, I like to think that the girls in these scenes were like, dude, that was really great sex. And you know, this is my thing and I enjoy it and I don't have heartache over it, but she did. And I think that someday Claire well, will too. Well, if you're watching the kind of porn that she was doing, then it, you don't have that in your heart to begin with. You know, like, like you got to keep that in mind too. You've got Clara Baby Legs over here who is like setting her own rules and her own right. limitations. She's and she's the shots. one, she's calling all of her own shots. She's showing you her vagina because she made a conscious decision to like pull her panties to the side and show you or whatever. Whereas like, you know, she's signing up for like some hardcore porn that's 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 partially humiliation and like really rough and and, and dirty and scary. So like, if you sign up for that, like 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 when you're signing up at the porn company, if it's called like <laughs> bigfootaffiliation.com, like maybe they're not going to be nice to your soul there. Maybe if you went to like 
I, I I don't know, like 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 premium10.com, like like maybe that maybe maybe they're yeah. not as tough stupid, on you. useless idiots sucking yeah. cock.net. You know, <laughs> yeah. oh, this yeah. can't be bad. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which which porn site do you work for? Dog fart. That's a real one. Like like who do you work for? Cunt basher. Oh yeah, I work for the one? cunt bashers. Like no, I made the cunt basher oh. thing up. I'm, I'm just picturing like the Ghostbuster symbol, but it's a pussy, and there it is. All these like. Men who hate women, like fucking them really, really hard and call them names and stuff. But no, I think Clara Baby Legs is in a situation where I, I don't see how that could hurt her soul. Like she's being dirty and like masturbating for for people who are into it. Like like that's not hurting her soul. You know where but it hurts her soul? Of, if people give her a hard time about it. Like if if she goes to the grocery store to buy more orange juice and people are like, "I saw your boobs," you know, I never I've got something on you. You know how it works, though. When you, whenever <clears throat> ever, ever you've met a fan of yours, like it's never been that. It's all. It's that never is been true. someone who. It's never that. When people see you in real life, they're like, even if they do have like things about you they don't like, they're just happy to see you anyway. And they're not going to go there to that thing. They're going to be like, hey, even if someone saw Clara in, in public and they approached her for some reason, don't do that. You're probably going to terrify her. She's got a gun. She's waiting. Like, if she's smart, like, she's just, one of these days, someone's going to so, hey, baby legs, and I'm just going to turn around and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, no chances. Like, she needs to bring a, a bodyguard around. Uh, regular legs, yeah. <laughs> man big legs. Daddy legs, yeah, big, big daddy, daddy long legs. legs. Yeah. I'm baby legs. This is big daddy long legs. <laughs> that's where the stilts. show is headed. Yeah, yeah. That's what. See, I'm just giving her an idea. You find, mm. you find someone with some big daddy long legs. The twenty five thousand dollar level big daddy long legs gets uh, attention. Sure. Yeah. Are you wearing a onesie or are those just enormous socks? Uh, you know, they're they're they're, they're socks. Oh, that, you know. Was, never oh. mind. Never mind. It's there's oh, something what? about the room you're in where it's almost twilight zony, <laughs> where the the dimensions are off. It you takes think I could, three like, through like, void and like reach into another <laughs> room and pull something out of it. I, I don't know how much space there is in front of you. Oh there yeah. There could be hundreds of meters, or it could be, uh, or you could be uh, looking at a television. That black and tan gun on the wall. I'm pretty sure he can practically reach it. Yes. Yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. No, but if you take one step past that, you're already out the door. <laughs> no, no, no. He's at the closet. But the door with the flag on it, that's that's 65 feet from him. Have you ever been in a dream where, uh, like, I think everybody has. I think it's like the most common sensation in a dream is that you're in a fight or you're running. And if you're in the fight, you you can't throw punches. Like, your arms don't work. And if you're running, like, you can't move. You're trying to run, but you're so slow. Mm-hmm. I've had that's, that. that's super common. Um, and, and it... it, it, it um, it shows itself in a variety of different ways, depending on who you are. For me, the most common, um, I don't know. I, I guess if you're into like reading dreams, maybe it's it's something in it, some part of you who thinks that you can't do a thing, or the fear of failure. Maybe um, I definitely think that, or, or the fear of unpreparedness. Sometimes, like you have those dreams where you are in high yes. back in fucking high school, and oh my god, I, I took calculus this whole semester, and I've never showed up here once. I thought I had gym. I've just been going to gym, thought they were checking my name, and that was my class. But I was supposed to be showing up here in this building to calculus this whole goddamn year, and I haven't been here once, and today's the test? Like, that's a dream I have. Um, I had that happen terrible. last week, and I've I didn't also, realize until the middle of a P that morning. It's like, oh, 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 my God, you're not in high school. You're 25. You're had the <laughs> show up and call the cops, yeah. I've had the experience so many times where I can't uh, operate a gun, you know, um, like no matter how hard I pull on the trigger, it will not fire. Um, like, like if I've got to kill a monster or a intruder or a bad guy, whatever this dream is about where a gun is required, I'll start pulling the trigger until the point where, like, 
you're squeezing so hard your hand is like twisting. You're like torquing your hand. And then I'll add a second hand and put that index finger on the trigger two in the dream. And it'll be both index fingers. Ah! And, and sometimes it'll bam. But it'll be like a, it'll just like wound the thing. And I'm like, oh, God, we got to shoot again. Ah! And it just never works. I just don't have the strength required to make the gun fire. And, I, and the same thing with punches and stuff. Punches never fucking work. They feel like these girly punches that, that aren't like coordinated or it, you can't hit what you want. And if you do, it like hits like here and you're like pushing them instead of striking them. Um, yeah. That's an interesting one for you, the gun one, because it's so yeah, you specific. Right? I've never had one where I've been fending off an intruder. It's always been tests running from some indescribable monster or wave or whatever, and then uh, fighting. I've, had, I've talked about this is, before. But then, so my house got all robbed a whole bunch of times when I was a teenager. <clears throat> and then for a decade, I had this reoccurring like night terror where there was a silhouette in a doorway. We picture like a light behind him, so all, you know, he's just black against the light. And uh, I'm trying to wake up and deal with this threat, but I'm like paralyzed because I'm asleep. And it's just, and, and in real life, I'm like talking, but in non words, like, uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> until I wake up in a sweat and stuff. And then that happened to me for a long time. I had like my little PTSD. Jeez. I'm, I'm one of the only people I know who maybe you guys do. Do you guys <laughs> like falling in dreams? I've like liked that before. Like you falling. I, uh, like, I, it's I almost don't like, like it. I use that as an escape button for dream for dreams when I know that I'm in a dream. Um, uh, I, I kill myself. I uh, I jump off the highest thing head first and with like the the intention of like breaking my neck on impact. You know, like a five foot ledge would be enough realistically on concrete, right? So I'll do that in the dream. Like but if you I wake if up I, still asleep in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope I don't have one of those lefty moments where I'm like, oh, I'm tired of this dream. Home Alone. What is this, 1992? <laughs> 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 oh, poor lefty. I, I like it because like, I always feel it doesn't make you smart or clever or intuitive at all. But when I do realize like mid-fall that it is a dream and it's like it doesn't make sense that there would be buildings falling past me here and a mountain range falling past me here. And like as you're falling, you're like, I figured it out. I have no fear. And and I don't know. It feels neat to know your dream because everybody talks about lucid dreaming to the point where they where I'm convinced that most people are bullshitting about the level of lucid dreaming they do, where they're like, oh yeah, I have a trick where I look at my fucking totem, and as long as the top's <laughs> not spinning, I know I'm really not in the yeah. reality. And so I just, you know, I take out a giant flamethrower and I just burn all the zombies to death. And when I get bored, I create new zombies because I'm a god of dreams and sleep slumber and and you know whatever it is. I I don't buy any of that shit. The most I've ever got lucid dreaming is like. I'm in another slow motion fight and I can like summon an, a slow motion bat to not help me where it's <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, this, this is not working either. You know, as it's I've, going, but I have, I've, I've had very few lucid dreams where they were like, where I, I had enough time to do the things that I wanted where I was like, Oh God, I'm in a dream. I'm aware that I'm asleep somewhere and I'm inside my own brain. Let's take advantage of this time quickly and make things happen. Um, I've done that maybe five times in my entire life, but I remember them all really well because they were such cool experiences. Um, I, one of them was definitely when I was still in elementary school because I was in elementary school flying. You know, like, I was like, Wee! you know, flying down the hallways, <laughs> but like in midair, of course, you know, like Superman flying around the hallways. Um, another time I remember also as a child, um, I was at like a carnival or something in the dream. And I think a clown was after me, like, like some kind of monster. And I realized it was a dream. And in my head, I summoned one of those hammers 
that they uh, that like they would use to like hit that thing at the carnival, and the thing goes at the top and goes ding 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 ding. I summon a giant one of those, kill the kill the monster, and then I'm like, oh, up up and away, and again fly away. Um, there's been several times where like I realize, or you know, I'll grab some titties. You know, you realize you're in there, and there's no there's no ah, I'm in a dream. Oh, titties, titties. <laughs> you know, grab some titties, stuff like that. But but maybe five times in my whole life have I had like a lucid dream where I was like, this is a dream. I'm I know that I'm in my head. And I guess I have matrix powers, right? And then I kind of do. I, I've had that lucid dream. But usually for mm. me, I know I'm sleeping. And I can choose to be awake, but don't. Because I instead choose to have superpowers. And, and that's the, like, it's, even, it's almost not even dreaming. It's almost like daydreaming. I know what you're talking about. It's, yeah. it's like right, right before you wake up. Right, right. Like that's you get a really some control common time over for it. it to happen. Um, a, yeah. a lot of... I a lot of those that I've had, like, like I know that I'm about to come out of it. So I'm like, that's what I meant when I was like, oh, quick, do the things you want to do. Because mm-hmm. we got like three minutes here. I don't yeah. know if I was like mild sleep paralysis or something or what it was, if that like happens once or if it was just a weird dream. But when I was like a sophomore in college, at one point I got a horrible flu where I just I, I felt so bad. I, I skipped classes for days and days on end. And it got to a point where I hadn't slept in so long because my throat was so sore, like doing that, like prop yourself up on a bunch of pillows like an old person. Like, you know, they sleep. And like I, I just took way too much NyQuil. Cause I'm like, I'm going to fucking sleep tonight and nobody is going to tell me I'm not going to sleep tonight. Like, and I made sure I'm going to get some sleep tonight. I, I did fall asleep very sound sleepless, like a dreamless night rather. But when I was waking up the next morning, it was like, I was still in my bed and there was just an enormous spider like this big, like a, a like the size of my torso. And Shit. it was up on the corner ah. of, of my, my bedroom. And yeah. It, and, I, and there was, there was no, there was a little, a tiny bit of fear, but I also, I 100% knew that is not real. That's too big to be a spider. And so if it moved or something, it wasn't moving the way a spider would with like darting. Yeah. It was almost like, like, like amorphously blending across the, yeah. the pattern of the ceiling. And after, I don't even know, cause time is distorted. I woke up for real, I guess, or I just snapped out of it and I was freaked out for like an hour. Like I didn't get freaked out by it until after I woke up for real. Cause I guess my brain was still not fully turned on when I was seeing it, but I was like, God damn, like, fuck, if I go to sleep and I have to be one of those people who like makes a Reddit thread of like, I haven't slept in six days cause I see demons help like something <laughs> like that. Like, I, I don't want to be that guy. Thankfully it hasn't happened again, but, uh, yeah. but to the, uh, to the lucid dreaming thing, people talk about the fighting and the, and that, what about fucking? in a dream because I've found that any dream where I'm going to end up having sex or getting head or whatever the crazy dream is, it always 95% of the time cuts out right before game time, right before anything is about to happen. And and, and if it's like a lucid dream, it's almost like, like you haven't seen the naked lady in your dream. And so if you'd like pull it open, it'd be like wires and matrixy looking because you haven't yeah. actually, you don't have that information loaded. And so it like keeps resetting you like a broken DVD, like back to the beginning of the same scene. We are like, God damn, we've gone through this foreplay so many times. When is this going to happen? And it just never does. And so yeah. when it actually does happen so fucking rarely, it's just an instant of like, Oh, this is awesome. Oh, Oh, but I'm still, I'm still dreaming though. This isn't anything. Like this sucks. I need to yeah, wake myself up and masturbate. You know? Yeah, it never works. That now that would be an awesome drug if you created a drug that let people sleep and let them have lucid dreams throughout the night. That would be a fucking awesome drug. Like, first of all, it's not what, messing what does, with your daytime life. 
What right? is LSD like, like, like? Is that not oh, a similar? Not, you're not asleep no, on that. No. Not literally it, asleep, but you're in a zone. No. In a, no, I, uh, I've never done it. I have no idea. But I know Kyle's talking about while you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Like the, in the midst of sleep. Yeah, LSD is certainly not a, a lucid dream type scenario. It's more like the world around you is altered. Um, I just thought it might provide the same kind of good time. I, I've never done it. The, um, no That's not something I'm tempted by. Seems like it can no? freak me out. It was popular yeah, in my it, high school. Like, I, I, it seems like now, shit, like, like cocaine is not thought of as like, you know, instant death. But when I was a kid, it was. And LSD and shrooms and pot were all like, I don't know, casual drugs. I didn't do any drugs, but like, I don't know. Now it seems like LSD is somehow regarded as one of those crazy. Just, I've never really heard people talking to like all the pe <clears throat> for people I know who have done hallucinogens. All of them have done shrooms. Like, I don't I mm. think I only know a couple people who have tried LSD. Like, I don't know. Both of them seem freaky. But I mean, Joe Rogan seems to love it. He does. He's in a, this isolation. He's a big thing. fan. Yeah. yeah he, he is the biggest fan of drugs. I, he like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Some of the stuff he does, I would be very... He's not a beginner. He is not a, a noob at these things. Like it, He'll have people on his show, and uh, he's like, yeah, do you want some pot? And they're like, oh, I don't know. He's like, do you smoke much? Because this is not day one pot. You know, you might want to take <laughs> one puff of this and call it good, you know, because we smoke at a professional level around here. They, that he should keep, like, beginner weed for his <laughs> other... Like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Who am I kidding? He does not need to get paid. Um, no. Someone else would probably. I don't know. But oh yeah, I, do you still watch his show or listen to it at all? I've he doesn't have a show. I, I, I'm. Are you? Oh uh -huh. wait. Were you, I, I was thinking of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, I listen to Joe Rogan. I was listening to him today. Yeah. I am. It depends on the guest. Like uh, it, I go through. It, that's true. Phases. I if if I if the guest is interesting to me, I'll watch it. Um, if he's the guest is not, yeah, I usually don't like it. I liked the Jim Norton one and the Amazing Atheist one they did recently. I, or I've listened to part of the Amazing Atheist one. That was pretty pretty good just to see I what they... I just started watching it. But the way the, they interact, like two worlds. Like old most, school YouTube, Joe Rogan, it's weird. Dude. The most recent one I watched was the Hannibal Burris one where they're talking about Amy Schumer stealing jokes and they're like going through the different examples of it. What was their conclusion the, on that? Because I find some of the, the evidence the, to be thin. Yeah, uh, the, their 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 conclusion was at the very least she's got an extreme unoriginality problem, especially on her show, and she needs to do something about her writers. But there's so many commonalities in those jokes. They were Joe seemed Hannibal seemed like he didn't want to say that she stole his jokes because you know he did that to uh, you know he he threw caught. It's it's interesting that it's the two of them because they both got a little experience at like taking people down, right? Hannibal Burris took took Bill Cosby down. He's how mm -hmm. the, how all of that started with his with his fucking comedy act that's what took bill cosby down if you know the history of it and then joe rogan of course had that big thing against mencia back in the day where he took fucking mencia down this was a guy who was like had tv shows and had movies and was headlining everywhere in fucking theaters and joe rogan was like bullshit that guy's a fucking thief and like now he's nowhere Where's, when's the last time you saw carlos mencia do anything so yeah, it was both nowhere. their opinions on on her and they they seem to stop short of like labeling her a thief but man i've seen so many different commonalities like, and, and she's Chiz was defending her not everything because sometimes it seems like she's guilty but like the um what'd she say she did a blackout and then it was like time travel time trap yeah i know i have in my own head semi seemingly originally 
talked about how sleeping is time travel, like in a plane context, an airplane context. Like I have said, yeah. oh, I love to sleep on planes. It's like time travel. I just get to wake. It's like Although, teleporting. Wait, here's the difference, though. That, that, that's a very, that, that's a very um, good example of parallel thinking, right? That makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. But Dave Attell put that in his special, that, that exact joke about how mm -hmm. getting drunk and blacking out is like time travel. Amy Schumer, in an interview like last year, the year before, talks about watching Dave that very special and enjoying Dave Attell. So she has seen Dave Attell tell that joke about how blacking out is time travel, and yet she has a joke about how blacking out is time travel. And then if you look at the bits, like on her TV show, those are just outright theft. Uh, there's one of them where a lady comes to the counter, and she's trying to tell one. the person behind the counter about the person who helped her so graciously. And, she, and the guy goes, oh, well, what do he look like? It was a black man, and but she's she's a white girl who doesn't want to say black man. So she's like, ah, he had you know dark eyes and uh, he's tall, he was tall. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but what he looked like, and 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 it's this awkward progression of her trying to describe him in in any other way than describing his race. That that like line for line uh, was, yes, was stolen. And there's was. lots of bits from Mad TV. There's that lots particular of particular one though. She didn't write it, you know. It, exactly. Yeah. That, it, now, that, that the book stops and, there. And itself, it's it's her but, show though. If it's inside Amy Schumer and she airs a skit, like to say I didn't write that, it's like, well, were you in the room when they showed it to you? And well, you said, I guess what I'm saying full is, steam ahead. Like, if if you're a writer on my show and you slip in something that wasn't original, like, what kind of encyclopedia am I required to be to make sure yeah. that all of my writers you're are not. original? Right. And, I and think that's, that's totally fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the stuff being on a show is excusable, and if if it were by itself. You'd be like, what's the big deal? Why is everybody giving her such a hard time? For the record, I like Amy Schumer. I really liked her. I didn't like her recent special, but I like much of what she's done before. And I thought she was excellent in Trainwreck. I thought it was a good, funny movie. But I think she steals jokes, too. Hmm. I, I That's think the she, thing uh, with this, her is like... From John Mulaney to... Like, there's just so many like jokes that like you, have such common... You know the theory of like... Uh, not theory, but how... She obviously rose to stardom super, super quickly uh, because everybody was basically forced... To be like, this is the new celebrity, don't you love her? And most people are like, I mean, not really. And they're <laughs> like, oh, you you will, you will, you will. And they just kept pushing her up and up and up. And she was dating Anthony Jeselnik a couple of years back. And people were thinking that he was the one writing her jokes at some points because her comedy mm. was better then. And her jokes were more the style of what he does, which is like misdirection style jokes you know very where it's smart stuff very like smart stuff I, I, I think he's he's very very clever but like the thing with her is like if it was once in a while of like hey that that joke sounds really similar to something patrice o'neill did and you watch it and you go yeah man that is really similar huh if that was the one thing that happened nobody would be calling her a joke thief it's the fact that it's happened so consistently where all of these quote parallel thinking incidents happen it's like goddamn, like if you are, if this is all truly parallel thinking, you have the blandest mind for comedy ever because you are hitting every single stop along that train. And like, sometimes that's the it's big not thing parallel there. thinking. I, I, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll go. Um, but sometimes I feel like it's a seed that gets planted, right? Like I, I, maybe I've come up with a joke that I thought was original, but really it's like, oh yeah, you know what? Kyle did say it first and somehow in my head I thought I invented it. 
That's a good theory, but think about the way comedians work and how different comedians are different. Like, like Joe Rogan talked about this a little bit. When Bill Burr is, is doing that bit about, like, our, our problem isn't sex addiction, addiction, we've got a gold-digging whore problem. That's what we got. These women coming in, taking down good men. Talking about Schwarzenegger, that's a Bill yeah. Burr joke. You know that's a Bill Burr joke. Um, it, it just is. When you hear George Carlin and, and, and his stuff, where, you know why they made the flamethrower? Because some guy was sitting around and thought... I want to burn some people, but I don't want... He has his thing where he's a little bit smarter than everybody else. They're all the same because it's coming from that guy. He's not an actor reading a script. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's a performance of what's from within them. So when you steal a joke, when you take it from somewhere else, you, it's, it's evident. And if you look at Amy Schumer's act, it's all kind of dirty and filthy, and there's this feminist, um, like, women's point of view to it. But the way the jokes are structured and the way that they are funny, the, the way the punchlines are structured and everything, it's like a patchwork of comedy. It's, it's a bunch of different things sort of stuck together. Yeah. Yeah, whereas, you know, like, like you think of every other comedian and you think of like the funny bits that, that we can remember off the top of our heads from our favorite comedians. They're all very similar and, and, and sort of like right. you can almost feel what the you comedian You do half a dozen Chris Rock jokes on race relations and know that like, that's from the mind of Chris Rock. Right? Yeah, you, know, you take some Larry the Cable guy jokes and like Chris Rock deliver them, and you're like, that guy's a joke thief. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like when you're releasing a special, maybe this isn't what they do, but I feel like you'd show it to some of your friends who are comedians or something, or screen it for some people. Like, obviously, you have that live audience there, but they're not professional comedians. Like, maybe they don't do this. I have no idea, but, but I feel if it's like you would over time, right? Like, and, no, 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 I'm, I'm talking about the final process, but special. I think. So, so tell me if I'm wrong. You might know more than me. Like if I'm doing an hour long special, I've been doing that in 15 minute bits all year, seeing how audiences respond to it, reacting it. When do I let the joke hang there and just, you know, like for, yeah. for impact. And, uh, and over the course of that year, she should be figuring out whether this was stolen or not. Yes, I'm saying she should, but I'm saying as the final mm-hmm. stopgap, you would think that, you know, because her idol or whatever is uh, Dave Attell, before it got released, she'd be like, hey, Dave, I want you to watch this. And like, tell me what you think. Like, I'm real nervous about it or whatever the fuck. And he could then be like, oh, you know, I see you use this joke. Where would you think of that? And he would tell her and then she would have to. Because if they were both in private and you, know, you if you've watched those bits next to each other of David Tell and Amy Schumer. And if they were both in private on a couch, no mics, no anything. He if they're actual friends, he would be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, this is, you just took my bit. Like, they would never do that in in person because comedians are one of those trades where no matter how shitty a comedian is, they have to drop to a level of unanimously hated before any of those people are comfortable saying even the slightest negative word because they'll, like, pretend that comedians are, like, go go back and listen to Opie and Anthony during... It's so incestuous. You gotta uh, think about that, too. So, like, everyone who's a stand-up comic who, who, who isn't doing big theaters or getting all these deals... The people who are going to pull them up to that level are the same people who are pushing Amy Schumer up to that yep. level. You go in there and mess with the, this product that they've created. You start tinkering with that, start discrediting this product that this comedy club has pushed up and that this network has pulled up. Yeah. They're not going to work with you. Have you um, seen? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I thought true. there was a break. Have you seen Louis C.K. and Dane Cook like work out their differences? Mm-hmm. No, what was it it's, on a show? Is it? It's, it's just it's three and a half minutes. It's on a show, but it strikes me as honest. Can we watch it? Three and a half minutes. Sure, sure. Right. Yeah, I like Dane Cook. Um, and like I said, I think this is part of the Louis C.K. show, but you watch it, and I think you'll see that 
like there's this is what might have happened in private. Uh, you guys queued up at zero. Yep. Ready, set, play. Two thousand and six. That should have been like my triumph, and I enjoyed it, Louis, for maybe two months. Two months before it started to suck because everything I read about me was about how I stole jokes from you, which I didn't. I kind of think you did. Dude, why would I steal three jokes from you when I have hours of material? Why? Why would I do that? Risk my reputation? Because they were funny jokes. You know what, Louie? You know what the biggest lie in the world is? That I'm a rock star, I'm a millionaire, I'm, I'm, I'm a comedy behemoth, and you, you're like a comics comic, and you're an inside joke guy, and I'm a sellout, and, 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 and I sold my soul, and you have, you have artistic integrity, and you're a, you're a good guy. We're in this room right now, you and me. You're looking at me. You let your name be used to hurt me. And now you're sitting here asking me to use my fame to get you tickets to Lady Gaga? I mean, how shitty do you feel right now? Very. So you admit that this is all bullshit. You want to know what I think? You I don't think that you saw me do those jokes and said, I'm going to tell those jokes too. I don't think there's a world where you're that stupid or that bad a guy. I, I, I do think, though, that you're like, you're like a machine of success. You're like a like a rocket, and you and you're rocketing to the stars, and your and your engines are sucking stuff up. Stuff is getting sucked up in your engines, like birds and bugs, and some of my jokes. I I I think you saw me do them. I know you saw me do them, and I think they just went in your brain. And I don't think you meant to do it, but I don't think you stopped yourself either. And that's why I never felt the need to help you not be hated by a lot of people. But I feel bad. I mean, I do. I feel bad. It's great that you feel bad right here in this room, just, uh, you know, the two of us alone. Maybe if you felt bad publicly on the Internet, then this could all be behind us. Well, well, are you willing to admit even for a minute that maybe maybe you inadvertently took them or some maybe you had some part of it? Maybe they got in your brain and you shat them out. Maybe it was inadvertent, but maybe it did happen. I, I shouldn't have come here, man. Louis, I'm... do you want the tickets? Because I'm sure that you're... Honestly, I think that your daughter, I, I bet she's really nice. And But you get a lot of nerve coming in here. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like I don't have kids, so I don't, I don't get it. But it, it must mean a lot for you to, you know, come in here and, and, and do this. So um, you want the tickets? Thank you. I... Yes, I'd like the tickets. How many? Two, please. That's I need that. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Seriously. You know, the one thing that like really just gets to me is the whole thing about um, people saying that I stole the joke about the itchy asshole because I I, I get an itchy asshole. A lot. So for you to think that you're the only person who got an itchy asshole in America, I mean, that, like that's that's bullshit. You know. You should try a natural laundry detergent. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm not sure because that's like scripted that's a and on a TV show. show. 
And so it's almost like that's the way that comedians would handle it if they want to maintain the illusion that everybody's just a good guy and there are no joke thieves. It's parallel thinking. We're all actually covering our own ass just in case the mob comes after us one day, making little outs and excuses. In my you know, mind, like, that was but that does make sense every once putting in a while. it out there, right? Remember, he wanted Louis C.K. to say, you know, why don't you feel bad for this on the internet. Well, he, that was, he was feeling bad for it on HBO or whatever it is. And he's like, you know, will you admit for just a second that, that maybe, you know, you did steal a joke, you phrased it differently. And he didn't, he actually just went silent and looked at his feet or something. I feel like those two, while it was scripted and by the way, great acting for comedians. Um, I, I feel like that is, there's probably a David tell Amy Schumer parallel in what we just watched. She is this success machine blowing up right now, sucking in all kinds of garbage and money and jokes. And, you know, she shout out a, a used joke. I, I don't see it that way. I see her as being a train that a bunch of people artificially fed coal into. Don't you love Amy Schumer? Do you love her now? Does she have a fan base yet? Does she have a big one to carry herself? And then... You know, when those teams aren't there to fully support her and they're like, at the end of the day, you got to come up with a stand up special for us to for you to be marketable for us. You know, as we plaster you all over Netflix and try and bamboozle people into accidentally clicking on your special like th then she just wasn't able to get her own coal of jokes in there. So she kind of had to delve a little bit and and scrimp from other areas. And the part that's damning with a couple of the jokes for stand up, I don't watch her show, so I have no idea. And those are writers, so that's obviously more excusable in my eyes. Like I feel like there's a lot more moving parts there. So I can understand the sketch show more than the the stand up. But it's it's happened so many times and so many of them she will follow a joke so formulaically. It won't be the same concept with a different conclusion, or maybe the same conclusion presented differently, it'll be almost copy-paste from an old Patrice O'Neill bit, for example, with almost like an intentionally changed aspect in order to make it different. You know, like, instead of her Much saying, like I did it, my book reports in fourth grade. It's less funny, yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's in a less funny manner. It's man. less funny when she does it. Like, like, like it, it's like that was Patrice the... O'Neill already figured out the funny way to tell this joke. And the only way that you can retell it without just like showing up every, on a Google search when we fucking type your joke into it as, as the Patrice O'Neill joke was for you to alter it. And your alteration literally makes it less funny. So when I was a kid, a little yep. kid, uh, encyclopedias were still a thing. That was before Wikipedia put them all out of business. And they'd say like, do a report on Germany. And the world book, which is what I had, they put it so well. And every variant that wasn't copying it word from word was uh, you making it slightly worse? Inferior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, man, they, the, these people that wrote the encyclopedia—they really have a way with words. And every time I change the order or rephrase it in yeah. my fourth grade head, I make it suck. So it, I had to find this balance. I feel like that's what she's doing. Maybe you know, Patrice O'Neill—that's the answer key. How far do I want to diverge from the yeah. answer key and she still has get a to, decent grade? Yeah, totally ruin her economy of words <laughs> for the joke mm -hmm. where it's like, hey, for this joke to be funny, this point has to be made like boom, 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 real quick, like three quick words there. And she's like, well, I can't do that because that's kind of the tagline of Patrice's joke. I'll just I'll turn it into a phrase and lead him there instead of using these like quick little punchy things or whatever it is. I don't like what I've. I understand more the show because I haven't seen it. Maybe I'll watch a clip of the show and be like, God damn, this is just a Chappelle skit, which wouldn't be surprising because he has excellent skits that people could rip off and just kind of vanilla eyes. But 
I don't know. You also kind of, like it's easy to dislike her because you watch someone who's really not that funny being rocketed to a career and success almost despite public opinion where most people just really don't think she's that funny. And then for that person to flagrantly steal jokes from the other comedian, especially like David Tell, someone who she's in interviews all the time being like, oh, I love David Tell. He's like my idol. It's like, well, then that's pretty shitty of you to do to him. I don't view her through the same lens. Like, I, like you mentioned a couple times how she's been rocketed to success and thrust on us and stuff. Um, I've never seen her show because I, I guess it's just not the things I watch. I watched her comedy special on Netflix. I made it about two-thirds through. It wasn't really my cup of tea. And uh, But to me, I'm just like, oh, yeah, Amy Schumer, she, she's okay. You know, I, I've watched other specials that I thought were way worse. I thought she was Trevor Noah funny. You know, like not knocking it out of the park or yeah. anything, but fine. But still pretty bad. Yeah. 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 She's definitely yeah. rocking to a success. She, her last year, the year before, whenever Trainwreck came out, was the was a massive fucking year. She was on every single talk show multiple times, from Stern to Conan O'Brien to the Night to the Tonight Show. She was everywhere mm. multiple times, like getting booked anywhere she wanted to go, doing tons of press and doing tons of tours. Um, you know, couple of TV shows, I think, right, and then and multiple specials, and then the movie, and yeah, she had a big year. Um, yeah, so. I mostly see YouTube, which which limits my like exposure. You know, like oh, is she on Conan? Yeah, I see Conan sometimes, probably like five minutes a month. You know, the ones that get big on YouTube. Same with Jimmy Fallon. Same with uh, MSNBC or Fox or whatever. Um, yeah, so yeah. I I have a new topic. I don't know. I want to do an ad then my topic? Sure. Wait, what did Taylor have? What, was there a thing before? Yeah, oh, I have, uh, I have a couple of conspiracy theories that I've been Ooh, looking through. So, um, Flat Earth, Hillary Clinton died a couple of years ago. A couple Ooh. of good ones. That one happened. That one's true. I, think I know. I, I plan to prove it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> her, soul, her soul has been dead long, long ago. Uh, Dollar Shave Club. It's no secret. We love their razors. We always get a close, smooth shave, and you can't be the convenience or the price. We choose to choose. We we choose to. Uh, we used to choose between selling for a cheap bag of disposables or paying out the nose for a razor with a laser pointer and 17 blades. Awful. Then Dollar Shave Club broke onto the scene with a smarter choice. Before Dollar Shave Club, there was no middle ground. It was either save money and get a painful shave from disposable uh, razors like the ones that they give away at the gym which felt like shaving with a piece of glass, or pay a fortune for the latest shave breakthrough, which you don't need, like laser chin detectors or 17 more blades. Dollar Shave Club is the best of both worlds. You get the premium shave quality at the disposable shave price. If you haven't tried Dollar Shave Club yet, you're missing out. It's an amazing shave at an affordable price. There's no smarter choice on the market, and right now they're offering, uh, or they're giving away, rather, a, uh, a one-month trial for with any of their razors for $1.00. Uh, with free shipping, and after that, it's just a few bucks a month. There's no long-term commitments, no hidden fees, and you cancel anytime you want. Get your $1 trial at dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Good stuff. Uh, I'm a genuine Excellent customer stuff. of them, and that's what we like. Big fan. Well, you know, and of, I, I don't know, All the things they say did, about the bad experiences when you don't use them, that's what drove us to it. Like, it... it I don't know. It should have been just because I'm loyal to PKA and I support our sponsors, but it was actually because their product. It's was a high the quality best. product. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Do you have another and one? Now, we, yeah. Movement Watches. The past <laughs> few months, we've been working a lot with Movement Watches. We love them. You guys love them. So I asked myself, why do I only have one? You see, Movement offers different color bands, different faces, and different styles for each of their watches. Movement Watches start at just $95. So do some quick math. You could have a couple of Movement Watches and it would still be a better deal than having just one of those department store watches. Get a blue and a white one. Maybe sandstone is your thing. Whatever your style, 
Movement has a watch and bands to match for every outfit in your arsenal. There's no hassles. Just order online with free shipping, free returns, and a 24-month warranty. So join their more than 1 million social media followers and get a Movement watch today. Go to mvmtwatches.com slash pka today, and they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase. mvmtwatches.com slash pka. Yeah, they're great watches. Uh, Woody always talks about they've got some heft to them. They don't feel like a, a silly little cheap watch, and... Uh, they look very nice. Exactly. 15% off of uh, $95, whatever that comes to. There's no better deal than that, and you're a fool if you don't take advantage of it. So there it is. Definitely look into movement watches. I've been doing all the time. MVMT. I think I've got, I've got a couple of conspiracy theories. Um, I, so honestly, like, you know, the one that people go to as a joke when they try and do that thing where they reference a ridiculous, like the Jesse Ventura, Alex Jones of, Oh, I don't believe this ridiculous conspiracy theory, so lend this one more credence. The one they always make fun of is Flat Earth. And I, I was never 100% sure if this was an actual movement of people or yeah. if this was like a satirical website where it's like joking around, making obvious oh. scientific faux pas. It is, it is not, from what I can tell, because this is a huge amount of work and research for a joke. Uh, and so I, I don't think it is. I'm going to link you to the website right now. And... You can just take a peek through on the homepage. It tells you, so basically their entire shtick is they believe that the entire globally agreed upon fact, or rather theory, <laughs> that the Earth is round is being propagated by scientists and being propagated by educators who are intentionally robbing people of the information of this flat earth for some reason, or they're just so bought into the conspiracy themselves with all this evidence in science that they, they, they just believe it, I guess. So they think that the world exists almost picture it like a frying pan and they describe the whole world being flat I was looking through their geology part, and there's, there's just still a crust of the Earth, apparently, which means there are layers. I have no fucking idea how that could work with a flat Earth. Who knows how flat it is? Like, is this deep dish Earth? Is this thin crust Earth? Nobody <laughs> knows, but it, it's that. And then they explain the Arctic Circle, because, you know, if you fold out the world, you see ice on both sides. They hmm. call that the, the ice wall. Because in their heads, this we live in the game of in Westeros, where if you go too far south or too far north, you come upon an enormous ice wall. And they have all these theories about how why the ice wall formed and what might lie beyond. And it is it is pants on head Dude, retarded. If they, there, gonna, I wish it were true. If there were an, if there were an ice wall somewhere and some mysteries beyond it, that would give my life new purpose. I'd be like, well, first we got to figure out how to drive a snowcat, right? And then we're going to need some firepower. Like, like I'd yeah. want to go to the wall. I'd want to know about this. And, and did you know that the sun revolves around the earth? I did. Yes, yes, I read yes. the Bible. They, they, <laughs> the sun revolves around the earth. And it's even dumber than what the Greeks thought back then with their, you know, uh, Eurocentric or whatever, not Eurocentric, geocentric model of the universe it's even dumber than that because even sophocles and whoever the fuck were, were just taking their best guesses they were like hey the sun's out there we got to make these planets do all these wiggly weird lines in order for the rotation or the revolutions to make sense uh but the sun that's in the middle and it shines light around the whole solar system that's what they thought these people went a step dumber they think the sun is like a flashlight they literally describe it as a lighthouse that the sun is only capable of giving light in a circular path, 
which explains why there's only light on certain parts of the day at certain times. And it, it is baffling. They think the planets are super, super tiny, and they don't think that the stars are actually stars. They think using Occam's Razor, it's a page on their website that using Occam's Razor, is it more likely that these are stars of immense magnitude or rather that they're dots of light in the sky? Obviously, wow. mysterious dots of light in the sky uh, emerges victorious in that little hypothetical bout. But like this is... This is actual mental illness, if you can well, believe this. One of the things I really want to do, next time I get clear weather, I want to fly up just a mile high, right? Just like 6,000 feet or so, and see if I can see the curvature of the Earth at all. They've explained that, too, that these flat Earth guys explained the, 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 that as well. Yes, so the way they, the, it's all based on some scientist from the 1800s mm -hmm. who was... You know, obviously everybody by that hundreds of years ago, everybody knew the earth was round and he was like, I'm going to check the curvature. And so he had someone in a sailboat on a six mile long stretch of still water, apparently. And there was a five foot pole on this on the boat. And he got near the ground about eight inches from the ground and put a telescope there or whatever to, to keep it in his sight. And he was saying, all right, as this thing gets to the other end of this six mile pond, I won't be able to see it because the earth will have, you know, eclipsed the top of that mm -hmm. beam. And lo and behold, he saw it the entire way through. And so he assumed, or rather drew the firm conclusion that he refused to step down on that the Earth was entirely flat because of that experiment. Like, it took me three seconds just to hit back and then go to the second result on Google to be to have someone being like, this is actually known as water refraction, whatever the hell, and it is indeed on the other side of the world, but the refraction off the water, especially if it's that still, and from that distance with that technology of vision, we could make it look as though it's still fully there. And it, it it's just baffling that, that they still cite that study. That guy is their king. Like the guy who put a fucking five foot pole on a boat and sent his buddy six miles down a still lake. I want to see it for myself though. That's something that I don't know. I, I can tell you this: at two thousand feet, I can't see the curvature of the Earth. That's I've been at three, but I don't know that. I've looked carefully at two. I want to go to six and just be like, all right, I've got all the time in the world. I have all the visibility of a you know chair in the sky. Can I see it? You know, can like it? I, I get to you know, make my own rules and look for as long as I want to. And I want to take a look and see if I can see the curvature of the earth. That would be a neat thing to me. We've been and in an airline jetliners plenty of times. But there's a difference. Like looking out that double fucking window with the yes. frost and the humidity and the, between the panes. And it's, it's definitely not the same as a chair hanging from a wing. Those are intentionally made convex by the way to give the illusion of a round earth as you're looking out of the aircraft mm, yeah for, I, I read that i read that on a website uh i doctors, don't doubt it i <laughs> hate airlines uh, as well dr <laughs> samley robotham over there the uh, samley robotham that's his name that's the guy who put the boat out in the lake yeah. or whatever yeah yeah can it's, you see I, the there's lots of youtube of videos from a plane like do, i yeah, don't know you can see it can you see it from a plane i believe I, that you can i've yeah. i've thought that i've seen it before um, but 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 for all I know, there's some optical illusion that's created. Some someone who may, may, maybe knows better would be like, oh no, at thirty five thousand, you can't see it. That's an optical illusion caused by a refraction of light in the Earth's atmosphere. And I'd be like, oh okay. I don't think I've or, ever. But it's still round it. though, right? Like I've looked at stuff, right? Like hey, we're passing over the Grand Canyon. There isn't this cool. <laughs> but I don't know that I've like studied the horizon for a curve from a uh, this passage here. This is how they explain circumnavigation. This is the first sentence. 
The flat earth is laid out like the United Nations logo. <laughs> the, the North Pole is at the center, while Antarctica is at the rim. The continents are spread out around the North Pole. So he sees it in really what is technically not the wrong way to look at the world. If you just looked at the map differently mm -hmm. and folded it up, the only difference is this man thinks that the, the that is the shape that you could this like if you were a giant, you could step across them like like rocks in a garden. Except the um, thing about the like, there's no ice wall, right? So if I headed to the edge where they say the ice wall is, I could come out the other side. Yeah, yeah, you could like. See, this is, okay, circumnavigation on a flat Earth is achieved because of a compass east and west are always at right angles to north. Thus, traveling eastwards continuously takes you in a circle around the North Pole. East and west are curved. North That's not how that shit is, fucking I, works, I, I know, bro. I know, I know, but wait, Draw wait, a no, straight this, line with this, your hand. Do that real quick. Let it doesn't read, curve. Let me wait. read one more sentence and it will clarify. North... <laughs> Is hubwards, south is rimwards, east is turnwise, and west is widdershins. And so I'm I guess are that I'm just reading what they wrote. Those are fake like, words. These are made up <laughs> words meant to tell you that you can't. Literally, that excuse right there is you can't go that way to go around the earth because that way is east, which yeah. means you need to go that way. Like, and it's like, what? What That's the fuck are you saying. talking about? But all you what? gotta do is be like, no, 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 I'm not going east. I don't care what direction you call it. I'm, I'm going, going with that fucking way. <laughs> These are real yeah, words. I just didn't know them. Yeah. I, I, I thought, That's... when Taylor said Wittershins wasn't a real word, I thought he might actually be telling the truth. It's a direction contrary to the sun's course, considered as unlucky counterclockwise. They're using words from a time when we thought the world, <laughs> the world was flat. Is yeah. how far they've had to go back because yeah. we learned that Wittershins doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> if your garment told you to take uh, to head Wittershins, you know, sixty, you'd be like, "What in God's name is happening?" This, this bitch has lost her mind. Uh, oh, this is they, they answered this question. How did they know? They must get these a lot. Traveling in a straight line. Can't we just circumnavigate the Earth by traveling in a straight line without a navigational aid? Answer. It is not possible to travel in a perfectly straight line for very long without a navigational aid. It is not even possible to drive down a long length of highway without turning the steering wheel left or right. Get in a car and see if you can drive down a long stretch of highway without turning the wheel left or right. It is a near impossible thing to do. And when it comes to planes, ships, helicopters, no craft has the ability of traveling in a perfectly straight line without the operator adjusting the craft without regards to visual terrain, compass, compass readings, or what have you. When one, when one navigates, hands-on control is paramount. You wouldn't find a ship captain in New York pointing his vessel in the direction of London, turning on cruise control, and then taking a three-week nap. This doesn't answer the question. No. Yes, you absolutely straight line. And if you did derivate a little bit, it shouldn't matter because you're still going towards the edge because it's a circle, right? Yeah, it, it shouldn't matter a bit. And what about autopilot and GPS and you know the pictures of the Earth from the fucking space and all that stuff? These guys are... These guys are you know, we're, we're looking at how crazy these guys are. I just realized something. They're not that much more kooky than people who believe the Bible as, as fact, though, because they have some pretty similar things that they believe that can also be very easily disproven. And, and, and you know, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, just, just go, what, what's that word? Wittern, Witternly? Wittershins. Wait, I got, yeah, yeah, go Wittershins <clears throat> and tithe. Uh, do that, too. Uh, I don't know. It, it this is bizarre, though, because there's so much science that this... I mean, we got pictures of the Earth from space. You know, this is you can like see. 
a whole new level of willful ignorance because it's like they want they're using science like you know when you see in an old science or a, a current science textbook you'll see this is the heliocentric model of the solar system this is the geo model if you look at the geocentric one there's tons of weird patterns that the planets have to go around in order to explain how we see them that's yeah. the model they use as their example the one they use in science books to explain how it wouldn't possibly work to have a flat earth and yeah. they're it they're using that baffling yeah. and then and then just there's a lot of reasons like like, like when, whenever i whenever someone's taught i don't know what the the, the correct you know truth to stand on is when you're trying to like get somebody to see to see right but i just remember my mom said, telling me one time like how old the earth was and then she was a little off and uh <laughs> <laughs> and i was like well mom think about this all right like we look up and we see those stars right like god made those it, it, it's written right in there heaven and earth like like you can't can't go it says it don't go back on that like like he made those things right like but they're so far away that it takes you know tens of thousands of years in some case for their light to reach us so this all had to have been here that star had to have been there for tens of thousands of years or, or we couldn't see it the light wouldn't have gotten here yet so how can you stand on that the ledge you're standing on over there where you believe that this is all six thousand years old but that's that's never the way to approach it i, I feel like that's she immediately would go to like how do we know a- how light is and i'm like do we have to go to einstein when he started the star he also did the ray of light that made its way here. oh he just he just stretched it out yeah he made the star and the ray of light so that it was here right away you know he made you not wait for it but what all right but but here's the issue with that because that light (coughs) is reached out like that as it as we're fed that delayed uh light we're seeing different things. Things are happening over a course of time. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not as if you just turned on a flashlight and then stretched the beam out to Earth. You turned that star on, and, and then over the course of tens of thousands of years, like all kinds of clouds of ionized gas and planets went between uh, the telescope and a star that's out there. Like, things are happening. Like, like that, that light is being altered, like, throughout history along its path. And you can see that as you watch it. I hear you, but if you have a real believer, they could be like, yeah, that was just all laid out there. I think, and I want to put words... Well, they believe that, then you have to come to the conclusion that God is fooling us on purpose. Yes, yeah, yeah, sure. Because, like, okay, so here's a thing. I hope I have this right. Um, You have an organism, like a bone or something, and and it has carbon in it, and then that carbon decays, right? It leaves the bone at a predictable rate. So we can look at a bone and say, ah, it's got this much carbon. It must be this old, right? That's what carbon dating is, if I'm Mm -hmm. explaining it right. So how is the Earth 6,000 years old when we have carbon dating proof that, you know, dinosaurs were here, whatever, 20 million years ago, whatever. There's no response to it, but oh, that's sure not is. true. Oh, you don't understand. That's then, not true yeah, God, God laid all the stuff out there as a giant scavenger hunt for humans' benefits. And, um, and, and some of the, the bones that he it's put in really place there were, were, you know, halfway carbon decayed, you know, is because that's the, that's the way he made it <laughs> as, from the get-go. You know, like it, it's just a big old scavenger hunt of bones underground. Uh, I would throw, you. if I were God, I'd throw at least a couple dinosaurs out there like still <laughs> rotting just to baffle people. Like, oh. what the fuck? There's, this one's still bleeding. I like, put in a unicorn. <laughs> you know, the yeah. guy, one unicorn, one mermaid, that'll fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that that's stuff's a, really frustrating because one. because as long as there's that much of the population that believes things like that, we're so far away from getting to that Star Trek utopia, right? Like like in Star Trek, like there's there's no ignorance like that. 
It, there, there's no like, like, like even if you go to like the dumbest of dumb people, they're still flying around in spaceships. They might have mm -hmm. some bad ideas, but they've gotten past the whole uh, believing that their planet's flat and sacrificing the flat things thing to a omnipotent being and all that. Like because it's so cultural and accepted in certain brands of Christianity that the Earth is six thousand years old, you've kind of been desensitized to it. So if someone actually believes that. You're not actually like, oh, wow, do you make your own fire at night and hunt for Ugh. your food, you you know, ancient Philistine? Like, you don't do that. But with this flat earth thing, it's so rare. And I, I think it's objectively dumber than I the 6,000-year earth thing. Like, both are so dumb it's difficult, but the 6,000-year earth thing, at least you have history as plausible deniability, which is the thing that Scientologists don't have. Like your guy, your religion isn't old enough for people to have bought into it and have been raised in it. And so obviously when you say that Xenu is coming back, it's like, whoa, we haven't had hundreds of years to slowly kind of nibble on this and make it normal. So hard pass. You know, Joseph Smith got in. He was late in the religion starting business. But goddamn, if he if he got there three weeks later, they would have figured it out because someone would have had a cotton gin and they would have been like, get out of here with your bullshit. Like you say that. But then look at Scientology, you know, like like like, yeah, but that's I like a Joseph racket. Smith could show up right fucking now. And you could just fucking you play a YouTube video, and he's got his hat. He's got a top hat there, and there's some gold light emanating it from, from it, like that briefcase in Pulp Fiction. And he's like, so, this afternoon I was in upstate New York, and an angel came down. His name was Maroney, and he led me to these clink, clink, clink golden tablets. Yep, lost gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what it's all about. And he'd get some followers, right? You'd get some, but, I mean, even only G Jesus could only get 12. Think about that. Oh, those are disciples, though. There's a big difference between disciples and followers. That's that's fair. Yeah, he did seem to pack the house, no matter where he went. I feel like, like he got much bigger after his death. Yeah. Uh, do you think that if the if they had not put Jesus to death, that Christianity would have been what it is? I think it would have fizzled out and not been a thing. You think Nirvana would still be making good music? Zero percent chance. It was probably <laughs> the best thing for him that, that Jesus died around that same age. Because I, I mean, you look at. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh my god oh, this boy. happened like 25 years ago who cares like <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh i wasn't doing stuff i'm just saying that you know you jesus there's dying? a conspiracy theory a lot of people believe that that courtney love fucking killed kurt cobain can you do you know the details of that could you explain it to me if you know him a bit i don't know the details well but i've i've read stuff about bleach being on his body when he was found or something like that like some evidence had been taken away and i guess he shot himself with a 12 gauge or something like that right um, and there's a suicide note that he had left, like, you know, and it's pretty praising of Courtney Love, and uh, at least that's the way I remember all of this. I don't know enough about that to, to mm. talk about it, though. I don't even know enough Nirvana music to fucking care. I mean, you listen to the music, the guy was pretty fucking depressed. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of my way. stance on there. Um, I saw some good conspiracy theories earlier on here. I'm trying to, let's see. I mean, I've got, uh, do you remember watching the Berenstein Bears as a kid? About the one that, uh, that says the CIA created uh, HIV uh, to target blacks and homosexuals. I've heard of that one before. Seems difficult. I don't know. Seems like it'd be very hard to How does to it target off. black people? I guess it does in Africa. Because the, the, the theory is that they, uh, they exposed homosexuals and blacks to it purposefully via uh, blood uh, transfusions. Yeah, that's that's another one where it's it's just too many people involved. How many transfusionists or profusionists or whoever runs those machines is gonna, or nurses are just gonna, I don't hey, know. This is unless 
They have like bags of blood that say, don't you use that O positive on a white man. Why? Totally. They're all the same, right? Totally. Just trust me. Don't do that. I, it, has a, it has a big H period mm, I period V mm. on it. I know yeah. that in Africa, black people have it a lot. In America, are black people disproportionately hit with AIDS and HIV? I don't think so. I have no fucking clue. I thought no they were. I, I read that a lot. Maybe that's just it's uh, a conspiracy maybe that, that kind of happened to me. That right? could be racism itself. That you know the idea that blacks are ha have HIV more often. But um, I've read it plenty of times, well, and I, and I and I've heard it. You know, and the Africa point doesn't make sense because this is a conspiracy about the U.S. government, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they did it here. Like, like, yeah, that's they, what I'm saying. Is here. that like the African comparison wouldn't work because this is about a U.S. government uh, program? Yeah, they are. They are. It turns out that half of the people who are diagnosed with HIV in America are black. And I don't know the percentage of black people in America, but I think it's... Like it's, 15, it's like 15 or 13, 20% or something? 13%. 13%. Per, 13%. So they are definitely overrepresented. In yeah, several times more likely. Uh, here's an interesting one I just found, that the 2004 Indian Ocean uh, uh, earth, earthquake and tsunami was actually a nuclear test conducted by India... Uh, in which the United States took some part. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. okay, this is a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Oh, I, I almost bought in right away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I almost read this like it was a fact. I'm like, oh my Glad god, how, sick how, did this, how did this not trend on Twitter or something? You know? Right? Oh, it yeah, doesn't you to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's why it didn't trend. What is this one? I, I it, it's the 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake and tsunami were actually a nuclear test conducted by the country of India in uh, with the cooperation of the United States and, and other allies Ooh. that went wrong. I, I'm, I, I'm having trouble finding their evidence for this. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and also I... I see. I just don't know what I'm talking about. Like, like what is the strength of, of a nuke compared to an earthquake? Like... You know, I feel like if we took a, one of our biggest nukes and set it off underground, it would rustle the ground in a way that does not compare to the, like, well, Japan security cam it, shaking shelves that I'm used to. You're dealing with an amateur nuclear job. <laughs> and okay. my theory is that perhaps what if, what if India set this device off underwater or underground and that shifted a fault line and made mm. a fault line that was already just just stressing against each other one one side under the other trying to lift up maybe that nuke uh loosened that up and the tectonic plate moves up lifts that gigantic mass of water and creates the tsunami i wonder maybe, if there's yeah. some sort of weaponization that could be done that way right like oh, for all yeah. i know between tectonic plates in the ocean there's a big old grand canyon under the water and all you got to do is nuke that area because it's begging to shift anyway oh, no have you seen the abyss we'll get into big trouble if we do that the mariana trench uh, yeah, yes. If you ever watch the abyss, there's aliens living down there, and they'll end us all. There's like that's oh, that is, well, that is like if problem. you're gonna if you're gonna nuke somebody, just save everyone the trouble and just drop it on the city itself because you're gonna if you're futzing around with ocean trenches, uh, blowing shit up with nukes, like that's not like a like if that goes wrong, it could be like oh shit, mm, 
Oh fuck! The planet, the planet's ruined, guys. Oh, not. Oh no! You can't just you can't just buy credits to fix this one, Leonardo. I'm so sorry. Like, like no. What if you just or, fuck everything? Much just more likely, one city, it just like doesn't fucking work at all. Like, ah, why did we listen to General Rube Goldberg, who uh, thought that you, know, you should blow up an ocean? To create an earthquake, to create a tsunami, to take out the nuke plant, to make the nuke plant go, and like, why don't we just bomb them? Bluefin prices for Yellowtail guys. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly we're playing mousetrap and global thermal nuclear mousetrap, hoping yeah, that no. we can win a war. Horrible. I mean, anything's possible in Trump's America, but we—I I just don't think that that is a good idea in the future. <coughs> just bomb a normal city like an adult. Uh, uh, man, I, these are interesting conspiracy theories. Like, I, I really uh, don't read about them too much. Oh, so there's the, the fluoride in the water thing, of course. There's there's uh. Um, things like, uh, if you go back to, you ever hear of the Philadelphia experiment? I have not. I've heard of the, the U.S. Navy warship um, that there was this uh, experiment to perhaps render a U.S. warship invisible. Um, and allegedly, the, I, I, the evidence behind it, if I remember correctly, uh, had something to do with, like, the ship yeah. was at one uh, naval base, and then it was at another overnight, like it had, tra like it had warped somewhere and uh there were claims that the uh the the uh the sailors bodies were were like transposed like into the walls and into the bulkheads like they were half inside of the ship and half not because it had shifted um what is this like yeah. hundreds of years ago in philadelphia yeah, no no, no. Or is no here i'll link you to the, here, let me okay because this is uh this is a very old timesy conspiracy theory and frankly if this is like a 2008 one then this is ridiculous this is an X-Files. Uh, uh, there's an X-Files based around this, too. The experiment was allegedly based on the aspect of some unified field theory, a term coined by Albert Einstein to describe a class of potential theories. Such theories would aim to describe mathematical... Good God, how, how wordy are you? Get to it. I think people in uh, Philly have just been hit by maybe one too many batteries or heavy light-up bracelets. And now okay, here's black. the origins of the story. In 1955, <laughs> Morris K. Jessup, an astronomer and former graduate level researcher published the case for the ufo a book that uh a book about unidentified flying objects that described theories about different means of propulsion and flying saucer style ufos might use anti-gravity technology electromagnetism good god how is this the origin this is that doesn't seem to be the origin at all i don't hmm. understand but yeah, I, I like conspiracy theories. I want to know more about the the people who believe that they're reptilians. Have you ever seen that movie They Live? I haven't, but that's that's a conspiracy theory that I don't. I, I have a difficult time believing that anyone who's not like not joking around, uh, genuinely crazy, believes. Like that's one that it's not even. It's even dumber than Flat Earth, and that no, is a not. fucking feat. It absolutely is not. It no. is. Which one is this? No. Lizard men. Lizard men. Oh. Really, you oh, don't that's, think that's it's, oh, it's so stupid? Oh, it's, it's so fucking stupid. The, 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 the reptiles we have don't even have anything more than a, the most primitive little hind brain in there. All they know how to do is all. Oh, how do you know? Sleep because they've they've done brain. I could think of at least two different scenarios where in which we could have li intelligent lizard men like posing as one of us and controlling our government with little puppet strings, and it'd be much more likely than a flat fucking Earth. What if some like reptiles lived underground since the fucking extinction of the dinosaurs, and they evolved to be lizard people? How would they you flip live the script? Or and we were all lizard people. Old if we blood. were lizard people, if we had evolved from lizards, and and there was a theory about monkey men and how the monkey men are really pulling all the strings, you might also see well. Maybe a monkey could evolve into an intelligent person. You're like, no, monkeys are fucking stupid. Look at a monkey. 
He's he's throwing his shit, Bill. Like no, he's uh, learning to use tools. Quick question: Do lizard <laughs> men that live underground are they also cold blooded like all other reptiles? Um, I believe that they've been gaining their. <laughs> then it's bunk. Then it's I bunk. I believe they've been gaining their heat source deep under the ground near That's the not you know works. from 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 yeah yeah absolutely the hot bright rocks uh, uh, fueling their their cold blood. These are totally uh, slee stacks. Yeah, they are slee stacks. That's what it would be. They're literally slee stacks. Yeah, or maybe it's aliens, right? Maybe it's some intelligent reptilian alien beings who have who have shown up, and you know they're setting up shop as their own thing and making us believe. What was that TV show called? The slee stack. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh, was that what it was? I think slee stacks was a time machine by um, Jules Verne, right? Uh, For me, it's a TV show I saw as a kid. I don't Mm. know how to spell slee stack. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Flat Earth is so dumb, but this this beats it. Like it, it'll be hard to find one dumber than uh, than this, I think. Land of the Lost. It was a TV show called Land, Land of the Land Lost. Lost. Yes. Slee stacks. What are you guys saying? Uh, there was a the TV is- show before you were born, and there were reptiles that live under Earth, intelligent ones. They were slee stacks, and they found warmth by glowing rocks. And it sounded like Kyle had maybe seen it too. Air date: nineteen seventy four. Yes couple of years before I was around. Yeah, that's <laughs> even, I mean, I guess I was one, but I think I was <laughs> watching reruns uh, when it, from my memory. Ah, no, no this I, is... <coughs> I, so what is, in, in the time machine, it's the Morlocks, not the Slee Stacks, but they also live under the ground and they come up and they like capture the uh, the Eloy, which is like those peaceful people who live on the, uh, the top and they take them down and eat them. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, well... I challenge you to find one worse than lizard men, because flat Earth. Earth, you know what? Earth, though I'll tell you what exists. And I, it looks flat if you're retarded. Lizard men is retarded. I'll grant you that. Flat Earth is retarded. I'll grant Kyle that. I find young Earth to be just as retarded as those other two, and it's widely believed by Christians. Yeah, um, the thing about it is, like, like we're so dependent on what we see on what's been provided to us through books and you know, word of mouth and, and you know, the internet and stuff that, like, you could easily envision, like, a Rick and Morty-style scenario where, where this is just being fed to us to, like, see if... May, maybe we live in a completely different reality and we're some kind of fucking experiment where they're like, yeah, let's put a, let's put a baby in this, in this VR thing and, and we'll make it think it lives in this weird universe where all this is true. Anything could be true. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the computer simulation conspiracy theory. I be- I went so far down that rabbit hole the other night mm-hmm. after like researching quantum mechanics for a while. Like I watched like eight quantum mechanics videos and then I started like talking about how we could live in a simulation based on like what I had just learned. And and then I was like I guarantee you if we start googling this there's a huge group of people who believe we're in a simulation. And then I saw Elon Musk is one of them. Joe Rogan. And, uh, oh, yeah. Jesus and, and they start the going through working all- out. Like, <laughs> start going through all of the well, uh, just the because evidence. you live in a computer simulation doesn't mean that you're not getting you know results from your efforts and stuff. Like if if you found out that this really was a computer simulation, but you know fake old Taylor will enjoy it more if he puts full effort into it. You might do it. I don't think you're, Joe just, you're a non-playable character though in this scenario. We all are, perhaps. I, I and I think that that is just as likely as 
what we actually accept to be reality is that we're all fucking non-player playable characters in a big simulation somewhere that some other intelligent being is using to, to as a as a model to to find out you know what would happen if this happened or what would happen if that happened or it's just a big video game and maybe there are people in here who we call lizard men or throughout time we've called vampires or ghosts or monsters who are actually just the players they're the playable characters who are like jumping into Earth game and, you know, just running around. So maybe when you hear about some maniac who like stabbed a bunch of children in China at a mentally at a, at a, uh, a bunch of handicapped children, like, ah, that was just some guy going ape shit on the game. He scored 10,000 points. Like maybe that maybe that explains some of the weird Jesus. stuff. Yeah. That's, I think uh, this the, is most the, likely just a big universe that we live in. That's my I, I think it's <laughs> I'm going to bet on rea- on reality being real mm-hmm. and the universe being extant. But this like that's not as stupid as flat earth. The no. simulation thing is about an echelon above the flat earth stupid. It's still- I disagree and if you look at the evidence and you watch enough YouTube videos, you'll you, I think you'll start buying in and these are not I'm already kooky. convinced. These are not kooky YouTube videos, all right? Like 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 these are it, <laughs> yes, it, they it's are. Only- yes, they <laughs> are. Don't lie to me. Is it, it going to be some 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 wizened old professor sitting there? Yes, I've been at Oxford for 41 years and it's yes. time to come forward with my five Quantum mechanics about this. Part of it. There's a lot of science in it, and there's a lot of measurable stuff. <laughs> okay, I well then like maybe you're the computer right. simulation stuff. I think uh, I just spit on myself. Is um, is the new god right? It, it's like all right, there are a lot of things that we don't fully understand, but it can be explained by this like ununderstandable tech. And now we're a computer simulation, and and that that that, that plugs all the holes in our knowledge that we had before. But then as time progresses, we will start figuring out that we're not in a computer simulation, just as we figured out that a lot of that God shit was bullshit as well. I think that, they, I think that it started when they were started noticing like some of the stuff in quantum mechanics and some of the stuff in like the laws of physics don't really mesh with one, or one another, that, that, that some weird stuff is happening when they're firing those fucking electrons and, uh, and, and observing them. I, I hear you, but I'm still stuck on this idea that like we'll start figuring it out. You know, like oh yeah, gravity didn't make any sense because why is gravity suspended in water, right? Why doesn't gravity work in water? Clearly doesn't. And uh, you know, but like, and like oh, all right, now we've got it figured out. Density, etc. Um, well, if it, for those of you who are listening, watch a couple of YouTube videos. Just search mm-hmm. like, uh, do we live in a simulation? Is the universe a simulation? And you'll see it's not very kooky at all. It's very fascinating, though. It's 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 it's. I don't think it belongs with the conspiracy theories. It's 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 a it's a decent theory for for existence. I think no, as well, good as too as good as like oh well, everything just condensed down to one tiny point and then exploded and there was a big bang and we all are no no because one of them is infinitely more complex than the other. One of them would require that everything is collapsed and that all matter expanded in the physical universe. The other one would mean that. All of this that we live in is yeah. actually preempted by an infinitely complex being or society. That it doesn't had to have to be infinitely complex because we, because we already have computer models that can simulate parts of our own universe. That, that, that where, where stars are created and planets coalesce and dust, dust clouds be- become stars. Like we've already created simulations of part of our own universe. And what's the, uh, the law about the computing technology? Uh, Moore's law, the one that doubles. Yeah. The, and, yeah. So when you apply that, like we don't have to get much more advanced. It's already failing, isn't it? Yes, but oh. it's you know. With quantum, didn't IBM say they're going to make quantum computers in like two years or something? They wouldn't lie about that. Uh, they actually started a whole business division around computers they can't make yet. Like it's a really what does quantum move. computing mean? Oh my gosh, I'm so far out of my depth, but it has something to do with like 
like massively parallel computing having to do with uh, organizing at a quantum level the structure of stuff. And again, I'm not explaining. Go ahead. Atomically reorganizing stuff. Isn't it something about the, the with a with a microchip you have to have like actual like transistors and stuff pieces of metal and at some point you, they just can't be made smaller and that the way the quantum computer works is it's actually using either atoms or electrons in 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 like a one zero type positional thing to 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 compute. I, like thought, I always thought it was the same as regular coding, but you wear a wizard hat and cape. My you bad, decree. you're right. That is yeah, how it that's works. That's what it is. <laughs> no, that, that would be really cool, but also Wait, I was horrifying right? if you no. found Electrons out. or atoms? Your thing's right, not the wizard hat thing. That was not right. No, I was I, saying I the wizard hat. If you go no. by me, I was being a goof. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, If it were true, what would you think? Like, Kyle, tomorrow somebody comes out there and they're like, we have definitive so, proof but, that uh, you are a simulation in this and here is your code. Like, this is code for Kyle. Like, what would yeah. change about your life? Would you just be like, that's interesting? Or would you go crazy? I feel like I'd go kind of crazy. Um. No, and I think this is something that Christians don't understand sometimes. This is something that they say, like, oh, you don't believe in God? Then why don't, if I didn't believe in God, well, I just, what would I do? I'd have nothing to guide me, no moral compass. Maybe I'd go rape a bunch of people or smoke a bunch of the devil's cabbage, some of that marijuana's. Like, that's all your problem is you have no moral compass. I like, like the plural on marijuana's. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, like, that's not the case at all. Like, 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 I don't believe that there's a God. I don't believe there's any judgment for anything I do here afterwards at all. And I, and I think that you should really make the best of what time we have here um, because this is almost certainly it. Um, you know, and, and when I think of those like very low, uh, percentage possibilities for like, this could be after, or this could be after. Sure. There's like, I can think of a dozen things that might exist after this and they all invi- and, and involve some crazy matrix stuff. We're in a simulation and they're going to wake me up or something, but by and large, almost certainly this is fucking it. And yet I don't go fucking like steal or kill or rape or pillage or anything like that. I, I still can, I still conduct myself, you know, based on a set of morals that I have and that have been instilled in me and that society deems correct, you know, yeah. because it's just what you do. Like, like, so if, so if someone came down for me, some Bigsby came down and he's like, um, sir, you've been in here for 30 years now. Like, like, when are you going to come back out to the real world? It's been almost two and a half hours in our time. I'd be like, well, I guess I'd pull the fucking plug. Well, I'd stay here long enough to set a few things right, and then, <laughs> and then so I let Bigsby take me out. The point is that you would end up going crazy. You do if something. Bigsby com- the- if Bigsby comes down and he says, "Sir, you got to come back out to the real world. You've been here for over three and a half hours," I'm like, "Oh, let me tie up a few loose ends first. And I take, yeah, yeah, I do go a little crazy. But if I have to stay here, like if I live in a in a in a, in a, in a simulation, and that's just my reality there's no way to like pull the plug and escape then same tomorrow's a new day right like just just keep going yeah maybe kill yourself might kill myself i don't know that's risky i'm gonna watch someone else do it first just to see how that pans out kill themselves you know if they get like in the simulation well you're in the simulation they just fall over dead while you're there like maybe they like in some alternate plane but you won't know anything Uh, about it yeah okay yeah this, uh, this doesn't sound like a fun scenario at all. It sounds like horrifying. Ah, uh, it's just it. It's just you know, it, it, the reality isn't much more fun, is it? That you're going to get eaten by maggots in about fifty years. Yeah, is but you just don't fun? think about that. I do every day. A lot. Do you dwell on that a lot? 
Uh, no, I don't dwell on that at all. Um, but 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 I think that you know, I what, what I do think about is, uh, and I'm sure this is something that humans have done throughout their existence. Is oh man. In 50 years, like those would be cool days to live in. You always look ahead at the things that are coming and the things that are about to happen. And you're like, oh, I would like to be part of that. Um, you know, I, I keep hearing about, you know, oh, a mission to Mars or a mission to this planet. Or, and, you know, interstellar travel is eventually going to be at our fingertips, you know, as long as we don't blow ourselves up. Um, so I, I feel like we're at the, a time and point where at least we're we're satiated we don't have to worry about beasts eating us or being enslaved by like a, a rival tribe you don't really have to worry about some like new virulent plague just sweeping into the village and cleaning out your whole we family. don't have to worry about that we a lot don't. Of places still do we've talked about those people before we're talking <laughs> about us all right those are the npcs as far as i'm concerned <laughs> like those are the, those are the real npcs that's the guy but, that you just go and you know steal his minerals and run away and yes. make yourself your Rip leather straps and your iron daggers. land clean so they can enjoy it. That's what I say. All that dirty uranium they've got and silver and gold. Yeah, we've been doing that for forever. Yeah. Yep. Well, and then when the computers are done, you ship them over to India or Cambodia or something, and they break them all down, and then some little kid's hands has to pick out all the metal bits. Have you watched those yeah. videos on YouTube? Yeah. The beginning of it is very sad, but it rounds out like a How It's Made video, because then they show you like how all, like the gold bars are made. And so it starts off very depressing, but then by the end of it, you're like, that's a pretty cool machine. Yeah, but you know? someone will get rich in the end. Not those children, of course, but... No! Oh, <laughs> no they can't. Most of them can't afford shoes. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but someone will get rich, and, and that's the happy part. <laughs> Meanwhile, the kids are all getting like heavy metal poisoning from handling all those components with their tips. Or they're wearing their one pair of Toms they got nine years ago with no sole, just like a bed skirt over their little feet. What is the company that sends an extra like <laughs> pair of shoes to? That's the one. Yeah. Is it Toms? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought there was another. I, I mean, an extra sure. pair of horrible shoes. Hmm. Horrible, ugly shoes. Uh, new topic? Or, or do you have something, Kyle? Do you want to keep going? No, I was just going to say we had that, that eyeglass sponsor that time who would, I think, whenever you bought oh, a pair, yeah, they like right. sent the pair to get a need or something. Yeah. Ah, I yes. am in the midst of paramotor drama. Is this interesting? I, uh, what? Uh, like flight battles? What's going on? So I uploaded a video a few days ago, and um, I'm sure you guys didn't see it. It was a 40-minute long review of my paramotor. It was, and, and I opened it up with like, hey, this is who I am. All right, I've got like well, a little less than 50 hours like flight time, and uh, about 30 of them are on this paramotor. This is what I think of it. And um, I put, there's a paramotor Facebook group where like everybody hangs out. That's like, you know, the most real hard asses of paramotoring. Yeah, you know, like most the movers groups, and shakers of the, the, the trendsetters. Kite. Most groups seem to have a form, right? If you were into motorcycles, there'd be some form about your motorcycle or, or whatever. Well, on Paramotor World, it's a Facebook group. And this guy tore me a new one, right? Like I'd never heard of him before. I'd never like conversed with him. And he wrote, typical Yankee, Yankee misspelled, talks without knowledge, two exclamation points. Come back after five hours and talk, two more exclamation points. How can people believe this guy's a novice? Okay, he's blurting out about his own experience, but hey man, listen to a pro rather than a blue boy, two more exclamation points. No disrespect. Blue boy. Two more. What's a blue boy? I don't know. <laughs> like, like a I assume boy. it's a Yankee. No, 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 a Yankee. There's a total of You're eight exclamation points I, in his head. I, I think he's um, British or something. Uh, his 
is a lot. He didn't of call you a colonialist. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say this is a southern guy who who doesn't like a, a northern no, guy. I, 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 no, he no, went to high school American. in the UK. That much I know by clicking on his profile. Okay. All right. Well, that, okay. Now I'm picturing him more clearly then. I've never yeah. met a single person in the South who referred to people in the North as Yankees. I've only heard that from people from England and Europe. Nobody says Yankee here at all. I think some people you, do in the South. Like Kyle, you've seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been called a Yankee before. Or sometimes if people ask me where I'm from, even though I lived here 18 years now, I'm like Jersey and they're like... Mm. Like, or um, I've even heard like like <clears throat> my my dad's friends uh, have a friend who's from um, Maryland or something, uh-huh. and they call they just call him Yank. You know, that's his nickname now. It's like a term of endearment. I, I think he's, they started out, you know, giving him shit for his accent and his weird ways, and and you know now he's part of the crowd. I try to explain. I've lived here eighteen years. I have two anchor babies. Still a Yankee. Like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't get past it. Um, okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, anyway, but, sorry. So he called you a blue boy, which was, means you don't North have to Yeah, so this guy really tore me a new one. And it seems like most of the forum has jumped to my uh, defense. But uh, all day long, just like popping back and forth. And, and he would write more. I, I can show you. Like, he didn't stop there. Uh, he writes, after 50 hours, he's an expert. You're right. There is crap. And people should not take any of this. Like, this guy is very upset by the prospect that you consider yourself decent at flying. I your don't motor. like, dude. The, the if you watch the video, it opens up with like, hey, you know, like here's where I am. I've got 50 hours of flying. This is what I think of this paramotor so far. Like, and I, I even say like, yeah, like the opening section is who I am. So people have a, an idea of like what this reference is. And it, and the, the I don't know if I say it outright, but the unspoken thing is like, look, I'm not, you know a professional pilot here. Um, I've got one year and this is, you know, so now you know who you're getting your information from. I say that. And, uh, he just, he goes off on me all day long. Does he fly? Like, 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 have you investigated him? Like, does he (coughs) fly? Does he paramotor? Does he make videos? He doesn't make videos. I've never heard of him before. He claims to have more than 500 hours of flight time. Have uh, we even seen a photo of his goddamn flying contraption? I bet it's not as nice. I don't, I bet it's not even as nice as yours. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, this guy sounds like a real poor to me. Would say. You know, I bet he's got some like bullshit Armenian fly kite or something. And he's just jealous that we have electricity and gas to spare on activities here. It looks like something Leonardo da Vinci created. It has wings that flap. <laughs> or those, those, that big spiral thing that you pump your feet and it just kind of goes and you pump up and down. Or that thing with like a, with like fifty wings on either side that just collapses. It's just a the... cone that goes up and down, hoping it's more aerodynamic on one than the other, right? You, I, I love that clip of uh, the guy like from the late 1800s with it was like 50, yeah that one, and then the one where there's like ten rows of wings, and the guy's trying to fly, and you know that that was not the the. Fifth time, the fourth time, the first time they tried that, it was the seventh time because there were seven layers of wings and they just kept going, just put more wings on there. That must be the trick. Just slap wings on this thing and eventually... But, uh... They must have felt such assholes after the Wright brothers came out and they showed actual flight with all their super complicated, like, bullshit rigmarole stuff. You know what I don't love? I've said this on the show before. So, North Carolina... Play that for the viewers while while we talk. Alright, alright. Just turn the audio off. Uh, I'm setting everything up. Making a successful flying. Alan Adler, inventor of the Aerobi flying ring, is the video name. 
funny flying machines. That's what we're looking at, right? This is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, what was I saying? The flying, the... I lost my train of thought. So sorry. Anyway, this guy's been tearing the me a new one. The trauma of that... Not yeah, he's been tearing not... me a new one all day long. And uh, yeah. he just... He, he keeps, like, not backing. People are like, dude, like, he said exactly who he was. He's, you know, he, he seemed right. A guy said... I had that same machine and I do have 500 hours of experience on it. And I'd, if I were to make a video, it'd be just like his. And uh, I felt pretty backed up, you know, nice. But what's fun is paramotor drama is so small. like, And not as petty as video game drama either, right? Did anyone call you a faggot? No, <laughs> no. Ah, surprising. No. Was there talk of rape? None. Not for None. you, perhaps for a family member instead. No, it didn't come up. Didn't ah! come up. Yeah. Shocking. This no doesn't one, sound like an argument to me. No one attacked my children. Yeah, you know, like uh, it, it, Colin was left out of it completely for some reason. Uh, and, should, that should be your reply. He's like, sir, <clears throat> the fact that you have neither threatened to rape me nor any other member of my family leads me to believe that you're an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have none of this. <clears throat> many have come before you and many will come come after you and you sir have made little or no impression <laughs> that's per that's that that it was well stated it's exactly like my mindset of it I'm like dude as far as like attacks that i've had uh, over the course like you put yourself on social media and you, you put yourself in, in, a, in a position where people have an opinion on you and uh but as far as opinions goes this gentleman he uh he just he doesn't have what it takes to get under my skin i was amused all day long and, what and, time? Yeah, he is a cunt, that's for sure. I am um, I'm tempted to give out his name. Should we do that? Is that a fun yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean he's what is it, you gonna go like his Facebook or like his his, his Yeah, pretty his much. Name? I was gonna show his comment. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I think that needs to be done. People people yeah, are I'm looking much for more it. protective of like uh, I don't know, Emma Watson or like a random person on the internet, but like this guy who you know, fuck him. Yeah, yeah. So uh Anyway, I showed it. Fucking. He's probably a troll, more likely. It's probably one of your actual fans who's like gotten into that Facebook group and he's stirring up a little shit for you. It's possible. It's possible. But um, yeah, he, he was just a real cunt to me for no reason whatsoever. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess I was amused by it all day long. And in terms of handling drama, this was so easy. I, uh, I'm too experienced for this nonsense. Uh, next topic. I have some AMA questions here that I can Ooh, link to that our I like wonderful, that idea. Uh, yeah, our wonderful patrons sent to us. Oh, we did our uh, our hangout with the patrons uh, <coughs> on Sunday. We were in there for three hours with Dude, you guys. Did you get fooled by daylight savings time? I, well, you know this window. This room has no windows. Honestly, I was just having so much fun and it was flowing really well. And before I knew it, it was five p.m. and I, I was like. I literally went, it's 5 p.m. I'm leaving. See you guys later. <laughs> like, like, the guy was like, oh, one more question. And I was like, all right, one more. And that's it. I'm fucking leaving. Like, we've been here three hours. You know, we say we're going to do it for an hour. And uh, yeah, th so the I think that's $50 a month if you want to come. I'm not promising three hours every month, but that was certainly the case this month. I, I, I wanted it to be a long one because we had gotten a lot of attention. We hadn't missed one in months, but we had missed one like three or four months ago and people were fussing. And anyway, um, I, I didn't want it to be short. I wanted you know, people to feel good about it. And it was also a big crowd, so, so that was you know, another reason to go longer. But the clock on my wall is just an analog clock. So it said 4 o'clock. And uh -huh. I remember, like, 
I don't know. I, I guess we were probably two hours into it, and I'm like, it's only been an hour? Oh, well. You know, like, that's, yeah. you know, we gotta, I want everyone to be happy. Yeah, I, uh, I don't have any analog clock, so I, I, it, it didn't fool me. I just didn't look at my, uh, my, my phone for a long time, and time really flew. AMA, you said you were going to paste it in. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't paste it. I, I never actually did what I said I was going to do. There you go. Um, yeah, these are fun. Yeah. Um, oh. What UFC fights would you like to see this year? If you could be a matchmaker, which fighters are you most excited for at the moment? Uh, Yair Rodriguez is probably the one I'm most excited for at the moment. Um, I don't know who he's about to fight in like an event or so. It, maybe Edgar or something or another. Um, I really like Yair. Uh, I, I think he's probably top two or three favorite fighters to watch. He's really flashy, lots of kicks and lots of uh, lots of cool kicks. You know, lots of spin kicks and stuff that you'd see in a fucking ninja movie or something. So he's a really fun fighter to watch. 2015 um, and 16 were awesome for MMA. Like it was just a lot of fun, right? You know, the, Cormier was doing his thing, McGregor was doing his thing. You know, we had the you know, left hook Larry took a title. Like a lot, the whole Rousey thing. Yeah, the whole route. Like it was some really interesting stuff. I was so happy. 2017 has sucked so far. What do we sure have? Fucking has oh. two, two or three bad judging decisions. Like if you go back to Lozon's fight, um, that was uh, a good lots judging decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're all happy with it, but you know, lo lots of issues with the New York stuff. Um, mm -hmm. you, all kinds of things with USADA and, and people pissing hot, but oh, it's card, okay retroactively. The Brooklyn um, card was terrible. Some of my favorite fighters are either, like, you know, Cruz is out, I think, with the bad feet. Um, Cormier missed his fight. He was going to, uh, and then Jones missed his fight against Cormier. And then... Um, oh, he was so sad. Cormier. That, Cormier, that, thank um, you. And that, I felt so bad for, for Cormier when, when, like, Dana White is breaking the news to him yeah. that, that Jones is hurt or, or he couldn't, didn't make weight, whatever the case was. Steroids. There you go. Something much less defensible. Mm. Um, he, he said, can I fight him anyway? Which is pretty badass. Anyway. Yeah, um, it's badass. I like that. Khabib versus... Um, Ferguson was one of the most exciting fights, you know, that was going to happen. happen. And, and it's been set up and failed like three <coughs> times now. Um, I, I don't know how, how closely you followed that specific, uh, little story, but I guess, um, he started having extreme liver pains. Like the, the morning up, he's still like six pounds off Kidney, his target I think. weight. I think blood wasn't getting to his kidneys. I read, I read liver and they, uh, and they took him to like, I don't know what, what, what Dana White called it. So they took him to some bullshit hospital and just, you know, they just stuck an IV in him right away is what it's because what, that's what they do. Instead of taking him to a UFC doctor who's like a fight doctor who knows who Habib Namagoredov even is, you know, who would have been like, oh shit, Habib, come with us. We got it. You're the fucking co-main of it, basically, to a huge pay-per-view tomorrow night. Millions are at risk. Let's get you some special treatment. That didn't happen. And so the fight didn't happen. There's, There's some a chance conspiracy that maybe is... around it too. Oh. Right? Yeah. Well, okay, so here's the scoop. Khabib was having a hard time making weight. Certainly. And uh, instead of going to the UFC, like, like they're like, look, this guy's sick. He's, his kidney's not getting blood or liver, whatever it is. Um, let's get him to a hospital. Things are going terribly wrong. So that's what they do. Dana's like, you should have called me. I would have, you know, advised him to fucking drain his blood, make weight, and, you know, fight anyway or something like that. So there are some people saying... Well, Dana's just a shitball who would have killed the fighter so the event would go on, right? There's some people who say, well, this is all in the up and up. He didn't feel well. He went to the hospital, etc." And there are others who say, oh, he probably didn't want to go through, like, the post-fight steroid testing. So he found a way out. 
and said, oh, weight cut's not going well. Let's uh, get me hydrated and not do the fight. So they drug test pre and post? They drug test after the fight. Yeah, on the fight night. That seems... Oh, but they want to make sure that they still get their money even if someone pees hot so they have them do it afterward, right? I hadn't thought of it like that. I, I guess maybe the other thinking is like, if I test you before the fight, now is the time to do whatever it is you're going to do. You want some steroids, you want some whatever, you know, do you have an upper you're going to take so you can be if high did during it, like, the fight? the day before. That'd be okay though. Like, right? like, it depends when they <clears throat> test them. Do they piss test like literally post fight? Because like yes. amphetamines are out of your system so goddamn quick. Like, like you could be on meth and they wouldn't know it in a couple days. Well, yeah, it if seems they like tested that you was, yeah. before the fight, like let's say they test you two hours before the fight. Well, now you get a chance to fight with something in you. I don't know what would help. Some you know. greenies. Okay. Some uppers. Yeah. yeah some some but, meth to get. But there's uh, maybe, probably maybe something. Maybe that fast twitch, like, right? like, like reflexes are a little <laughs> bit better. Maybe you're fucking <clears throat> pumped up. Maybe you just what picked it, your own face off. Whatever I that dude from Limitless doping. took. You know, like that's why you test post-fight. So that... I would want blood doping. That's I, I feel like uh, <clears throat> a lot of those guys... It seems to me, just, just, just my outside opinion on the UFC and mixed martial arts in general, that there are guys who have a fighting style and the skills to extend a fight into the later rounds if they so wish. They can, play de- they can fight defensively and they can keep the guy off of them, or they can get the guy and like maybe they're the aggressor, but they're really just holding the guy against the cage for a couple of rounds to tire him out. Mm-hmm. Like blood doping seems to me like something that would be really helpful in that. And you know. When does that stop catch. showing? That, no, that doesn't show. It, well, know. what it is is they can detect that you had an IV, which is done through blood doping. So that's can how, you they, do it how do they detect that? How do they detect that you had a an IV? Uh, well, we're getting outside of my depth, but I'm pretty sure there's plastics in the fluid. Like even if I gave you saline solution or something, I would detect the the bag and the line and the, that other stuff. And that's how they find IVs. Nowadays, they're just butt chugging the kind of blood they need. <laughs> that's not how it works. I don't think you can oh. literally put blood up your butt, though. Oh, no, you can. Yeah. It just won't work. <laughs> okay, that's their correction. Yeah, no, I did. I, I'm with same page. Actually, now. you know what? Actually, you put a bunch of blood in your ass. You go out there, and they're like, "All right, let's see if you made 175." <laughs> and then, as they're weighing you, and it says 178, you just go, "Oh!" And no one, no one is going to notice the number on that scale. <laughs> Scott, you're fine. Uh, you know, there's a new it. rule: if you shit yourself during the fight, you lose. Over. Yeah, because oh. there have been, I can think off the top of my head, at least two fights where people shit themselves. On purpose? Sometimes? No. no. I think, my theory is that they take mm-hmm. a diuretic to help them make weight, and then the next day on fight night, they still have issues. Ooh, man. <clears throat> no. That would be the scariest thing to me as a fighter, is like, I feel like I'd have to be like, okay, I need to be at this weight by the 15th, so by the... First, I am at that weight because I am not risking getting out there and literally getting the shit kicked out of me <laughs> and on the ground just <laughs> as judging me and, and Joe Rogan comes over like, oh, that, oh that'd be horrible. Yeah, uh, Joe I, I, was telling the story. I can't remember which fighter it was, but Joe's like, you know, pre-fight, this fighter looks at me. He goes, bro, I might fucking shit my pants out there. I think I'm going to shit my pants. And Joe was like, for real? It's like, yeah, I might shit myself. And he like won in the ring, got the win. And then like, like even after that, he was like, Joe was like, how close? And he's like, oh, so close. Almost <laughs> did it. Almost shit myself in there. That would be super embarrassing. And, and we've watched that clip before of the guy shitting himself in the ring. Oh, that was, and a, it is, that was not the UFC level. 
but yeah. That was not the UFC level. It was the amateur guy. He was like from the Midwest fighting on the East Coast, like in Boston or something like that. And there was a lot of poop. And and when and you can there's a look that comes over. You can tell when each individual person realizes that there's poop. Like when the ref sees the poop, you, he immediately see it. He's like, oh, poop. All right. Oh, <laughs> Let's take a step back from the poop. And like everybody, and then he's people start letting each other know that there's poop, so nobody steps in it. You know, it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, there's poop, there's poop. You know, because after a fight, every, the, the ring is like rushed with people who are like, like cut men and doctors and officials and like guys with microphones. Are like, whoa, whoa, shit, shit. And the guy has to take this long walk of shame out of the cage through oh. the crowd, like up into the locker room or whatever. And 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 like some people avert their eyes and just look away, like you know, as to not shame him. But so many are either pointing camera phones at him oh. or like giggling and laughing and pointing and like, oh, whoa, whoa, he shit himself. Look at his ass. It's shit. It's shit, Jim. You smell I could it? Not, <laughs> I I would be in the avert your eyes category because yeah. it would vicarious. It would viscerally make my stomach hurt i'd be like i'd be vicariously embarrassed for him where i, I oh I, I do the worst I, if I, I i hated talent shows as a kid in middle school and high school because watching my classmates do stupid skills that they were bad at because their parents told them they were good like it made it makes my stomach hurt i hate that feeling of watching someone humiliate themselves which is like which is why all those cringe videos, I don't watch those. Like, it's it's uncomfortable. It makes me feel bad for the person. I don't like feeling like, ha-ha, he's uncomfortable. And also, cringe, by the way. A lot of people use cringe at, when they should be saying, this person is more confident than me and attempting something I'm not secure enough to try. When it's like, look at this guy going up and failing at a bar trying to hit on a random girl dressed like a princess or something. It's like, ooh, cringe. And it's like, yeah, he was being goofy and kind of douchey, but... He's also just trying to have fun. Or that was a stupid example, but you know what I mean about yeah. the cringe. If, if they were just if they were hating on a guy who had hit on a hot girl and gotten turned yeah. down, saying that was cringe, it's like, how do you think you get pussy? Like, like, yeah. like a big part of the pussy is the rejection rejection that may or may not come before. You're gonna get way more rejections than successes. Yeah, way I, more. Dude, I hate the cringe. I, I, very rarely does someone say something is cringeworthy, and I'm on the same team as that guy. I, I, I feel like it's usually this like, oh. Someone did a thing that was slightly awkward, and I found a way to make myself appear superior to them. You know, I'm just going to take team. I right. I'm too cool for that. And It's almost like a social <laughs> virtue signaling, where you're like, I recognize this behavior as abnormal, and as we all agree, we're, we're, we're above this, right? Everyone Is everyone cringing with me at this? Is everyone cringing? Okay, we are. Yes, we would never find ourselves in this predicament, chaps. I, I remember like, my uh, mother told me that, like, you know, part of growing up is being harder to get embarrassed you know you're just a little more confident and comfortable in your own skin and whenever someone says oh that guy's so cringeworthy i think you're still growing up you know that's what's happening you are not comfortable in your own skin so you're, you're just kind of trying to get a leg up over somebody who is and then there's yeah. of course cringeworthy things when you see someone who's completely out of their depth socially or and they're they're doing something that it's like oh he doesn't realize it right now, but everybody who's watching this from the outside in is realizing that they can see right through his like subtle veil of like feigned oh, yeah. social consciousness. Like, mm -hmm. like he's act he's acting like someone who who is like okay socially, but it's clear that if you look a little bit more, that like he's really awkward in this and what he's done in general. His fucking everything about it is cringe. I, I see cringe stuff all the time that I'm all, that I honestly am like, oh. 
God. You see it. Yes. I know what that, that feels like to do at. something and be like, oh, why'd you do that? You didn't mean to say that thing. You just. But you're not doing it you... mean spirited. You are looking at them and going, oh, I empathize and I sympathize with you because I know what it's like to be in an uncomfortable situation yeah, as well, the uncomfortable person. I'm not a moderator on the person. cringe subreddit or anything. I'm not like the, the arbiter of all things cringe. It's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, does someone humiliate themselves publicly or on the internet? Put it here for all time's yeah. sake. It's and not let's like all cringe. look at it and laugh. Like, like that's kind of shitty. In the same way, yes. I think that the profligation of those leaked nude photographs is a bit shitty. I, I just can't I help can them interested in yeah. them. Yeah. You do feel bad. Yeah. Like, because you don't, I don't know. Even you if you're like, oh, bad. whatever, they're famous and they keep it on the cloud. It's like, yeah, but right. I, you wouldn't like it if your picture, or I guess you said the pictures weren't even naked. Or no, you said a couple of them were. But mostly it was just yeah. her trying on dresses and shit. And so uh, bathing suits. that's not and her dresses too. And I kind of yeah. saw hundreds. I saw like teens. There are a million hundred of those things. There's so many dresses, so mm. many like award show type dresses and like maybe like 20 or 30 bathing suits and you get like two to three positions per bathing suit yeah and see that's the thing like that's why i think that like this was these aren't like vain photographs these aren't the kind of selfies mm -hmm. that a lot of people take and that we often see like shared around this is literally someone who appears to be cataloging their wardrobe so that they can best utilize it you know i mean she's her look is a big part of her career. She's constantly on red carpets and doing award shows and on this show or that show. So, like, yeah, this is the chick who actually needs 800 pairs of shoes, right? Like, she was working. So it, yeah, she was working. All those dresses not, and bathing suits, that was, that's, that's what she does. She's figuring yeah. out how she looks in them. She's not smiling in any of the pictures. She's like, this is work, catalog, catalog, like, it's next position. And, like, and it's not like it's a sexy thing where there's some guy taking this picture, like, in mm. a Jennifer Lawrence-type situation. It's her female assistant, you know, um, I like Emma Watson. I I think she's. Uh, really I well only really know her intelligent and uh, and fun to. Uh, I like going back. If you ever go back and look at like the interaction between the young Harry Potter actors, they all seem such like such admirable children. It almost makes you think that. <laughs> well, I'm serious. It make I swear to God. Like when you see how they interact together and their sense of humor and how light they're taking things, but how mature at the same time they are to to it, to take on what they're doing. Like whatever like rearing process. A, a little British actor or actress goes through seems to be pretty fucking effective because look at the three of them. Like I know you guys probably don't follow Rupert Grimm or whatever his name is, the redheaded guy, mm -hmm. or uh, I don't or follow those other guys. Yeah. But they're all like doing well, and they all seem like cool people. The, um... I, when I watched the movies, I liked Hagrid the most, the hairy guy who lived in like a, a separate sure. shack down by yeah, the woods. Yeah. I yeah, read I every, I, I've read. The, I, I know Hagrid. Yeah, probably began sure too. Does. Have you read the books? Anyone? <laughs> Nope. No, I, I didn't My really get into... Did. Yeah, I read every Harry one of those Potter. books. Uh, I own all the books. Uh, I like them a lot. I've heard they're great. I probably they're... should read them at some point. Fantastic. It's, 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 I, I consumed those books so quickly. It, was, it, it just felt like, like, like a big bag of Cheez-Its, and, and like you keep getting close oh. to the bottom. You keep getting <laughs> to, the bottom, close to the bottom of that pound and a half of Cheez-Its, but it's okay, because there's six more bags, <laughs> and each one larger than the last. That's how Harry Potter... Oh, uh, Nirvana! We're in this group text, and Kyle shows a picture of, I think they're goldfish. Sure. But anyway, they came in a box 
that was like a cubic foot, right? <laughs> and uh, you guys, if you know the goldfish box, it opens like a, a school milk carton, but it's, yeah. it, you know, it's gigantic. It's, it's like a human head. Counts. And Taylor writes, it was the funniest thing to me. He's like, ah, oh, I see you got the single size serving. And, it was yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle was like, it's 40 ounces. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I mean single as in one day, not one sitting. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I'm not a monster. Like <laughs> I was on, uh, I was on Amazon mm. one night, uh, got on the prime pantry and I just had like a craving for like cheese crackers. Mm. And I was like, oh, let's order some cheese crackers. We'll have enough for all times. And uh, I ordered like, I don't know, 80 cheese crackers. And then I was like, and the related results was those goldfish and the price per ounce was just too good to pass up. So I got 30 <laughs> fucking ounces and uh, yeah, I got a lot of, I got a lot of those things. You did get the, I mean, when you say buying cheese crackers, at this point, I feel like it's almost like Kleenex. Like you don't say, I don't. I need to get a tissue. I need to get a Kleenex is what people say. Like give me I a like, Kleenex. Like the brand has overtaken the item in the same way when someone says, like bring cr- cheese crackers. I hear cheese its. Uh, like it's, what it's I'm talking only about ch- is snips can eat shit. Fuck those. I'm talking about the Ritz. Uh, like it's it's two Ritz crackers with cheese in the middle. Like like oh. those crackers, like cheese crackers. Okay, yeah, um, I know what you're saying. Actual I, cheese in between, or the cream one with cheese. peanut butter in the middle. That's that's the ticket. I like the cheese crackers with the peanut butter in the middle. Kitty's allergic to peanut butter, so I have mm. oh that fake cheese and cream cheese, yeah. uh, cheese and cream cheese, and they put it on the uh, the Ritzes that have like everything. They have like a the works Ritz that's like butter <laughs> and like all of the things. There's like butter and salt, all the ingredients. <laughs> I don't know. There's like four different kinds of Ritz, and this encompasses all of the different kinds into one. It's it, it's like a the works. Uh, I, like a variety I never live with someone it's allergic everything. to peanuts. So, like, that's awful. Are you going above and beyond, or is this just what's required? You know, it's like really what's required because, like, if you're not careful, like, she'll get fucked up and she might die. You know, like, like if she got like enough peanut butter, like that would come out of a cracker on your pinky in her mouth, or like the way it would get there, of course, is you know maybe I get a little peanut butter on like a plate or a knife or a fork or a spoon and it doesn't quite get clean and then she uses it or if it's like even peanut oil because I eat at five guys and they fry their french fries in peanut oil so I haven't uh, tested it on her but I would imagine that greasy fingers and greasy plates and then you grab a refrigerator door all of a sudden that's acid to her um, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense now that you break it down with like the oils and it's like if you eat spicy food before you have sex and you forget to wash your hands, and even though you think your hands are clean because like, you used a napkin, there's actually lots of capsaicin all over them, and it'll make it unpleasant. So Oils and little bits. Except yeah, a little bit of burning. For, for her, she could die, so it's a little more serious. Yeah, she's so <laughs> allergic to them. that, And she had a friend like, like when she was growing up who did die of anaphylactic shock brought on by peanut butter. Uh, oh, it was, and it, it was the situation I described where like a piece of silverware had peanut butter on it and they didn't know it and this kid used it and he fucking died of anaphylactic shock in his hospital room. So she's super like uh, sensitive to that. I think she was also in a fire one time. So like anytime I'm fucking around with fire, she's like, have you ever been burned? And it's just like the most, it, it, it's just like, of course I've been burned. Don't you know who the fuck I am? Like, I got blisters down from burns. And she's got this way of being like, have you ever been burned? Because oh, I've been burned, and you don't want to get burned. And it's like, yeah, I've been burned. I, it's, it's okay. That's when I'm like, you know who the fuck I am? Like, yeah, yeah actually, that, most people, when they say that, are full of shit. But Kyle has a good point. Yeah, I'm over there with my flamethrower, like, lighting a candle. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I've used that flamethrower for a while. It says that only 13 people have died from 
peanuts allergies from 1996 to 2006 in the U.S. Only 13. Well, well, I guess that's because of the EpiPens. Maybe that. Oh, I know. Good. I'm saying that's good news. Yeah. I would have thought that like a lot more kids would die just because they'd go to someone else's house and like the other kid would eat peanut butter or something. But I don't know. Probably most people's allergies aren't as severe. All because... of her allergies are quite severe. Like like horse. Um, I remember one time I went to this restaurant and attached to the back of the restaurant was like a field and there was a fence and there were horses in that field and I went to the fence and the horses came over they were super friendly and I'm like stroking the horses like face and neck and then I like go home like the day transpires and somewhere along the way some like horse dander like comes off of my sleeves or my hands or something and her whole face is swollen up and her eyes are running and you can hear from her voice that her throat is constricted and she's like, have you had any peanut butter or, or, <laughs> oh. or, petted, or petted any horses per se? And I'm just like, nope. No. <laughs> oh, I, I fed a horse I, peanut butter. I, I lied to her. I was like, I have not seen a goddamn horse anywhere near here. No, I don't know anything about what's happening to you. And I just went washed up really good. <laughs> Put all my clothes in the dryer, like went around like cleaning handles and stuff. I'm just like, the dryer. <laughs> the fuck even harder. I didn't wash them. I, just, I, just, you know, I took my clothes and shook them out on the couch. <laughs> no, there's a couple of clean linen sheets in there. <laughs> there's been a couple times like that where I didn't take her allergies seriously, even though she'd like talk about it all the time. And then something would happen. Like I saw her get, um, she got peanut dust once on her hand. And like wherever the dust landed were these tiny little burns, like it was fucking acid or something. It you know, literally like crazy. it was acid. The picture you should make, you know how they have that where it's like lethal dose of heroin, lethal dose of fentanyl. You should have the lethal dose of peanut dust for <laughs> peanut. One, one peanut, peanut. ground one peanut, up. That's it. That, that'd be Do death. How much could she eat and like I just have it play off her. as like a swollen? I think if she ate one peanut, she might survive it. But with her, you know, she she has other health concerns. Maybe she dies. You know, oh. I, if she eats a handful, What's she's a dead. peanut in the oh. middle of her though. That's bad, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like I feel like if if, if she took a peanut and smushed it on her forearm, that might just be a bad day. But to take it and put it in her in her body, you know, it could close her airway or something. I think it, it would close her to everything along the way. Yeah, right. That, that'd be, that'd be terrible. Ever. New topic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, yes. Uh, where did you see yourselves going in life when you were a child? Did you live up to your dreams? Where do you see yourself in the future now? So I actually have this one. My future was planned from when I was little. Like when, when I was 10, like once I got past the whole, like, I'm going to be an ice cream salesman phase, uh, I was going to take over my father's accounting firm. This was just like, I don't know, my, his partner, my father was 50-50 partner in a small accounting firm. And uh, his partner's kids had no interest in being accountants. And my brother had no interest in being an accountant. So, like, this empire was mine. And um, uh, my father was, was quite professionally successful with this firm. And I would daydream, like, oh, I take his half and his partner's half. And, of course, I'll have to pay some staff because I can't be two people. But, uh, you know, the, this seems like quite a profitable life in my future. Um, and then I think you know, people know my story. I was an accountant and within like six weeks, I'm wanting to crash my car for time off. And, you know, like, <laughs> I think if I broke my arm, I'd get like a week off. They'd have to give it to me. And, uh, yeah, you know, when you wake up and you're like, God, I wish I had the flu. Right. <laughs> that kind of thought process. You're like, yeah. oh man, this job must suck. So it, it, well, I mean, it, 
it's a great job if that's what you're going for. You know, would you like to make above average pay and have financial stability and and you know set hours and or, or not set hours? Do taxes. Would, you like, yeah. would you like to <laughs> never travel or always travel? Like you know, accountants have a lot of great options. They're the bad boys that lawyers wish they were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Everybody right. knows the CPA is where the pussy's at. That one killed in the accounting cubicle area. <laughs> it's stolen from Parks and Rec. What's uh, the test you have to uh, take to be a CPA? Gonna, Rogan's going to come after me. Uh, <laughs> what is it called? I think it's just the CPA exam. People think the class four, the people, people think the bar exam is how you get all the tail. It's the class four CPA <laughs> exam. I'll tell you what, as soon as they notarize that bitch, I got asshole. No, Dude, that's not the People truth. think the bar exam is hard. That shit's a fucking joke. The failure rate on the CPA exam is 98%. Does that have more to do perhaps with, well, what, 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 so, so I'm wondering like, before 98%? you take the, so what does a lawyer complete throughout his career or his education before he takes the bar versus what a CPA would do before he could take the bar on the you minimum? The LSAT yeah. and the bar, right? Um, well, they LSAT, do the LSAT so to they, get into they go to because law what I'm school, wondering is, so they, get is like a, four, they go to eight years of school total, whereas accounting, I don't know if you can still get a CPA. If you can get a CPA with four, it depends on the state. But um, I, I guess I knew Pennsylvania and Jersey and Delaware. Sort like of I know now from friends who do accounting as five-year mm. programs. Right, to go yeah. All, like straight to master's. Sometimes it's possible in four, at least it used to be. But you really had to have your ducks in a row and like all your like uh, electives had to be accounting-based and stuff like that. But most people take five years. Um, the thing about the accounting exam, I don't know how I got on this, is uh, there's like six sections of it. And when you pass one that pass kind of sticks for like 10 years ah. or something. So like a lot of people on their second try, they only have like two more tests left. And when they focus, they can And there's this. totally, there's I guarantee there's that one guy who's like, I take it one piece at a time. <laughs> How long did it take? Six months. But... <laughs> yeah. Is it uh, like the, man, 98% of people fail? That can't be right, or we wouldn't have any accountants. Let me double check. People it. Would the, first up, time, right? the first yeah, time. Right. The first time. Just keep time. taking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just you, they get, roll it, roll it up again. You know. Yeah, I. It is a good job to have. Like accountants are pretty much always set. Because you always need an accountant. Uh, and that's not thrilling. a good argument though, because someone's always going to need a McDonald's burger, and they just they're going to build robots. Yeah. So maybe they'll yeah, build they, an accounting bot. You would think accountron. I mean, I much more. You could trust your 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 accountron much more easily than you could trust trust Bob. So this you know, thing your, your money manager says it's yeah. an eighty percent fail rate, not ninety eight. I don't that's know if high. I'm out of date or if I'm going off Jersey or if I'm just wrong. But that's still very high. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know said. how it works for uh, the accounting test, but the difference with the bar is like it depends what state you're going to practice in. And so apparently some states, like California, it's apparently, I don't even know if this is the right one, but I think California, it's like super fucking hard to get your California law practicing degree or whatever mm -hmm. the hell. But, you know, if you go to, I don't know, Massachusetts or Maine or some other random state, like maybe it's easier there. I don't know. Louisiana. So Louisiana, who knows? The, the, or was it, the rest of the package, uh, back to the question, you know, where do you see yourself going? There's going to be an accountant. I was going to have, actually my dream home, was actually not as nice as my current home. I, uh, but I thought it would be nice. I thought it would have a fence around it and, you know, whatever, like four bedrooms and a wife and a kid. Like, I thought that was 
was where I was headed. And um, a place where hooligans would fear to tread. Right. Like, across like, your land. <laughs> I don't know. Like, did you see um, what was that? Harry and the Hendersons. Do you remember that yeah. movie with the Sasquatch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with John Lithgow. Yeah, where, yeah. They, where they hit a Sasquatch and they, they're like, oh, we can't just leave it here. So they like put it on the roof of the car, take it home and befriend it. I guess I, I thought I'd have a house in that class. You know, like a nice home. Sure reference. Right? <laughs> Do the six of you out there recognize this reference? Do you have a better feel for the home? <laughs> so that's uh, you two and then four more people. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're talking my language. Harry and the Henderson. Yeah. Three times. I, I, sure. Can you name Big a John Lithgow or, man? Um, you know he's 6'4". <laughs> like Bill Cosby lived in a row home. That does that's that, that, I'm trying to think of like a, a nice TV sitcom house that like was bigger than most, but not outrageous. Ah, oh yeah, the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, of course. That was oh, pretty that's outrageous. A good <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, um, how about uh, Seventh Heaven? They had a large home. Yeah, oh, maybe they, that. Didn't watch that. Show. I, I thought so I would. You know, the father from Seventh Heaven turned out to be a pedophile. Oh, Ooh. I heard about that. I bet he had a yeah his his show. cunt of an ex-wife released his pr the private recordings she took while they were at their joint therapist of him admitting to touching some boy's cock like decades before or something like that. And look, I'm not defending the guy who touches boy's cocks, okay? But he sounded very conflicted about it, and it was him admitting some painful shit that he, that he didn't understand about himself in front of a medical professional who was there to help him with that shit and his wife. And she took that recording and released it. Yeah, I'm that's shitty because, like, that's just a. I mean, I don't, now I want to know I that he, I, I I need to Very, know that about him, sure. But I'm, it does not excuse her huge, massive, gargantuan betrayal of his trust, especially considering it certainly wasn't evident from those recordings or from anything else we've gathered about that man that he was likely to like uh, offend again or reoffend, if you even want to call it that. It really seemed. Who knows? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, if you admit it to your doctor, you should be able to have it kept private because otherwise people are never going to come forward and try and get help with those things. But then as soon as someone says that they're a pedophile, you have to be like, oh, fuck, like the, there are children out there. And am I going to, through tolerance of this, risk victimizing a child out there? Like, what maybe, if maybe the right answer is the therapist has some discretion, right? Like if she feels like he's a clear and present danger we we alert the neighbors and if she and in a case like this we don't like yeah I, I think i think that is the case that that remember the old tony we, we watched enough sopranos you know she laid it out there repeatedly she's like hey if i if i think you're about to cause somebody harm i have to talk i have to tell people but mm -hmm. you know everything else will stay on the down low you know i i think we know the rules there it just seemed and I don't remember the exact nature of like what if he was a therapist or a psychologist or a marriage counselor or like what his credentials were and, a, and, it, mat, and it matters. But it was clear from the recording that he thought this was all private fucking just between the three of us here in this medical sort of mental health scenario so situation. Is, is he in jail now or what's he? I think he's just disgraced. Hmm. I want to see you guys what do the question. Name? Oh, uh. Let me look at it again real quick. I so what I wanted to be when I grew up, mm -hmm. um, I went for a while because I started playing hockey so young where I was like, I'm going to be in the NHL. I'm going to be in the NHL. And then like the older I got and the more hockey I played because like I was like, oh, I'm all about the NHL. going to go be a goalie in the NHL. And I'm like 10 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I got to be playing like actually pretty 
pretty decently competitively. Uh, and I was like 17 or so. It was just like, God damn, like I am so fucking stressed out over this. And this doesn't amount to a hill of beans compared to one game in the NHL where like I would just imagine myself being out there and then someone flips a puck from middle ice and it catches a bounce and it goes in or something and just thinking like, oh man, like that would be so stressful and 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 it got to the point where I didn't enjoy the actual act of playing hockey because like the whole unless I got like a shutout I felt like I failed in a way because it was like obviously you, you the buck stops with you like people blame you and shit goes wrong and it was like, like I just realized when I was probably like 17 like this isn't fun anymore like I'm not enjoying myself when I'm going to a, a game I'm like oh fuck like i'm gonna get shelled tonight because our defenseman's out and i'm gonna get blamed for all or whatever it was and so i was like fuck that and then uh through college i really didn't commit to too much because i i don't know i always had the opinion of like i'm not gonna know at all like i thought about it like when i was in college like man if i had to explain to someone else what my dad does for a living I probably couldn't do it justice, and I should know that, but that this ethereal business world that's out there is so, like, confusing as a young kid. Like, you don't even know. And so I kind of just played it by ear and tried stuff as I went, and, you know, I, I didn't really have an, a solid idea. Like, the whole hockey thing shattered. I never would have been good enough anyway, obviously. Like, nobody makes it, but, like, having that be like, ah, oh, this is not this is not for me and then kind of being like well let's see what it's like in the business world let's see if i enjoy any of this and thankfully i have found areas that i really do enjoy but kyle i i wanted that girl i, I didn't care about anything else uh i just wanted a girl and uh and, and everything else was kind of secondary to that so everything else in life whether it be career education or anything else was going to be formed around getting that girl and so like i just went after that and then you know, whenever all that fizzled out and I went into an incredible spiraling depression, you know, so, so, so to say that there's, you know, was there a plan? A little bit, you know, get the girl. Um, I guess I accomplished it and got the girl eventually, sort of, but, the, you know, then it all fell apart into that spiraling depression from whence my video game, you know, like Can habit. Ask, what, it is, what is it about the girl that was so special? What made her stand out amongst the sea of women in the world? Probably lack of perspective. That's what it usually is at that age, right? Um, that wasn't a dig. Like everybody, he was, he does was that. drawn to something about her, though. Uh, it's very intelligent, uh, very good sense of humor, uh, very outgoing and personable, and um, um, I said intelligent. Uh, it, that, that that's pretty important. Um, very attractive, I thought, um, and uh, I don't know, adventurous. Like like she immediately like left our little small part of the world and and went to Atlanta. And, uh, and that seemed, you know, I saw so many of, you know, her counterparts, like immediately, like gain 30 pounds and have two kids. And she had, you know, she took bigger ass, she had bigger aspirations and like, like, like she, she didn't want her life to be as small as, as, as some were comfortable with theirs being. And I, and, and I liked that. Um, mm -hmm. and so I, I was willing to, and I did, you know, bend everything else to her. And, uh, and so, you know, that's, that all fell apart and again, depression and then video games and then YouTube and then shooting stuff and then her again and then <coughs> losing depression and then, and then here we are now. Do here you still are. keep like, uh, do you still keep in touch with her at all? Like of how no. she's doing or anything or is no, it a total, not. no, total, total blackout. Um, no idea. Uh, don't want to know. Um, yeah, that's all over. Yeah. We probably shouldn't ever speak to each other again. It would just not go well. She's um, your Tammy from Parks and Rec. Ah, 
Tammy one. Tammy, yeah. any Tammy, really. <laughs> right, no, Tammy get... was evil, though. Oh, that's was true. I, I guess by, I... Like, fucking uh, Megan Mullally? I was going no, for Tim, Tim, in Tammy a sense... Oh, I was going for in a sense that uh, they were they they were best apart, not not oh. that she was like Tammy. Although it did. No, nah, I was just. No, yeah. I'm just. A now I'm getting my Tammys mixed up. <laughs> I don't too. know the lore of Parks <laughs> and Rec. I just don't know. Oh, I just man, know those I, two. Uh, when you put them together, all of a sudden everything went down. Do you guys get stupid into lore stuff about games sometimes? Because like, like I. When I like I got into uh, Total War Warhammer recently. Now I'm playing Magic: The Gathering online with Kyle and Chiz. Uh, but I knew I'd, I knew I'd fucking do it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't spent any money other than what you have to get to start start up, and it was still fun. But Total War Warhammer, like I just started playing it, and it was like, oh, you get to pick your lord for your army. And I was like, wow, this guy's like a giant ogre, half like ogre, half centaur. Like like giant beast. It's like Colex Sun Eater with a big hammer and it's just brutal, like twenty feet tall. I'm like, man, that's an awesome lord. And then you like look a little bit deeper and it's like, oh my god, this is a whole world Lord of the Ringsy esque, probably not that deep, because who knows how many, you know, fever dream maniacs spent wakeless nights <laughs> creating this world. But just learning about it then, and then I get deep into it where I'm reading about like Political moves that fake lords <laughs> made in a fantasy world, and I'll yeah. be like, "Oh, oh, fuck! No wonder the Empire hated the Bretonians so much in that campaign I just played. A lot has been explained, and I'll realize like this is a complete waste of my life, isn't I it? Like, what the game fuck am I doing? I don't see my Game of Thrones book. I love it though. Anywhere around here, but so uh, stuff. I've got that big thick. Uh, I think Woody has it too, uh, Game of Thrones book with like all of the back information on the houses and it goes way back to like the first men and all that stuff that predates the Starks or, or you know, goes back to Brandon the Builder and all that shit. Um, and, and I can go through there and, and, and read for, you know, half an hour or something. Just like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. And then, and, but, but, but then I wake up somewhere into it. It's that same sort of reala realization, that feeling you get at least when you're, you start typing out a long, thought-out response to someone on the internet, and then like halfway through it, you're like, the fuck am I doing? This is meaningless. That person might not even read it. If they do, what's to come of it? Delete. In the same yep. regard, I'll take that Game of Thrones, but go, thump, fucking, God, I could have read an encyclopedia. At least I'd know more about Antarctica or apples mm. or <laughs> Afghanistan or one of the A's. I don't thirst it's for the... lore like you guys do. If, if I thirst for anything, it's like top line story advancement. You know, when I think of Game of Thrones, I'm not like, oh, tell me more about the first men. I'm like, hey, can we get the major plot line? When I played Skyrim, I didn't do side quests. I just blasted straight up the middle, oh. killed the dragon, and was like, I won. And people are like, no, you have to find the Dark what? Brothers or something. And I'm like, I already won. Like, you don't you only eat the those. toppings off your pizza. <laughs> He's like, it's finished. Yeah, it's I finished. Just, I'm wired. That's all that matters. Yeah, I'm like, you're, I, you're about like, completing it. When, but but it's not a puzzle to be solved. It's an adventure to enjoy. And yes. and, 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 and and like 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 I, you can play hundreds of hours, many hundreds of hours. Like like there are so many things to discover and skills to to focus on. Where you know you could do like me and Taylor and sit there, ping ping ping, ping ping ping. And like make your armoring skill a hundred after dozens of hours, but you could also oh. just like collect flowers for days on end, like real world days on end. You could just be collecting flowers. I was about uh, to say it's not weird to me that other people could enjoy it, but I don't. And then when you started 
collecting flowers. Yeah. It's weird to me that other people would like that. Dude, I, want I all- actually agree on the alchemy front with Skyrim mm-hmm. because that is one route. That alchemy mm-hmm. was the thing you went through, like, and you had to collect flowers and get ingredients and shit. That was so boring to me that even I didn't get involved in alchemy in Skyrim. Like, I did every other thing maxed out and then if i happened upon some rare leaves i'd make a shitty potion for xp and toss it but like it i don't know i I, i'm totally on kyle's team of this though where like when i finished i played skyrim all the way through multiple times like there were times where i'd be like i'm gonna run through the whole main campaign and then hit every single side quest and then there were more times where i'd go i'm gonna hit every single side quest in this entire fucking game that's available and then i'm going to start the main storyline because then it was almost like oh this isn't some newbie from some shit town this is someone who's been going around he enters you know yargulf's whatever fucking white horse town and he's already slayer of a dragon somewhere else even though he hasn't slayed the beginning dragon or whatever like I don't yeah. know. I liked building up the story around it and half the fun of like thinking about like this battle game of Total War or magic and shit. Magic less so because the lore and magic is so deep and it's been going for so long that it's basically just a hodgepodge of possibilities where it's like, oh, it's just a bunch of robots now for the next set. Fuck it. You know, d- different plane. But I don't know. I love lore and shit if it's the right thing. If it has anything to do with space, I don't care as much. But if it's like elves and goblins <clears throat> and ancient dwarf strongholds for some reason i'm totally totally into that let me uh slip an ad read in and then i want to talk about uh, magic a little bit more not not too much uh movement watches i already did that one nature box (laughs) (laughs) caught yourself at least (laughs) what do you do when you want to snack but all you can find is junk food rely on your self-control to resist that temptation please you eat the junk food start snacking healthy with nature box nature box makes snacks that actually taste great and are better for you uh, they're created with high-quality ingredients that are free from artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners, so you can feel great about snacking. Some of our personal favorites around here are the peanut butter nom-noms, not at my whole household because people would die, the chocolate hazelnut granola, and the praline pumpkin seeds. NatureBox recently made their service even better. Now you can order as much as you want, as often as you want, with no minimum purchase required, and you can cancel anytime. It's simple. Go to NatureBox.com, check out their snack catalog. There are over 100 snacks to choose from, and they constantly... Uh, add, add delicious new snacks. Choose the snacks you want, and they'll deliver them right to your door. With NatureBox, you'll never get bored. There are snacks each month uh, inspired by real customer feedback, and if you try a snack that you don't like, NatureBox will replace it for free. And right now, you'll save even more. NatureBox is offering our listeners here 50% off your first order. When you go to naturebox.com PKA, that's naturebox.com PKA for 50% off your first order. They really do make some really tasty and health-wise uh, uh, snacks. Like, they've got t- beef jerky and pretz- and cheese pretzels and, uh, and, uh, and, and like, uh, those, like, dried fruit roll-up type things, but they're, like, actually healthy for you and taste good. A um, little bit of everything. So, yeah, check them out. Check stuff. them out. And CISO. Comedy nerds rejoice. CISO has the comedy you crave with the debut season of Shrink, plus more from your favorite comedians like Paul F. Tompkins, Tompkins, Dan Harmon, the, the McElroy brothers, Jonah Ray, the UCB4, Amy Poehler, uh, which is composed of Amy Poehler, Matt Besser, Ian Roberts, and Matt Walsh, in hilarious, knee-slapping CISO original series. With CISO, you get unlimited access to CISO's original series, next day, late-night hilarious stand-up specials, binge-worthy classics, including 42 seasons of Saturday Night Live, the ultimate Monty Python catalog, the, the IT crowd, 
and more. The critically acclaimed new uh, half-improvised, half-scripted comedy series, Shrink? Uh, check. The debut TV series from My Brother, My Brother and Me's The McElroy Brothers? Check. An animated fantasy role-playing game starring Dan Harmon and hilarious... Uh, as well as famous comedian guests, CISO has that too. CISO is the new home for all your com- all your favorite comedy, Britcoms, stand-up specials, bingeable classics, and more. It's all on demand and ad-free. You get British comedies like The It Crowd and Monty Python, or maybe you prefer uh, classics like uh, Kids in the Hall or Parks and Rec. How about every episode of Saturday Night Live and late-night television, including new episodes the day after they air? Access CISO content from anywhere at any time using iOS, Android, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Windows, or Xbox One. Ready for the punchline? CISO is just $3.99 per month. No joke, $3.99 per month for all the comedy you want, anytime, anywhere, ad-free. Just go to SEESO.com right now to sign up for one month free with promo code PKA at checkout. That's CISO.com, spelled S-E-E-S-O.com, promo code PKA. You need a free month? Check it yeah. out and yeah, laugh like the, and laugh uh, and laugh. I like the magic online thing a lot. Um, I, I, uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, Chiz, of course, started keeping his tallies of like the win-loss ratio immediately. Dude, he does and, that. Uh, Is he keeping it on a Google spreadsheet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing he starts, at him. Uh, he, he starts typing and he's like, uh, he, he had won, like, he was like up eight games to two get it was eight wins for him two losses for him and one like draw or no contest but that we called it and then uh and, and then we started playing yesterday and he's like eight and three eight and four eight and five <laughs> eight and six we played just before the show tonight eight and seven Ooh, yeah, yeah come back yeah he shouldn't have started keeping track until he was way more confident that he'd be much better than you at Magic. We played a couple three-player games yesterday, I believe. That was a lot of fun. Do you win the I enjoyed that. Do you typically I win? won uh, the second one, and Ka- no, Chiz won the first one. Three-player is a little harder to determine, because if you come out the gate too hot, people will target you immediately, and uh, Kyle, uh, frankly, handed the win a bit to Chiz, because we were Kyle and I were Not both playing... Happened. Kyle and I were both, you can give your side in a moment. Mm. Uh, Kyle and I, or me and Chiz were both playing Mono White, which focuses a lot on life gain and defensive stuff. You don't have to Kyle tell me was, what Mono White Kyle's, is, Taylor. I know. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, it's uh, David Duke's preferences on Honey Fish. <laughs> but, um, and then Kyle was playing Mono Red, and uh, that's like right out the gate, fast attacks, three damage, two damage, instance. And I knew, I'm like, all right, I got to, if if Kyle comes at me and Chiz pretty much evenly, I'm confident I can beat Chiz in one-on-one just because we have very similar decks and I know more about magic. And so I think I, I'll be able to have better timing on certain moves. And Kyle went all out for me with those spells pretty much for the whole game. You did kill one of Chiz's creatures, but... I brought it on myself in a way because I played too many life gain cards too quickly and made myself a target. And so you did do technically the right thing and pinging me down, but in the midst of it, there were a couple turns where you could have thrown some shade Chiz's way so that he didn't just have an immense, you know, force that hadn't been pinged at all yet when you got when you lost, and then it was obviously huge win for well, Chiz. Those- 
the thing about it was, like, I picked the red deck because Chiz was complaining about my green deck that it was unfair. So I was like, all right, I'll play the red deck. He and, has like, a good point. I knew it what. I knew it wasn't going to be conducive to a, a three-player free-for-all, and I initially planned on just saving my spells, just just stockpiling them and keeping uh, keeping seven cards in my hand the whole game. But and then I played that one card that like untaps every time, taps and then untaps every time you play an an instant, and then after three it becomes a planeswalker. And my intention wasn't to like get make it a planeswalker. It was just a three mana card that I had, and I wanted it out there rather than you know having to discard a hand next turn. And I put it out there, and I was like, "Oh shit! Well, if I cast three spells, I can make it a planeswalker." So I just fucking did. And every time I had to target you with all of that madness because you just had gained ten life to ten before. And I, I think I did like seven or eight damage to you on like turn. A three. good amount. Yeah. Yeah. A, a high amount of damage, and that uh, very that much that kills the fuck out of people one v one. It's that's so what I was, fast. That's what I wanted to happen. I only attacked Chiz for the whole beginning part of that game because I'm like, if I can get rid of the other white player in this game, I will dominate a late game so mono red deck, which is what you were playing. Not because I'm like so I have just because game. after it, team after turn like seven, like it's game over, bro. Pretty that's what much. I'm saying. Like, like late game, yeah. white is gonna beat red handle every time like, like especially my red because it's i have nothing larger than three mana in there like like everything is three mana or smaller it's 21 lands like it's nothing but like haste creatures and uh and and, and like burn spells three damage to target player or or five day i got i've got a couple of that are like four and five damage to target player the timer thing is stressing me out a little bit because it seems like i hit the button way faster than you guys to keep it going because like after both of our games i had like 20 minutes more than you guys i had a lot of time left where you guys didn't and i guess i haven't learned the timing of thinking out my moves yet because there were times where you guys were taking like two minute turns doing a bunch of shit and i was like so feeling under the clock that i'm like oh he's down to 13 minutes but i only have 15 you know i'm only one two minute turn away from being below him and i i got that into too much <laughs> of my head as like, this is a new thing for the game, when I should be thinking of it as, if the time runs out, then it's a waste of a game, basically. Like, you can't... Uh, yeah. I guess and we've raised, play, like, we raised the time limit up now. Yeah, you did do If you play real magic, at like a Friday Night Magic, there is a time limit out of necessity, obviously, so you can't play all goddamn night. But... <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's a little bit of breathing. We can keep talking about magic, though, Kyle. I'm sure no one will mind. But no, no, I, I'm a. I was laughing at Chiz keeping the tally of wins, but I do think that it's it's going to be a fun rivalry for you guys now because I saw him post that the eight two and one a couple days ago, and seeing that eight seven and one pop up recently was fucking hilarious because you know. That Chiz didn't want to type that. He didn't want to do it. He wanted to start a new counter and be like, all right, now that Taylor's in the mix, we'll start a freeway thing and we'll see what we have. But now he's like, overplayed my hand again, Chizzy boy. And then eight, seven, and one. Oh. <laughs> now, in Chiz's defense, he will say that, that my deck was unfair because I, because, I, because I spent money on cards and he hadn't yet. But on PKN last Tuesday, I like gave the recipe for how to buy your cards and explained how easy it was. The cards are like pennies a piece, and and I've spent like seven or eight dollars or something like that on, on cards to like sort of do what I want to do because you start with like twelve hundred cards, but you know, not, yeah. not the ones you want necessarily. Ah, Lord Vader is gone. No, no more. Vader. 
Yeah, everybody, everybody gave Woody uh, shit about breathing into the mic, so he just showed up as a Sith this week. <laughs> a Sith Lord breathing into the mic as Vader right there. That, I, I, honest, I forgot you were going to do that. <laughs> and now you have oh. a Darth Vader costume. That's how I get... People come over and they're like, they like see my big box of costumes, and they're like, why would any adult have this? And I'm like... <laughs> My big box of costumes. <laughs> I've got. Why a, wouldn't it get all that big box? I got such a big box of costumes, and and you know they go on like dummies, and they go on me, and they go on like props and stuff, and like like I've got clowns and like big bears and uh, um, like a, a Gumby. Uh, I've got a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man that has a, an electric uh, battery powered like inflator on it, so it keeps you puffed up all the time because it's always pumping air into the suit. Um, I got co- I got a lot of costumes. Did I got you acquire wigs. them slowly, or did you just go to like one of those Halloween stores and just blow it out one we day? We did that. Ton? Uh, we did that. We had we had like my kids growing up had a lot of high quality costumes because there was an eighty percent off sale. And dude, it's it's easy to like if something's eighty percent off and you spend like fifty bucks, you get a lot of shit. I don't even know what what is that. Like, let's do that. Uh, fifty. What would that be? Divided by point eight. Two hundred. You get four hundred dollars. I did the math wrong. What was the answer? Isn't it four hundred? I don't know. Uh, is it point eight divided by fifteen? No. Fuck. <laughs> 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 it would be point this eight. Is... No. Let's see. Let's watch. That. What is let's it? Let's do it right. Uh, Here's the. Tell us the CPA. It's it's not fifty divided by point eight because that's pretty much 50 divided by one is it 0.8 divided by 50 that doesn't seem right is it uh shit why am i having such a i oh please like you guys know um i'll get so this you're saying that you spent 50 dollars on something that was 80 percent off so you got uh so 50 dollars come was 20 uh percent of the total value of the items you purchased so multiply two hundred fifty dollars worth of stuff by five. Yeah. Uh, so the point being, it, it's right an either. excellent, excellent yeah, deal. I think no, it's it's got to be right because that's just the math, right? Is, like is if it's right? fifty dollars off, multiplied by five, or not fifty dollars off, eighty percent off. Remaining totals fifty multiplied by five. You get two fifty. You spent twenty percent of right. the normal wow, amount. I really feel uh, silly. It was it was just because it was so simple. It's easy to yeah. overcomplicate. I've done oh I've done that before too. I've where done like the question math, is, is I swear. so simple that I struggle. Where I'm like <coughs> eight minus six, and like for a second you'll be like eight seven six five four three two one. Wait, what? Hope no, that can't be. Did you ever do that? Where you're like, I do I count back from starting at the number or do right. I start at the one? And you're like, what a stupid question. Just don't think about it and subtract it, and boom, you got the answer. Like, yeah, I have done that exactly. Anyway, um, so yeah, we we spent I guess the equivalent of four hundred dollars, but it was fifty, and we had a chest of like <laughs> children's costumes and like dragons, that, and that would have looked so sketchy, so much sketchier than my <laughs> stash of wigs. Is this this grown man's stash of children's costumes? Lots yeah. of different children's sizes. <laughs> I think right because you were saying, "Hey, Hope, do you want to be an Indian next year?" She's like, "I don't know what I want to be yet." And you're like, and then well, the you're princess, and then year after that, and then you're gonna be this after that, and you're the yeah. cat so, that after that." Like like you know, the children's pictures, you know, yeah, there's like a bunch of like, "Oh yeah, this is my kid." childhood we have a disproportionate number of pictures of like the kids dressed as dragons and princesses and stuff because around the house like playtime just involved more costumes than normal looks like a night at the podesta home 
<laughs> Who wants some more pizza? Messed <laughs> up like Belle for Beauty and the Beast. Come here. Mm. You but think yeah. when they introduce new people to their pedophile ring, there's like a learning curve where someone's oh, yeah. like, that pizza was super lithe and taut. And they're like, no, 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 no. You meant it has mushrooms and a, a lot of, uh, and a cornhole <laughs> on it. Or so you'd say. Like, I bet that is a problem where they, they don't quite like finish the whole. Just to be clear on Some very tasty deep dish pizza. Ah, mm. slathered in ranch. But yeah, mm-hmm. what happened was I, so last week, well, the week before last show, I'd gotten a lot of feedback that my mic was too quiet. And um, on Skype, like it, it was already at like 90%. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll turn it up to 100. You know, like it seemed like going from 90 to 91 wouldn't make any difference. And I did do a test recording, but it was, it seemed fine, you know, and the test recording, it's not always great. It's like 30 seconds of us all talking and uh, I, you catch the big issues. I guess I didn't catch that I was too loud and it caught my breathing and I had notifications turned on on YouTube for like it was like new to me. So every comment like was unavoidable. They're popping up on my screens. I couldn't dismiss them because they were popping up in front of like the thing, I guess behind it in the top right is where you find like how to turn change your notifications and I had to read like all 600 like fussing comments at my breathing. So I ordered a Darth Vader costume off Amazon. I'm like, fuck it. I'm breathing the mic next week. So. Nice. And see, I'm getting ready to buy my costume. Uh... It's classic, not annoying. Yeah. Say that again. I'm, I'm... I said it's cl- it's a classic because you did it in Darth Vader suit. <laughs> That's like a known breathing thing. Nobody <laughs> wants to listen to you breathe in the mic. But I... they listened to a series of a man in a dark suit breathing in, <laughs> in the mic. I, I hope my mic is good this week. I set it back to where it was right, and people said PKN was perfect, but we'll see. Well, if they said that was perfect, I doubt they'll complain this time. That doesn't seem like them. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. <laughs> uh, do we have another... I, uh, Go ahead, Kyle. Do you have a thing? I'm going to tell everyone about uh, Creature Quest here from legendary game designer John Van Kanagam, cre- creator of Heroes and Might and Magic series, comes Creature Quest, an adventurous RPG that brings a new level of depth and strategy to mobile games. Creature Quest is an innovative blend of collectible RPG and strategy. All roads lead to adventure as players embark on quests to explore new realms while encountering a variety of creatures and obstacles along the way with over 500 creatures wielding powerful abilities to collect and upgrade. With with addicting battles with lots of treasure to discover, players will constantly yearn for just one more battle. Creature Quest also boasts a unique PvP mode that allows players to use their creature collections to build their own dungeons and challenge other players for great rewards in addition to guilds, chats, and much more. From fun and unique stories in each quest to hundreds of adventure-seeking creatures uh, with upgradable abilities to strategic, fast-moving battles, Creature Quest will appeal to anyone who loves role-playing, collectible, strategy, or fantasy games. Available on the App Store, Google Play, and on Amazon. Uh, you can download Creature Quest for free today and be part of the turn-based uh, collectible RPG. Yeah, your quest for creatures is paved with adventure. Quest on I'm going to have to play this West. and talk about right. it. I'm curious about it. Now. We've been advertising it for so many weeks. I want to know what it's like. And it has so many aspects of things that I like. Like, like at this point, like I'm going to... All right. I'm <laughs> in so deep with the uh, fantasy things that at this point, like in for a penny, in for a pound. Man, right? like just bring it on. Like I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll bring get into Star Trek. Well, we'll get into Star Trek. But Would that you be know. your fantasy if <laughs> Bigsby comes down? He's in the room with you with his little pad. Uh, who's and- Bigsby? 
uh, he's the uh, he's the guy who's operating your virtual reality life experiencing experience that you've been living in thus far. Oh, okay. You know, he comes in from the real world and he's like, uh, Taylor, um, are, are you done yet with the human experience? Would you like to go to the wizard program now? Do you even take time to say goodbye to your family? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The second I find out it's not real and that I can go to Middle Earth or wizard school. And first of all, I'm not going to Middle Earth and I'm not going to wake up in the body of an orc and they're going to be like, we needed extras. No. <laughs> make sure that I am a, a wizard with a name. You know, I'm going to be either a, a, a white level wizard or maybe a gray one. Actually, not a white one. I need to work. I need a mission. I need to work up. But definitely not the two blue wizards. I wouldn't want them. Or hey, Radagast. He's the arbiter of truth. I like the brown yes. one. No, I wouldn't want to be him. He's a he's an invalid. Yeah, uh, in his own forest. The brown, all covered in shit. Wait, isn't he the yeah. really um, nimble one who like has jackrabbits pull his sleigh around and? Oh, oh, rabbits are oh, nimble, just, but he's just, an old man covered in shit. Just thinking about that scene of Radagast going like, he doesn't know I have. Ephodine has and he like whips them or whatever the fuck and like they just start boom taken off through the forest yeah like I, Favorite I could, scene. like I was a, I was upset watching it almost being like that whole Hobbit series like the first way, time I watched it through it wasn't as bad because I I give so much free credit to Lord of the Rings lore based stuff because I just like it mm -hmm. but trying to rewatch those movies is just upsetting because I have all the happy memories of how good Lord of the Rings was how dope all the battles were and then this one is some random asshole that they didn't even mention up until now riding hares through a forest to distract uh, enemies like it oh it These make, are Gondor oh. bad wogs. They will outrun you. These are Roxgubble rabbits. I'd like to see them try. And then it's oh. the it's Oh, awful. no. Why not use and your the magic? And the CGI on the rabbits are such horseshit. Right? Like, yes. could he cook up something? to? to I, I wish he, there was more magic in those movies. Uh, but I, I just feel like... Just the, a little more. <clears throat> there's a wilderness a wizard, and that's the one that appeals to me. You know, if you could get over some of the details of his implementation, if you would say, Woody, what kind of wizard do you want to be? Like a, a white one, one that like, I don't know, is in a castle, a bunch of bunch of dirty orcs, or the one that's in the forest. I'd be like, oh, that seems like the nicest one. Yeah, but, you're, but you forget he lives in a shitty little forest hovel, and Sauron, or Saruman rather, lives in an awesome tower. That but isn't that a choose to? A, is it Orafank? Orthanc. Uh, he has the library of Orthanc up there. Uh, he's got Seeing Stone, so he doesn't even have to leave. It's like he has internet before the internet. Yes, he has a Palantir. But could, uh, where, the, who the... touches in the extended edition, and he sees the visions of Sauron from there, and he's so terrified. And, and Legolas senses it, obviously. They are out. not all accounted for. But the forest know, one, couldn't he easily have a log cabin if he wanted covers it? it. He does, no, no, he does. He has one. I'm just saying that compared to Sauron, Saruman's uh, Tower of Orthanc in Isengard, where he has like full run of the place. Like obviously, movie one, Isengard, where Gandalf's walking through the the gardens with him, is the one that you would want. If I'm living there, I want to keep the garden intact. I'm not going to piss off the forest men at all because they are a valuable ally to have. So it seems because they are ancient and death. That lost the whole war for the dark side. If you if you if you roll the the tape back a little bit, the whole reason that 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 the dark side loses in Lord of the Rings is because they slashed and burned that goddamn Fangorn forest. If they went to Home Depot or Lowe's, none of this shit would have happened. Like the Ents do not join with the humans. Uh, we, they, you know, the, 
all of those troops who retreated after Gandalf stormed the day on the third hour. What, what was he say? At sunbreak on the third day or whatever. Like yeah. all those escaping Urukai and orcs would have rejoined the forces uh, of, of Sauron and they'd have just been more to deal with later on. Maybe that whole battle at the Black Gate doesn't go so well. Yeah, so the, exactly. it all goes back to there. It, and this made-up fantasy world that we're far too invested in. There's no... We, I resent we, that. We're all I'm far talking too... To, oh, you're not involved in this, Woody. We know you're not invested. But yeah, the Ents <laughs> were like... Man, seeing the Ents was like the coolest thing in those movies for the first time. And seeing them fight and all that. Like, even that I felt like was better CGI than what we got in The Hobbit. boring as fuck. You didn't notice the... They, they talk slow. They move slow. And I know they did in the book. But, like... I try to rewatch the parts with the ends in it, and oh my god, I cannot stay awake. Oh, I love it. I love watching because it's because you're not just watching them talk slow. Yeah, an old entish, and the way they I ventilate down there. I always liked walking south. Somehow feels like going down And you know, I like doing his voice. It's like the same, way, the same way that like when a mouse character is talking really quick and really jibber jabbery because they're little and that time almost goes faster because they're it does they're so go faster small. for small yeah, creatures. But for a, an ant, a tree person, they've been around for tens of thousands of years yeah. potentially. And so if someone runs up to him in the forest and is like, "Oh, we got to do this," they're like, "Don't No. Yeah, like, no, we'll discuss it. And so he has to go have the ent moot where he yells, and then Quick Beam comes over and the rest, and he, and he, oh, Birch, oh, oh my friends are looking here. I, like, I love that part where he starts, it's almost like he's summoning each, like, kind of tree. Birch and oak and willow rise. Yes. We walk in the last march of the ents, perhaps to a doom. And they're just walking down that burnt-ass hill, and you see him pick up the rock. I was like, I was like, how do ants fight? And then he picked up that goddamn rock that looked like if you threw it at a brick house, it'd just go right the fuck through. And I was yep. like, oh, shit. And then, like, 30 of them step out of the woods. That, that was a great scene. I love yep. those fucking movies. Yep, that was, oh, such a cool movie. I think we should talk about it all next week. <laughs> 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 we, we need our movie, uh, Lord specific show where it's just a it's just an hour every week about tolkien and and on all things tolkien i or read we the do books a i like lives. the movies i just i don't know why i'm like not, i don't know i'm just i enjoyed it and i kind of done with it i like bathing myself in that fantasy world if you do it enough then you can almost feel a part of it that's why i do it because if you get into it enough totally. you, there's a there's a little bit of you that feels like it's part of it and a little bit of it that feels like it's part of you. And, and you get to have that little moment of like, yeah, like, like, like I'm part of it. And it's part of me and this whole fantasy thing. It's, it's a really cathartic experience, like getting I, into those fans. I spent more so much time thinking about Lord of the Rings when I was younger. Because like I played Lord of the Rings trading cards. I went to Indianapolis for Gen Con 2006. Or I think it was 2006. For what? Meet any of the actors. Or any no. memorabilia, anything like that. Like next, that's next level. Like fandom, you know, fan yeah. is short for fanatic. We throw the word fan yeah. left and right, but that's what real fanatics do. You know, they. Oh, I gotta meet Frodo for real. You know, his yeah, name's I don't, Elijah. Don't care about meeting I don't any talk of the, the ring bearer that way. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about any of the actors in it, but 
Yeah, I, I just spent so much because I would be making decks like you're making magic decks right now. And so I'd be like, oh, I'm going to use a dwarf fellowship and I'm going to use, you know, Urukai shadow or whatever. Obviously, this makes as much sense to you as magic talk does to Woody. But uh, so I'm really how nobody dare right you. Yes, <laughs> how <laughs> dare you. But I just spent so much time thinking about it that like it became like a happy place almost of like even just thinking about the Lord of the Rings universe is like this like it harkens back to like a simpler time where it was just your only worry was, you know, how to play Lord of the Rings with your friends, like the card game, or how to, you know, play a video game. Or it's just that you didn't really, I don't know. Can I break out a, my very duo, tremendously fond duo green white support. deck and stomp all your asses? <laughs> duo green white. <laughs> yep. That's either. They make that deck. Lord of the Rings trading card mm -hmm. game still, and there's an no, online version. They don't make it still. Uh, they stopped making the cards in like 2010. <laughs> I so. love that you like, know that. Yeah, October of 2010, was, I'll just say it. <laughs> I, I was still in it. I played it with my uh, couple friends quite a bit. And then Decipher, the company that made the cards, went under. And I don't know why they went under. Because uh, they did that and Star Trek cards and a couple other things that I guess eventually didn't pan out. And I remember being upset. Being like, God damn it. Like it was I think it was like two thousand six, maybe, like around that time where they announced it would be the last set, or maybe two thousand eight, I don't know. But that's when I went whole hog into magic because I was like, if I can't get new cards with this, it's not worth it. I'm just gonna play magic more. Because I'd played magic for a couple of years at that point. I just it was always a second to Lord of the Rings cards. But uh yeah, I I'm I'm way nerdier than I thought I was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, did you want to talk about Trump? Um, at this time, I was going to say apparently, did. apparently they still have championships. They had championships for this thing up until 2010 for the Lord of the Rings trading game. Um, I guess that so. So the thing with Trump that's interesting, and of course they're still focusing on tweets rather than like Russian connections, which seems to be the substantive thing that really needs to be looked at that matters. Not mm -hmm. so much. Uh, I don't think it matters too much about uh, him tweeting the wiretapping thing. What I what I feel like we're seeing is the media and everybody else kind of playing dumb as to what they think those tweets really mean. We all know that he just tweeted that shit because he got a hair up his ass and he saw some shit on Breitbart and or Fox News, as he claims. That's all it was. It wasn't 3D chess. It wasn't him um, like getting any information from the CIA, the FBI, any sort of like inner channels. It wasn't him hearing something from the first time from like a Secret Service guy who was like, I heard a thing that happened back when Obama was here and they were watching you. None of that happened. He saw some stuff on Fox News or Breitbart. He put out these four tweets where he used the word wiretapping in quotations twice, but in two of the other tweets, he did not put them in quotations. And he literally says, Obama tapped my phones. So now on Tucker Carlson last night, he's coming out and saying, hey, 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 everybody's misunderstanding. Just like before when I was using, what word was it that he was using um, broadly? But, it, but it, he, was, he, he backed his way out of a situation like a week or two ago by invoking some the colorful language defense or something like that. But basically what he's saying is that wiretapping was in quotes, and what it means is surveillance in general, that mm -hmm. there was some surveillance being put on him in general. And and he's he's just twisting and turning, trying to get his way out of it with Tucker Carlson. And he threw out this little thing of like, uh, I think we'll be coming out with some stuff that maybe you haven't seen yet, that hasn't been out there yet in the coming weeks. Well, then today you've got the... Uh, the, uh, the House the gang, or something The Gang like of Eight over there, uh, you know, the highest ranking members of the Senate uh, committee over there saying like, nope. You got Republicans and Democrats saying, nope. 
We got no evidence of any of that. And then you got that Nunez guy who's a, a senator or something, whatever his role in all this is. He's saying he, he had like a, a lot to say about it in his, in, in, his, uh, in his statement. But Sean Spicer takes the last little bit of it, like excises it like a fucking only a, the, the, a guy, only he can do. And like, like only Dr. Ben Carson could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and completely misquotes the guy because Take what the guy context. said was what the Nunez guy had said. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I don't remember well enough to quote him exactly, but he said something like, no, there's no evidence that this happened. There's no evidence that this was done, that that was done, that he was surveilled, that he was watched, that he was wiretapped, that he was bugged. None of that. And a, and a person says, is it possible that while investigating some sort of a Russian tie or, or some other thing, that some Trump uh, surveillance or some Trump uh, calls or data were routinely scooped up and intercepted and brought in. Is that possible? And he says, yes, that is possible. We'll look into it. But it's like this afterthought of basically them saying, hey, is there like a one in a trillion shot that like through your routine like – or, or you know, like, hey, what if we call someone you did monitor? Well, would then you monitor us on that call? And he's like, yeah, I guess that's possible. And that's the... Other and so Spicer, it like, throws that out there. He's like, well, you saw Nunez today. He said it was very possible, and they were looking into it. That's his take on that statement that I just described, which was anything but that. It was all of the other stuff. It was him constantly saying, didn't happen, no evidence it happens. We don't know what he's talking about. This is silly. And then at the end, they got him to kind of say, like, hey, it's nothing's impossible, basically, is what he said. And then Sean hmm. Spicer takes that and goes, hey, he said it was very possible this happened, and he'll look into it. The other thing yeah, I keep seeing we all know it didn't happen. is they, they're defending Trump by saying, you know, you can't take it literally. He didn't mean that Obama actually physically went over there and did the wiretap himself, right? And that means, like, well, so this whole thing is just some sort of figurative whatever. No, no, you accused Obama of a felony. And we know when you say Obama tapped my phone that you meant Obama had my phone tapped. But suddenly, by saying Obama didn't don a clipboard and a hard hat and do it on his own, that you didn't really mean, you know, Obama, whatever. And, and, and I hadn't it, seen him take that angle. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. The, the, I, um, I, I watched a montage put together of all the people saying he didn't physically do it himself as you know some way of wiggling out of this thing that's mudding the waters is what that is that that's complete like when they do that that's like them going all mm -hmm. that stuff you said and because because then you're left with like uh that ain't even what i meant like that, right. that's not that's not even what we're talking about right now you're trying to fucking trick me and anybody else who's listening <coughs> might have tuned me like during the three seconds when i've had my had a brain freeze thinking mm -hmm. about how stupid what you just said is um, Spicy is on a roll, though. He's funny. I love Spicy. I he's do my like favorite the guy. Yeah, he's, he, he's one of my favorite characters in this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spicy is the best character in the Trump show right now. Kellyanne's good. I, you know, she's fun. Uh, I but, find but her unlikable sometimes. Ah, she's just... She's, she's playing the hand she's dealt, right? I bet if she was prettier and had a strong jaw, you'd be... Maybe you're know. right. I just find her to be too much of a liar. You know, like, she goes on there, and her whole thing is dodge and lie. And... At first, I was like, man, she's magnificent at dodging and lying. Now it's like, oh, you know how we could all say something that Trump would say? You know, like, yeah, yeah we're, I'm going to raise the military. I'm going to be great at the military bigly. You're sad, right? Like, we could all pretend we're kind of Trumpy. Now we can all pretend we're Kellyanne. Like, we've all done her thing, you know? You say, 
You know, it's important that, you know, we protect the integrity of the office. And I say like, oh, you want to talk about the office? The office needs to do this and that. And they respect the you office. You want to talk about the office of the presidency? We saw Barack Obama drag it through the mud for nearly the last decade Perfect. or more. Look, look at, look at, and, and then start, and then start listing things, right? right. Then, then go bullet point mode, like deficit, militaries, the, 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 um, what's the thing that veterans affairs, like, right. you know, you just, just grab any like, word from the previous sentence, transition that into your point, And you've got Kellyanne Conway shtick every single time. So I'm she's excellent. kind of worn out of that. I, I feel like it's a, a simple trick that we're done falling for. I don't think it's simple at all. She is under so much <coughs> goddamn pressure. It's one thing for us to sit here and think of like silly little responses mm. and back our way out of this shit. Man, when there's She's a guy, good. when there's cameras everywhere and lights, she won him the campaign. She, she, oh, she, she is okay. the game president. I, I she's, agree with that. She's so the good thing that is, she got Donald Trump elected. I feel like if she was still good at this, she wouldn't be saying shit like microwaves can be redesigned to take pictures from fry the cia right and now everyone's mocking her i thought that was good I, no I, no i to uh, me the left that is, mocking, is late but, night but fodder in the middle stephen colbert though. is coming out with tv shows or like skits on the on the microwave taking pictures and well, well he shouldn't because <clears> it's, it's a real thing yeah and, i don't and think it is a real that, thing he did it a skit on the uh, And we saw the that WikiLeaks thing. thing the other day yeah, about how many of our devices can be turned around on every Samsung TV. Is it Samsung or Samsung? I don't uh, think the microwave is one of them. The microwave just, like, there's just no interface to get data out of it. Well, I think this is a, a case of when she, we shouldn't take her literally as a microwave. You know, we, I think mm. she's saying any appliance. There are so many, she's saying that like surveillance is everything now. Surveillance is your television and your laptop. And like, like for me, like my volume. My virtual reality Maybe. system has like three different hackable webcams on it. You know, there's, uh, there's, there are there's things. I've got webcams in front of me or whatever, but my microwave under, there's no world in which that dumb device ever gathers data. My on thermostat, me. I got a smart thermostat. I got, there, there's lots of ways that, that you could be surveilled. I think my thermostat mm -hmm. may even have voice input. I bet you could turn that thing on and just listen. I can't Maybe. imagine someone getting any valuable information from me when I'm standing by my microwave. Oh, like, that's where Trump plays. Oh, yeah. Games. Taylor always burns his popcorn. <laughs> 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 that's a stolen joke. God damn it. I'm 80 Schubert. <laughs> but, uh, um, you wake out the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. And you're taller. So that is an insult. To <laughs> All right, let me say this before I say this about Amy Schumer being fat. I find her attractive. I think she is attractive, really? especially like, yeah, I, look, get mm. off me. Look, I, I find her attractive in her own right, especially because she's so goddamn funny. Like, like it doesn't matter if she stole jokes. She's a fucking professional comedian. She's funnier than any girl we've ever met. Um, so, and and she has her. There's a skinny version of her that's very attractive. I think yeah. I thought the version of her in the movie was pretty fucking attractive. Um, I I was into it, and I like her. Like, I like the potty mouth thing, and I like how sure of herself she seems to be. At least, um, I like all of those things about her. But man, she really porked up for that special and then put on a leather top that I can see her belly button through. Like I can hmm. see the indentation of your belly button because there's so much fat protruding around it. Like like I'm not gonna I don't I, believe I, that adder that outfit was full unflattering either. I mean it was a solid color and it's and it worked kind of like a corset to compressor. It had it, an uphill fight for that special. It did, well, undoubtedly. And that outfit was doing its best. It, it, perfect. Well phrased. Because I think if she was in like like something a girl might wear golfing, like shorts and a shirt of some sort. She looks quite big. But that outfit was just, that's 
look, that's the sexiest she can look that day. It's the sexiest. Hot dogs are dressed in pork intestines sometimes, but yeah. when that's your only option, you go with it, right? Mm. You need something that works for <laughs> that rancid, rotten pig meat, and that is kind of what happens. <laughs> I like hot dogs. <laughs> I, I don't. Do too. I, I like hot dogs as well, but I'm just saying, saying that, that Amy Schumer is full of rancid, rotten pigs. Yes, is that there's clearly the comparison. No, I'm saying to put a but, hot dog. But he's saying he didn't like Emma Watson as much now that he's seen her her titties. He's like, oh, I thought she was something special, but now I see him titties. She's just another person. <laughs> uh, like from that to you calling Amy Schumer like a hot dog because she's just. Uh, a big pile of rotten pig flesh wrapped in a tight wrapper. Like, I were really like a giant the at the top of a beanstalk grabbed her and put her through one of those presses and, and put it into like a, a guy. And it came out sleeve. in a leather outfit. She came out and yeah. gave a bad comedy special. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, um, I don't, like, I, I would have no opinion about her at all if it weren't for the fact, like, for one, I listened to old interviews of her on Opie and Anthony before she got real famous, and she was genuinely funny. She was. She she wasn't playing this, I don't know, the Amy Schumer character, you know, a woe is me victim, but also super edgy and strong and powerful. Like, like she just wasn't doing that. I don't like what she's doing now because her stand-up's not funny, in my opinion. It, to be frank, most stand-up sucks. So it's not like 50% good, 50% bad. Like, I'd no. say 85, 90% of stand-up is fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, it's 10% it's good. 90% is terrible. That's interesting. And she just happens... 90% of specials are terrible. 90%. Like, she just is not my cup of tea. Like, I don't know. Like, I, nothing against yeah. her personally, no. as far as I know. I would say that, like, 99% of comedy that we see that's made it onto fucking TV is just about terrible. Um, so, like, if we're just talking about stand-up and we're including every fucking comic that's in a, any club, anywhere, anywhere, telling a joke, like, 99.9% .9 of that shit sucks. I've yeah. been to uh, a couple comedy clubs and, like... Yeah, there's one funny guy tonight, huh? Yeah, he, he really he really made me laugh. What about that other guy? Well, he probably won't kill himself. Even tonight. great comedians are hit or miss. Like George Carlin's specials. There is at least yeah. one doozy in there that is not oh, funny and totally gets like by his. on being him hit on George George Carlin, Carlin being thing. George Carlin. Uh, same thing with Sam Kinison. Uh, the <laughs> fact that he died young. If you go back and watch his stand-up, like Joe Rogan and a couple comics rave about, uh, it's really shit. He just yells at you and tries to get you to laugh with his fucking voice, and it's not funny. It's like it's. it's I don't like George Carlin as much as most people do. I, I, George Carlin, man, like his whole stick is I'm the only smart guy here, and I'm. I don't. It's not my cup of tea, you know. He's like, I ever noticed that it's your stuff and his shit, right? It's I call it stuff and you call it shit, and it. And it's like, dude, that like. I don't know. It's not that funny to me. And then this whole notion, like, you know, the government's trying to keep you down and this and that, and he's the only guy who's discovered it. I'd, it's like, oh, I my think God. Overall, Every show. He has it's more good than bad overall, definitely. Like, he's it's George Carlin. I think he's got way more good shit than Big bad fan. shit. But I used to like him more than I do now. If, like, those... If you take his last, I'm trying to think of what special it was, but there was one at least where he started off just listing everything so quickly and some up, some down, reach around, pull it down, you know, have to go yeah. through toe, like in a, in a rhythmic thing. And he does it for yeah. so long that it's like you are masturbating on stage right now, wanting everyone to be in 
awe of how you memorized this over the course of the last few months, and now you're repeating it back. Like at this point, you're not being funny; you're being masturbatory. I you like know that, that you could go out there and not sell it, say a joke, because everybody knows you're George Carlin. They're going to give you the benefit of the doubt, just like when Zach Galifianakis or someone with a funny voice cadence delivers a line that's not genuinely that funny. It's still funny because of it, by virtue of the fact that they're the one delivering it and they have the right timing and cadence. But I just don't. Like his that special where he talks real quick and it's all about, you know, well, the government does this and that. And I'm, I'm so in tuned with it. I don't know. It's annoying because his other specials are mm. genuinely funny. Yes, but, that that expresses my thoughts. Well, I think I, I, I'm in tune with it. I'm the only guy I hear is with the brain in their shoulders. And, and I don't know. I just don't like it. And uh, like even like Louis C.K., Bill Burr, they've had specials that I haven't liked very much. And they're what I would consider like, you know, what I'm not impressed with the comeback guys. Like, um, who's the guy who's considered the best at it? Like Mulhaney or something? Mulaney. Mulaney? Um, Good looking guy. He is great. John Mulaney. Yeah, he does have some great specials. But like, for example, I remember some guy in the audience was saying something. She stole his joke. Did she? And uh, (laughs) he's like, yeah, your mom was saying the same thing. At least I think she was. There's, you know, something in her mouth. I couldn't hear what she was saying. That stuff to me... it seems like such obvious low hanging fruit and they act like he's a genius for it. No dude. His genius is the, is being the one on stage with a mic and everyone's on his team. And that comes like without trying. I, I Mulaney, you mean maybe. John Mulaney, white guy, dark hair. Yeah. yeah. He's hot, that high waisted man. You got feminine hips like that. Yeah. yeah that, that guy yeah. might be. Him. He's, I think he is like, I've, Tells real dirty jokes. I, I too. probably laughed just as much during his specials that as special was great. I did during any Bill Burr special. Like for the most part, like they're really up there. Are you thinking of Anthony Jeselnik? Maybe. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Is Jeselnik the one that has the joke about the escalator and how it can never break? It can only become stairs. Uh, no, that's um, Mitch Hedberg. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that really interesting delivery. No, you're thinking of. Uh, um, the other guy who does those kind of jokes. Stephen uh, Wright. Stephen Wright, yep. Stephen okay. Wright's the one with the deep voice with the misdirection jokes. I like then, those. Uh, oh, I, I like think those, those are funny jokes. too. Yeah, then, yeah. Uh, a lot of them uh, are really dark, like dead babies and stuff. I just, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I've been in, like, pretty much on the Woodycraft uh, Minecraft server, I would go back and forth with the players because. And that was just like a way of loving up the players. And uh, all my jokes were the funniest thing in the world. When in reality, like, all I had to say is your mom liked it or something. And the crowd's on my side. And uh, I feel like that's what a lot of these comeback comedians do. They're not saying clever things. They think they're professional verbal swordsmen. And it's bullshit. They just have the advantage in the first place. Sometimes. Yeah. I can see what you're saying with, with some of them. But... Yeah. Kyle, you had something you wanted to, you wanted to say. I have one more advertisement here. Uh, it's, a, it's a brand new one. Yeah. It's a brand Good new Lord. one to us here. It, it's it's very important. It's last but certainly oh, not Oh, I know least. this one. Go on. It's I'm soil- excited. It's Soylent. Mm. When you're busy, it, it can be hard to maintain a healthy diet, and, and you sometimes have to resort to fast food lunches, microwave dinners, even skipping meals altogether Don't just to get by. Thankfully, there's another option. Soylent. With four delicious flavors, including original, coffee-est, cacao, and nectar, Soylent is a complete meal in a bottle. Because every bottle of Soylent is 400 calories and contains 20% of your daily macro and micro nutritional needs. Plus, it's packed with a complete blend of protein, 
carbohydrates and lipids, giving your body everything you need to thrive. Just visit Soylent.com and use coupon code PAINKILLER to get 15% off your first month of any Soylent subscription. Subscriptions can be canceled at any time. That's S-O-Y-L-E-N-T dot com. Offer code PAINKILLER. Uh, yeah, spell that. For 15% off your first month. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That. Check that's, them out. That's Excellent. Meal in a bottle, 400 calories, uh, 20% of your daily macro and micro nutritional needs. Um, yeah, check them out. Soylent. Convenient and healthy. Yeah, they got good stuff in here. Soy protein, sunflower oil, isomalutose. Mm, that's science. Vitamins and minerals. It looks very above board. Very awesome. healthy. You guys should check it out. Save some time. Lose some weight. Feel great. Feel better about yourself. Go out confident. And make Very sure you good. have fresh breath while you do so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, watch uh, and we, the rest. Oh, oh, we were talking about the Trump stuff. Um, did you see the budget come out? Okay, yeah, yeah. I saw the budget came did out. Did you read the um, thing I linked? I don't know if you, maybe you weren't interested. I, I didn't time. read the thing. Uh-huh. The, the thing so, so, so I just heard <coughs> what a lot of people have said about the budget. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did read what you said about it. I think you said that you liked a lot of it, which would surprise me a bit. You liked the cuts, I think. Parts of um, it, not all the cuts. Parts but, of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, but you think think that that fifty four billion or whatever it is, fifty to sixty billion, uh, roughly, on the military spending is, is completely wasteful. And I think it probably is too. What I hear coming out of their side, whenever they get they got questioned today during the press uh, interview mm-hmm. with Spicer. Um, whenever asked about, you know, hey, well, you cut this much money out of that, doesn't that directly lead to worse care here? Or doesn't that mean this, this, and that? And and he he was like, whoa, 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 stop it! First of all, this has already been answered. He always does that. Now, if you watch Spicer and, and keep this in mind mm-hmm. from now on, when he first starts answering your question, he'll let you know that this has already been covered at least two or three times to make you feel stupid right off the bat and let everybody else know that he thinks you're stupid for even asking this question again. He does it. Almost every single time he answers a question, he's like, "Well, this was all covered earlier today during this, this, and that, and during a uh, you know the Senate hearings, and this was already covered." But, um, and basically, what he said was that there was a lot of waste and a lot of you know two things that are being money's being spent on two things when they could be done in the same facility. A lot of ways to um, use the amount of money that they have currently to get to get more out of it. But that's how I feel about the military. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's I, what I, I. That's exactly where I was going with this. Was like. They don't have the same viewpoint when it comes to the the military. They mm-hmm. look at uh, they look at um, arts funding, or they look at educational funding, or they look at uh, um, you know some sort of um, just say, Go get government lean. spending they don't care for, and they're like, "Whoa, I bet we could trim a whole bunch of fat out of that fucking pie over there." They never <laughs> think, but when they look at the military, they're like, "Oh, you guys need more money." Don't you? Don't you? Yeah. More tanks? When it comes planes? to the military, they're suddenly like, oh, these private contractors aren't probably fucking us. They're probably not taking huge advantage of these government contracts. They're, they, they're fine. They're fine. Keep it going with Halliburton. Although, Keep it going with Boeing. It's advocate. fine. We saw Trump, at least for the, at, at the very least, we saw Trump making public note of that he thought the Air Force One uh, thing and the, uh, the, uh, the stealth fighter project were both needless gut needless spending and those are those are private organizations so whether he whether he, the proof is in the pudding whether he takes the next step and actually makes something happen of that that's that'll never happen mm-hmm. but at least it was a concern of his i agree I, i'm glad you put it that way because there are some people who are like oh my god trump is the greatest he you know because trump made false claims like yeah all i did is tweet and save 600 billion dollars on the f-35 and all i did is tweet and i canceled air force one 
And uh, those things actually, actually nothing changed. No, there's, there's been no change in our contracts. Or... They see me talking a big game like change is coming, but they lie so often they don't believe anything they fucking say now. Um, I don't believe anything at all. And that goes left and right. Like, like, like I don't believe when I see John McCain over there really like, eating it up, and he's calling um, what's his name a Russian agent in the Senate floor and stuff like that. Like, I see so much Was opportunity. No, he called fucking Rand Paul and uh, a Russian. <laughs> yes, right. Dude, did you yeah. see Rand Paul's comeback on that? No, I, <laughs> it was pretty funny. They so they interviewed Rand Paul, and they're like, "Hey," and they played it out, and they're like, "This guy's are, every single person apparently was for." putting is it macedonia in nato something like that and no, it, it was Algeria. no um unless we got a time machine out of the deal we're not including macedonia <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> you know, i'm a little older than you guys so the, the uh um anyway it was some small country that i didn't really know very well and they wanted to put the them in nato was it? No, that's yeah, old too. Philip. Stop it. You're messing with Philip. me. Um, so oh, anyway. Yeah, that was really sneaky. Oh, that was yeah. good. He got me for a second. <laughs> uh, anyway, they asked Rand Paul like what he thought of this. And he's like, you know what? I think John McCain makes a really good point. Or a really strong argument for term limits. <laughs> you know, this guy has lasted way long. He's losing his head, et cetera, et cetera. Just, you, know, you can see the glasses go. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> And like the the deal with it, and like the air horn, yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly it. It was pretty funny, but um, uh, yeah, I'm glad. I I have less trust since Trump came into office than like Obama. Like I'm not saying Obama never said anything that wasn't true, or or sometimes he said things that weren't true, but he he hoped he they did, were at the time. Face of like bald facts. He didn't right. fly in the face of what we see before our eyes. He didn't. He didn't look at the American public and say, "Hey, you're too stupid to even see the truth." Let me tell you about it, because maybe you'll hear it. Maybe you'll understand it when you hear it, because you certainly can't see the truth before you. Like when, it, when it, whether it's marijuana or climate change, whether it's fucking uh, uh, crowd sizes or three million fake votes. You know that three million fake votes. Remember they were going to do an investigation into that. You know, That's not going anywhere. Know. All of this stuff, very frustrating stuff, and and, mm. and the worst part about it is like like these piles of shit that he is stepping in weren't in the White House. He had to go out and look for some shit to step in. He's out looking for shit to step in, figuratively speaking, because all of this is is of his own making. And all I can think is like, is he doing some of this to take some attention away from the Russian stuff? If he is, it certainly isn't slowing down the myriad of investigations into the Russian stuff. It won't stop the end result. So all I can come to, the only conclusion I can come to is, yeah, he really is a madman. He really is a little bit different than the three of us here. Any one of us would be a more competent leader for this country. We just would be. Because I'll tell you what my mindset would be going to the presidency. If for some reason that befell me, I would never want such a job. It would be like, I have to sur surround myself with smart people. Because I don't have what it takes. I need to find the people who do have what it takes to do this, and they have to inform me. And I need more people to watch my back to make sure that the people informing me are not fucking me and the American people. Because my job is so big. There's so much magnitude, and it's so long-lasting. It's not about the next four years. It's about the next 400 years, potentially, if he fucks up and steps in a big enough pile of shit. And he just doesn't seem to take it that seriously, which I didn't see coming. Yeah, the golfing thing bothers me. I know it's a small thing, but like 
he seems to take a lot of vacation and, and he's our, he's the first part-time president of my life. And you know, we'll see how that plays out and whether it's important. Man, it's more done in five hours than most presidents. I hope so. Cause he's, you know, cause he spends less happy. time in it. He's getting stuff done while he golfs. Maybe, I'm sure maybe. he is, but I also feel like he's, I mean, he's not every the same president, no, all those presidents who went like out him. there were definitely getting work done. Like I'm saying yeah, that as far as um, golfing goes, when they, when it was like Obama's golfs for fifth weekend in a row or Trump golfs for fifth weekend in a row or whatever, like I, they're not going out there playing a scramble with a couple of good buddies. Like they're, they're maybe. out there with I, the Japan, Japan prime minister yeah. or someone I would imagine. Like I would, yeah, sometimes yes and sometimes something no, to do. I would imagine. I think those are business meetings, the, and I bet it's... On the military budget, I was going to say, like, uh, I, I was just reading, or there's actually a video where they were talking recently about how we used a $3 million Patriot missile to take out a $200 drone. That was a U.S. ally, $3.4 yeah. million. Three, that what was the me. drone going to do? It was, it taking, was a surveillance drone. It was, yeah, it was a video drone. I probably got a better one Quad downstairs. Copter. You do have a better one downstairs. We all do. That seems like a, <laughs> a, a, a huge copter. waste of uh, a misallotment of yeah, right? <laughs> a and, misappropriation. Of but drugs. I feel like if that happened in the private sector, oh my God, like divisions would be shut down. Heads would roll. Like this would be a, a huge thing. In the military, it's like, you know what? Sometimes you spend $3 million, Patriot missiles, cruise missiles, that, whatever. If I'm a, an enemy of America... Fucking put an ISIS flag next to some swing set. Call it a terrorist training center, and uh, you know this is maybe the the law, the you know when they use the used I mean, tires and they make yeah. it a thing, like whatever. It shouldn't it, be surprising that the government is horrible <laughs> with money, top to bottom. But the they're military bad at budgeting, is especially they're bad at horrible. Spending, they're right? bad like, at getting contracts. I, I bet there's a. I know there's a, a division of the government that looks for like safety in banking, right? So they make sure that your bank like is the the ratio of the money that they borrow that, that, that comes in is such that they can pay you back and and when you withdraw it it's okay and they follow certain rules and my um my friend's the brother FDIC. I don't know if it was that specifically but my friend's brother did this job and uh and it ensured fair banking and none of us worry about our banks and I bet that division while bloated isn't stupidly insane and the military on the other hand I feel like you know sometimes people just fucking spend millions or billions with a B on boondoggle stuff. And yeah. And like, that's I don't, I don't like and the to whole call trillion... that. I'm sorry. It is like unpatriotic, no. you know, to suggest that these people don't operate with like costs in mind. They're not the private sector, right? The military just spends and all they like their culture is not such that like, Oh, you know, we have to, bring in some money to pay for this and become wildly profitable and lean and mean. No, their culture is, I just want more, 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 more money. Yeah. These more career money. politicians and career military people mm -hmm. don't know what it's like to have a budget for real. They know what it's like to force themselves to buy bullshit and be like, Oh, we're at this public school or whatever. We need to buy $6,000 in tissues or we're going to lose funding. Who cares if we don't really need this money and we could just maintain just fine. The military is the same way. Ah, uh, I guess we need a couple more fighter jets, right? I mean, we we got we, you know money's flowing in. We don't work for it. Like, it, oh, it's I don't a, know, it's, it's annoying. A step worse it, it should than that. it should be patriotic it's, to say that you want that it's just government agencies spending taxpayer dollars efficiently because it's kind of disrespectful to everybody paying taxes if it's like, yeah, just send that three million dollar missile. Yeah, just buy a bunch of bullshit you don't need for this park or this school or whatever. Like, like it, that shouldn't be 
bad it's because to the, say there's a bunch well, of fluff. You're to suggesting cut. that it's negligence, right? You're you're suggesting no. that, that they're just bad at making budgets. Um, but they but don't the care because there's is, no feet to their like, fire. Or, yeah, there's no fire to their feet. They don't no, that's not true. It's the opposite. There are there, there are there, there is though. It's, and it's on the other end. It's not the American taxpayer because they don't give a shit. At least they're not going to vote you out of office if you if if you award some contract to a private corporation. But some missile company or some aeronautical company might just fund your next campaign. They might find your they might fund your friends' campaigns. They might find some weird way to finagle some funds to you and yours just in exchange for voting a certain way. And back home in your district, they're certainly not going to give you shit for voting for you know some up armor tanks. Because because as soon as a, a Democrat says or a Republican, whoever says something like, ah, Jim voted for this company and then that company funded the, the campaigns of X, Y, and Z, Jim's going to say, my opponent doesn't want our troops to have the equipment they need. When, it, when the chips were down and they came to me and said, sir, we need up-armored SUVs or, or Humvees, we're getting blown up left and right, I, 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 did, I did what was right. I signed the piece of paper and now you've got these guys. Yeah, it, it always turns out that way. It's, it's, it's on purpose. They're voting these ways. They're being That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, but but is it is, it's intentionally bad at budgeting because they're blowing out spending because they know there's not going to be a real repercussion. If someone owns a private business and they go to their shareholders, hey, I know we projected 14% growth this year. Uh, actually, we didn't grow at all. We actually shrank by about 20%. We moved less product than ever. We got removed by a, a couple of stores, took us out. But you guys are down to like, give me some more seed money to keep this going, right? Like, no, they'd be, no, fuck you. I'm pulling out what I have. I'm going somewhere where the business is good and where my money's going to be respected and treated correctly the way it should be. Like, the person who has your money and is making money with and using it in a business sense like that should be like, all right, I need to be paying a lot of attention to what these people, because they hold the cards. They, they should wonder. hold the cards at least. It's just a bigger scale of the tax system of they go, fuck you. I don't care if this is a bad military contract because I'm going to get elected better. So it's not that they're just. It really is just bad, intentionally bad budgeting, knowing they're causing problems and not giving a fuck. To add on to what Taylor's saying, uh, a lot of Americans, like we kind of know, like, oh, yeah, our military budget is that of our next five or eight militaries combined, right? You know, you take Russia, China, France, England, et cetera, add them up all together. I think Saudi Arabia is in there before you start matching the U.S. military budget. What they don't know is that our military is not bigger than all of those. They say like, oh yeah, we're eight times bigger than the next one or whatever. No, 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 no. We're not bigger than China. China has, no. is, is bigger than us in a lot of ways. We're not bigger than Russia. Russia's bigger than us in some ways. Or it, it, a lot of these things are bigger per dollar. So and it, uh, what, another thing you're saying there that leads right into this is we, the United States take, spends a lot more money per soldier post getting out of the military than countries like it's, China or Russia. And so when you roll in the VA into military spending, that's a large percentage of it. It uh, is. It absolutely is. That's a big part of it. But but getting back to like the other militaries being bigger than ours though, like like a lot of times it's like, oh yeah, Turkey has like a thousand of these helicopters and we've only got a hundred and fifty. And it's like, yeah, but each of ours can kill a hundred of theirs mm -hmm. because theirs can't see ours because ours fly at night at ten thousand feet. Yep. And theirs can't fly at night, <laughs> and ours can see ours can see at night, but <coughs> theirs can't even fly at night. And it's 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 always something like that where like our equipment is so much better than theirs that like it's kind of like they don't have any equipment. They're just kind of shooting dumb artillery. They might have the most artillery, for example, 
but 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 we got the most like uh because of the people we're fighting like sometimes so like it just it needs to make sense you know if i don't know who our threat is that we're most concerned about you know maybe it's china and that's something we really need to be ready for or maybe it's isis and we no, don't ISIS need three nothing. million dollar patriot missiles to take out their drones isis you is know? nothing but we could have uh, absolutely nothing i could take the, out that drone with a paramotor <laughs> The Nighthawk. And it'd be way cheaper. You could just suicide crash it in. <laughs> you, said, uh, you said Peanuts killed 13 people last year. Did ISIS kill 13 Americans? I bet Peanuts killed more Americans last year than fucking ISIS. We blow that shit so out of proportion. And I, I, I can only believe that it's some sort of form of government control over us to, to like blow it out of proportion to such an extent. When, when I can think of 30 things in my household that kill more people every year than ISIS does, at least in this country... I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Al Qaeda was the same fucking big bad man that we needed to spend a, a few trillion dollars to defeat, right? I don't know like, who's like, afraid of these things. Like, I, I, I don't mean to be like macho or anything. I just like I'm not really afraid of Muslim terrorists. Like, that's not a thing that. No, not even you don't think about it every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if if, yeah. if, if people were to ways. predict how I die, how many of you would pick Muslim terrorist, and how many would pick? Paramotor acrobatics. Dude, paramotor oh. acrobatics is is way the fuck up there right now. It's like paramotor, car accident, heart and, attack, and and then heart attack is like is down here because you live a pretty healthy life and your life and you're in good shape. Do my best. Uh, yeah, I just the doctor regularly, all that stuff. I do. You know the signs. I'm getting you know? better. Yeah, do I? I think I feel. Yeah, you sound better. Yeah, you do sound better. They were um, they're definitely trending in the right direction. All right, so, let, me, uh, let me do these two little post-rolls here, tell everybody one more time about Creature Quest, of course. Uh, from legendary game designer John Van Kenegum, creator of Heroes and Might and Magic, comes Creature Quest, an adventurous RPG that brings a new level of depth and strategy to mobile games. It's available on the App Store, Google Play, and Amazon. You can download Creature Quest for free today and become part of the best turn-based collectible uh, role-playing game. Your, creature for, your uh, quest for creatures is paved with adventure. Quest on with Creature Quest. And, of course, Soylent one last time. Just visit Soylent.com and use coupon code PAINKILLER to get 15% off your first uh, your first month of any Soylent subscription. Subscriptions can be canceled anytime. It's S-O-Y-L-E-N-T.com. Offer code PAINKILLER for 15% off your first month. Yeah, awesome show. Really enjoyed that. Um, hopefully next... I really like doing the shows where it's just the three of us. At least I like know, once a too. month. Sometimes. At least yeah, once yeah, a yeah. month or maybe once every five or six weeks. I like having one of these. But uh, fingers crossed that maybe we get some uh, some world oh, yes. famous guests next week. Perhaps a uh, an SLL uh, SNL alumni or, uh, or or a famous talk show host or something like that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, PKA to three twenty six.